All right, welcome back to another episode of Tea Time. It is 11.06, Saturday the 17th, February 2024. We are in Embark Collective. I'm here with Kate. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kate, you are you are Russian, like fully Russian? Is it too loud? I am fully Russian, and I can't hear anything through my headphones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I can hear myself. Okay. Perfect. Can I hear you? Can you say something? Uh, hi. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, perfect. Oh, this is weird. This is content. This is this like, content. this is going in. This is real. That's in. Oh, this this is in? Yeah, yeah, we don't cut. No cuts. I better no shut edits. up and never say a word again. Just don't the next say four hours. any slurs and you'll probably be fine. Okay. I might leave it in. We'll okay. Oh, so we don't stuff. curse on this podcast? No, we definitely curse. We curse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just don't say the N-word. Like, I guess you can say the N-word, but, like, you know, it's up to you. I think I'll get canceled so fast in this country. They don't know who you are. They don't know who you... I heard it's, like, yeah, in Europe, it's, like... Word. Yeah, it's... There's not, no word uh, like that. Europe, Russia, like, I guess it's different. Uh, but um, in Russia, yeah, I mean, you know, because the basic mentality behind it is, like, okay, there is a country in Nigeria. So what are people called who live in Nigeria? And in Russian, it would be the N-word. So they're like, why is that a bad word? Why is that a really? curse? They're like, how is that? How does that make logical sense? And I'm like, it just does to so just shut up and never say that word ever again. <laughs> is <laughs> there like, any word you can't say that like, like a Russian word? You're like, whoa, whoa, don't be, don't be throwing that around. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like a lot of things related to like, so there's, I remember I have a story actually about that. So, um, um, there's a name for kind of like a nerdy person who plays a lot of video games, but I thought it was like a regular word, like, you know, saying a nerd, but it's called Zadrot, mm -hmm. but it's actually like a very mean word. Apparently it means like someone who like jerks off all the time and watches <laughs> like, and I, I told this to my mom when I was like, I was like, yeah, he's just a drot. And he's, my mom was like, Kate, okay, what the? <laughs> She's like, why would you say something like this? And I'm like, why? I just called him a nerd. <laughs> She's like, no. It's like, you can't. You, you, you can't say that. I'm not sure. Um, no, I mean, Russians are pretty open with how they express themselves, you know? We just say things. It seems like a very, like, blunt culture. It's very, very blunt culture. Like, there's a yes. lot of... I think it varies in the U.S., like, especially, I would say, like, more Western is very likely, like, California. They say things that are, like, like overexpressive, but it doesn't actually mean... So, like, like for instance, I was... Um, have you ever seen Architectural Digest? Uh, talk more about it. It's Maybe like I don't like you. They go into celebrities' houses and the yes. celebrities give them house tours. Yes. Well, yes. like they did one with Selena Gomez, or they did one with um, she was a girl in High School Musical. I, uh, uh, oh, the, also dark hair. Vanessa uh, Hudgens. Yes, yes. And she like she said, I'm obsessed eight different times. She's like, oh, I'm obsessed with this mug, or uh -huh. I'm obsessed with these carpets, and it's yeah. like, no, like you're you know it, you're they, not obsessed. You just. It's, bought it <laughs> yeah it's, it's like people will be like oh my god that's amazing when it's like people just like, say i love you here yeah people say oh my god i love you yeah and it's yeah i mean for you're those, like don't don't you make it cheap don't like it's yeah very... small talk saying i love you saying i'm obsessed oh my god i'm in love with it um you know like so many things that yeah. i'm i mean is in Amer american culture that's 
considered normal and just basically means oh i like it oh that's cool mm. like oh i feel strongly about you kind of thing like oh mm. i like you in my surrounding that's what mm. when people say i love you girl or like you know oh, i love you see you most of the time if you don't really know the person for like over i would say maybe there's like you know a rule maybe like if it's below a year and a half that you know a person and you mm. say like i love you to them like, i think it just means i pretty much enjoy that you're in my close circle mm. <laughs> that's what it means you know yeah like if we're speaking literate terms. I don't know if it's, like, because there's the argument to be made that, like, we have a very, like, it's it's not a specific language. Like, it was, like, the Greeks have, like, three different words for love, for, mm -hmm. like, the different types of love. Yeah. So it's, like, eros is, like, lustful love versus, like, fraternal love is, mm -hmm. like, brotherly love versus we just have love. These are also psych terms, yeah, but they come from Greek. But it's, but it like, like, the... I don't know. Well, like, what would the you say? The colloquial use like of it. That's the thing. Like, how Americans adapted, like, chose to use those words colloquially, right? So, mm. like, arrows and all of those things, they are terms in psychology when we, like, talk about love and types of love and mm. types of relationships, right? And they're not just, like, made-up terms. They are really, there are different types of the way you feel positively about someone, right? Because mm. I can like you, I can love you, I can appreciate your presence. You know, there could be, like... I'm curious about you, but I and I mm. like that, but I don't fully like want you there all the time. And they're mm. all real things, right? We have different relationships with different people, and the friendships that we build it's, are very different. But we will Americans just do it the same way with everyone. Like, well, oh, there's I love you. there's one thing like I, I I think it was in a Drake song where like it was this girl and she was saying like there's a difference between making love, sex, and fucking, and it's like why do we have the, we can get specific in that realm, but when you're like, oh, I love that. It's like, why don't we have a word for just like, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Like, where, where are our values at? You know? Exactly. Like, <laughs> why do we have more words to describe sex than like, we need to describe actual a, feelings? a lot of time to the sex talk, but like, don't worry about yeah. all that love shit. Yeah. I mean, did you find, like, so when did you learn English? Um... So I had English in kindergarten, but it was obviously, you know, just like very like basic. Bullet. Yeah, yeah. It's like Spanish here. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Then um, when I went to middle school in Russia, because I left when I was 14. Mm -hmm. So I left pretty early. But um, yeah. all throughout middle school, I had a very good English teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and we had like an English-oriented school kind of. So we had English instead of like three times a week. We had it four or five times a week, right? Mm -hmm. So just more often than regular schools. Mm -hmm. But I had a great teacher. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's where I learned English. I went to um, camps, summer camps in UK, mm -hmm. pretty much every summer since I was like 11 or 10. Oh, so you kind of had to learn. Yeah, I guess. You know, but my English was not as good until well, like, I probably came here for college. I, I mean, I finished high school in UK, so I had mm -hmm. to speak fluently. But the way I speak right now... Like the very accent's different. very the reduced. Accent reduced and um, just generally how fluent I feel when I speak like slang, you know, stuff That's, like that. Like the way we use certain words is like, I, I wonder if it's equivalent in other languages. Like just the like... I mean, one saying like all the time. Like is there a Russian word that's like like where you're just like, oh, it's like, you yeah. know, like... Like, like tipa. Like, it's exactly the same word. It's a, we call it a parasite word. Mm. It is a parasite word. Like mm. is a parasite word. Tipa is, it means exactly the same thing. Mm. And you will say like, like tipa, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Interesting. Because, yeah. like, I don't, I'm trying to think of examples, but now it's, like, blank. But, like, the, the, like, I remember my, my buddy, he's from Iran, and I was, like, teaching him all the slangs of, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's bullshit. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's nothing. That's, like, you know, nonsense. Yeah. But it's, like, when you think about it, it's just, like, why is it this, like, specific animal? Yeah, it's bullshit. Because if I say, like, bullshit, that's different from, like, dog shit. That's dog shit. I mean, Bro, like, that's dog shit. Like, dog shit is, like, that's really bad. I think because it doesn't stink as bad as bullshit. I think bullshit will stink a lot worse than know. dog shit. Because, like, dogs, especially if they're, like, home trade and stuff, they'll eat, like, clean food, you know, like... Have you bull- ever heard of, like, a dog fart? Or smelled a dog's fart, Of course, fart, though? yeah. Like, that yeah. is the worst thing. But have you smelled a bull's fart? Exactly. I don't think so. Exactly. But, like, bullshit's, like, but, useful. Like, I don't know, like, but, it, like, the... For the, what? Like fertilizing and stuff, yeah. or like people I feel like any cook shit with it. is apart from human is probably fertilizing, but even human. Yeah, human shit's probably good. Yeah, but like, like, why is the bull is like chosen animal for that? Well, it's like the bull is like it's nonsense. Like, like there's bullshit, horse shit, and then there's dog shit, and they mean they're different things. Like, like horse shit is like a like bullshit and, a, and horse shit are kind of similar, and like they're like a lie, but like bullshit is like it's nothing. You know, it's like, that's nonsense versus horse shit is like, that's just a straight up, like, you're fucking me over kind yeah. of thing. Although I think it depends on, like, where you are, which animal shit. Like, horse shit's not used a lot around here, but, like, I've seen, like, in, like, baseball players, they use yeah. horse shit a lot. But, like, dog shit isn't, like, like nonsense. It means it's just bad. I wouldn't expect people to say, well, that's just horse shit. I think and there will be a different context for that word. Like, mm. um... Like, he was just feeding me a whole lot of horse shit. But that know? would just be bullshit. Like, he was, he was bullshitting me. Yeah, like but, like, in what context do you use horse shit, then? I've only seen it used... I think it. you might be able to use it interchangeably with bullshit. I've always just seen it in, like, like um, in baseball games. Like, okay. when a coach... Like, when uh, a ref makes, like, a bad call, the coach will be like, that's horse shit, and you know it. Like, that's a load of horse shit. Like, you're, you know... But it... I guess you could you could use bullshit in the same way, but you I guess dog shit is the bigger. It's a different shit. That's a whole other dog shit is thing. like very yes. negative, versus like bullshit is like that's like flimsy. Yeah, I never heard anyone use dog shit. Just, just dog. Saying. Oh, I dog shit. Like I feel like you gotta throw it. You gotta consciously throw it around a little bit more. But if you yeah. say dog shit, people will be like, oh. Well, now I will. That's yeah. the thing, you know, now yeah, that I'm like, I thought about it. Oh my gosh, she's saying dog shit. <laughs> oh like, it's so like. It's a DS. It's a DS. <laughs> <laughs> if you, I, DS, I think would be like, what? What are you saying? Yeah. But like dog shit, yeah, it's pretty self explanatory <laughs> <laughs> Well, a question for our listeners. How often do you use dog shit, horse shit, and bullshit? Leave <laughs> <laughs> it in the comments below. Leave <laughs> it in the comments we below. We want to know. We want to know. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know what other like. I'm trying to think of some of the, um, oh, what are they even called? Um, parasite words? Not parasite words. It's like, it's a turn of phrase that like when you look at it, it doesn't mean oh. what it what it seems like it means. Um, but it's different than like, like I've heard like, parasite words is cr- like crazy. Um, <laughs> never look a gift horse in the mouth, which okay. is more like, um, I think it's a Middle Eastern because we don't like, do horses here so mm-hmm. maybe it's more if you're in the country but it means because you can tell like how old a horse is by its teeth okay so it's basically like don't get picky about a gift like if it's a mm-hmm. gift don't be like oh well you know it could be a blue car rather than a red car yeah but that's different than 
I don't know. I can't even think of the, I think they're idioms is what they're called. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess bullshit is sort of an idiom, but. I'm trying to think of other words in, in American language that are kind of, there. you have a bunch. I mean, Russian has even more because we generally have more words than American language. English. Really? Yeah. Russian language is very rich. Hmm. We can combine, especially with curses, you can combine like three different words into one and people will know what you're talking about. Like, like that's what? how. Like, like horse dog bullshit. Like pizda prayobina. What is that? That means like, <laughs> like you're like uh, something. It's basically like a cunt fucked up, but together it's like you are a cunt who fucked up, but it's one word. Huh. Like pizda prayobina. Pizda is cunt, and huh. then prayobina is like, like you lost, like you fucked up. Huh. So you're you are. A cunt who fucked up, but it's and it's it's um uh, it's not an adjective. Wait, mm. it's not an adjective. It's a noun. Oh, it's a, a noun. It's a, it's a very yes. I mean, we have um like bitch ass. Yeah, like get your bitch ass over here. But that's just so like. But it's yeah. not like it's so different. You can't be like oh you little because you like if you're on the streets yeah you know or you you're call like, somebody like ass. like yeah. call somebody a dipshit dipshit yeah like a dumbass compare like a cunt who fucked up. And no, you're way, yeah. Like, we're way more advanced. You're and way. it's like, I'll it's such you, a long you. word, too, right? Yeah. It's like a long-ass word. And that's just one word. And it's just, you can make it a one word, yes. You can say them separately. Huh. Uh, there, there's a bunch of other examples, you know? I know there's one in, like, Indian language. I think it's Hindi. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pronounce it like a dog. But, like, mother chod. Mother chod. It means, like, you're born from, like, a virgin vagina. But that's negative somehow. I'm like, oh, like Jesus. But like, it's like, uh, like somehow it's just like, oh, it's like you were never even born. Yeah. But it's like, you never, never say that. Or maybe it's Chutia. I don't know which is which. Chutia is also like, bitch. Or like, it's a very negative. Say that if you just like whisper it to an Indian if you ever see them. And they'll be like, what? Chutia. And they just walk like nothing happened. (laughs) It's like, hey. Well, I guess if somebody, like, came up to me on the street and just whispered, like, bitch, and then walked away, I'd be like, oh, what the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, my day like, would be ruined. <laughs> that, would, that would fuck with my head. <laughs> like, what does he know? What does yeah, he know does that he I know? don't know? Does he know about my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something very interesting. So, like, the you showed me the Bobby podcast of the girl who's, like, very deadpan. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's very powerful. Like, that kind of affect of, like not it's it's sort of the impression of knowing more than you really do but but yeah. people will spin their gears like if, if somebody goes up to you on the street and just says bitch like really quiet you're gonna think i mean some like people will be like they what don't made know them shit. say that but it's like yeah like yeah. like what I know did people, they like about me what did they not like about me what do they know it's like could they sense it like could they like, sense that i'm a bitch they, they smell i'm a yeah like what <laughs> what about me is bitch do i give off that vibe yeah. like i mean also for overthinkers out there yeah, you want to avoid those kind of situations. Cause <laughs> but it's very, like, so I was watching this documentary on um, Henry Kissinger. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. But he was this, like, right, he's a diplomat, for those who don't know. And he was, uh, like, he's a Jew, came from Germany, like, after the Holocaust. But his demeanor was always very, like, calculated. You know, like, some people will say stuff and then they'll be like, right? And then they'll, like, they'll, like smile, they'll be, blah, you know, they, they're kind of, 
asking with their body language, like, oh, do you like that? Or like, if somebody says something, they'll kind of smile, like, oh, I, even though oh, yeah. that wasn't funny, they'll recognize that it was Their funny. body language is compliant with their emotional intention. But he was just very, like... Off. Like, he would say, he wasn't, I think it's funny, but he wouldn't show it with his body language. No, he, he was just, like... Because I never saw him... Like, there were videos of him laughing, but there was no, like, audio from it. So I don't know mm-hmm. what he was saying. But, like, in the interview, he was always just, like, very just... Yes, and so we did this, and we did that, and that's how it is. And it wasn't, and he would just stop, and then when he's done talking, he's just, like, I, I'm done. Like, I, I like that. Is it offsetting to you? Is it off-putting? No, it's very, it's very powerful. Like, it is a... Dominant strategy. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of, like, posture yeah. of, like, I don't know if you've seen, like, the, the video of Jeffrey Epstein, like... I don't know what he was doing, but it was like he was getting a piece of paper and just the way like he was like taking off his reading glasses and like looking at it and just like his posture, you could instantly see you're like, oh, he's like the big dog in the room. Yeah. And it's like, all right, how do you, part of it is just natural, but then part of it is just like, yeah, you just sit like this. Yeah. Or like the, um, I'm sure they talked about it in your degree where it was like, if you sit like open, some people are like, closed off. Of course. Like your, your posture, um, the way you breathe, how you how you put your feet tells a lot about mm. how you feel. If you're open to communication, not open to communication, like it plays a vital role in team building, relationships, and just generally like communication, like business especially, you know? Like my stepdad actually is um, a business coach and he basically teaches uh, like corporate people to communicate with through body language, mm. through, you know, just building communication, of course, verbal too, but, you know, body language is a huge part of it. So, like, you will even see a difference now. Like, look, if I sit like this, and just for everyone out there who can't see me, putting my feet flat on the ground, mm. my shoulders straight, the way I talk changes. Mm. I can't even, like, be like, haha, oh, my God, this is so funny. Like, I can't do it because I feel so much more, I wouldn't say powerful, just confident, you know? Yeah, like, I want to sit up straight now. Like, like, I'm like go oh, ahead, try like, it. Gotta, You'll see. Like, it's just like your adjustment of posture makes me like, I mean, it's one thing of people will say like sit up straight and then you'll see people start adjusting yeah. their posture. But if you do it yourself without but, anyone telling you. But it's, it's like, also just like seeing you in yeah. that position is like, oh, like I can't, you know, like I don't yeah. want to sit like this now. Yeah. Like it's. Because, I mean, there is a theory that, you know, a lot of the human interactions are, and it's not really about competition because, you know, there's a theory that like. There's competition within males, competition within females, but generally all human interactions is about do we match in terms of our dominance, right? So like people who, a lot of the times I feel like maybe with men specifically, I'm not sure, I can't, you know, mm. it's just like a new thought that I don't had speak just for now. us. Don't. I will not speak for men <laughs> uh, and I actually won't speak for women either, but... Um, no, you're woman expert officially. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like it's a lot about, like, who is bigger top dog, you know, mm. kind of thing. There is there is a thing like that. But it's not with all men, obviously, you know, and not with mm. all women. But it's a lot about do our energies match? Are we, like, competing? Because some people just, like, right off the bat, they meet each other and, like, they don't get along because they feel like they have to prove something to each other, you know? Like, mm. it's... It's kind of like that, you know, like, oh, yeah, I do this, I do that. Depending on a human, again, you know, it's very personal. But I feel like the idea and the concept of competition um, and, like, 
matching energies. I don't know. That sounds very hippie of me, but you know mm. what I mean. It does play a big role when we when it comes to friendships, relationships, mm. business. You know, that's why a lot of the times in the serious meetings, you know, like government, just corporate, it's a lot about how you look, how you sit. Mm-hmm. If you come to a business meeting and it's like a panel of like twenty people and you're the only one sitting like this, slouching and just like. They will look at you different, and they will have a reason to, you know, mm-hmm. like, because it's all about how you present yourself. Yeah, it's like, what that does sense. that say about how you feel about a conversation? Yeah, is that still going. I, I think it is. <laughs> oh, hold on. Take a quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. I'll try and remember the timestamp. Yeah. Um. No, it's definitely well. <laughs> It's a lot of things because there's certain people you meet and you're instantly like, oh, I know you. Like, yes, yes. It's mm-hmm. just instant comfort. And I don't know if that's like – it has to do with posture, I'm sure, but like just the way you match up personality-wise I think is separate from sort of your position like in the dominance hierarchy. But don't you think that the way you sit, your body language is a direct reflection of the person that you are? Yes. Well, it, it definitely there's a correlation. Yes. It's a very strong one. But it's connected also to the situation. Like you'll sit differently in different positions, but you're still the same person. So like like if I talk with somebody, I can kind of tell that I like them regardless of sort of the situation, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, it's not perfect, but you can you can tell if you vibe with somebody pretty quickly, but this yeah. the situation doesn't necessarily matter, I think. But then there's also, I guess, the – like when you're trying to get something done, that's when I think it comes out a little bit more of like who's steering the ship, who's – like you'll notice like when you're walking with people, it's like, all right, who's in front? Are we – if this guy is like walking in one direction, is everybody going to follow them in that direction or are they going to kind of like mosey around and then the guy in front is going to have to come back and be like, come on, guys, like let's, let's go this way. Like mm-hmm. it's – you can tell – I don't know if it's subconsciously, but when when you're walking, if you walk with a certain, like, if you're in front and you're walking and you don't give a shit, like, you're just going to keep walking forward. I'm going where I'm going. You know, you're not worried about the people behind you. They're a lot more likely to follow you, even if they'll, like, trail a little bit versus if you're kind of, like, walking, but you, like, slow down for them and you kind of, like, look behind they can kind of tell that you're not as confident about where you're going. And so they'll be more likely to be like, ooh, like putts around or maybe we're going to stop and do blah, blah, blah. Like Maybe it's about consistency. I would say like I'm trying to think of examples in my own life, right, where that was the case like because, you know, I walk in groups a lot. Mm. No context required. <laughs> I just walk in groups. It's <laughs> a humble brag. I just humble brag. Yeah, I walk uh, with yeah, groups. With groups, yeah. Um, but I think I definitely agree with that when it comes to consistency. So if a person consistently walks in the front um, fast and, like, doesn't, like, rarely looks back, you know, just, like, yeah, definitely that is a good reflection of the kind of person they are when it comes to group dynamics, right? Mm. I don't know. I think it's so intricate this whole idea of body language and it's, it's just not as simple as are you sitting straight or are your feet flat on the ground mm. it's a lot more about eye contact um you know just like little tweaks that you have you know or like um just like if you really think about you know like it's it's like seeing the world in its molecular structure right like mm. we don't see i don't see you as like a bunch of molecules right mm. or atoms but 
if you do try to take that approach when it comes to body language, how people like really pay attention to details and not just surface details, but mm. really. And it's hard to explain in words, you know, but mm-hmm. I think all of that comes out, you know. And it's not, it's, you're right, it's not about dominance whatsoever. It's lit- literally just about you, how you interact with your environment, you know. How do you feel inside? Like, I know I'm never the person who is, like, standing straight, you know, and, like, I'm not rigid, you know. I'm mm. not robust in that sense. If you can mm. call someone's presence robust or rigid. No, I see what you're you know saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I am also not, like, I'm never, like, fully closed off. Or, like, you know, turning away or, like, mm. you know, shrugging my shoulders. I'm just in the middle. And you that's the kind of person I am. You don't think you where you'd, like, like, I'll have times where, I like, I'll come out of a meeting. I'll be like, oh, I kind of, like, I messed them up. Like, like they were all bitches. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's times where I'll be like, no, no, no. This is what we're doing. We're doing this. You get, like, you get in the space. You start touching shit. You're like, look over here. Look at where my hand is. And then we're going to go over here now. Like, you just sort of... But then it's not all the time. Like in other contexts, then you, you'll kind of like, you know, shrug away, or like depending on where you are, or who you're with. But especially I find if I know what I'm talking about and I know they don't know what they're talking about, it's like, let me lay it down. Like cut, cut your shit. You don't know what you're saying. This is what this is. And then you lay it out. And it's. Yeah, and people, that definitely plays a role. And I think even in those settings where you are maybe not the most comfortable, right? Like public speaking, right? Mm-hmm. That's when people usually change the way they present themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So like if this is my comfortable position when I'm public speaking, I won't be like standing like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, shrugging my shoulders. I'll be standing straight. I'll be gesticulating, you know? I'll mm-hmm. be like... Gesticulating? Gesticulating? Is that what? It, is that a word? I'm asking you. I don't know. I think so, yeah. It sounds like, like gesture, a word. Gesticulating. I think that's... I gotta use that Sounds one. like ejaculating, but... Yeah, I... But besides the point. Uh, <laughs> gesticulating all just, over just in here. I don't know all if that's allowed. The room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of... We're gonna have to wipe it down. Yeah. But I think those little things that are so natural to me about how I actually feel do come out if people pay attention, but no one does, so it doesn't really matter. You know, no one pays mm. that much attention and... Most of the time, we make judgments about people on such an unconscious level, most of us, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we scan someone, and it doesn't happen right away. Not from the Well, it does happen from the first second we meet them, mm-hmm. but usually we have a feeling about someone without being able to really describe, you know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the... You know, we don't usually dissect people's body language when we meet them mm-hmm. because that's unnecessary in our society. But our brain really does that. Be like, oh, you're standing awfully straight. Yeah, or like, oh, like, yeah, mm. you stand straight, but sometimes I see you kind of like, you know, mm. your left shoulder is getting weak. But we don't say that or think that we our brain just perceives that. Yeah. Well, cause, yeah, because it's just so it's much just work. so much information. Imagine how much information I'm getting right now from just like looking at you, you know. Mm-hmm. Our brain learned to like make judgments off of that without us being fully able to, Mm. like, say, oh, this is what I feel because of this, 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 because this left hair on his back of his head Mm. is sticking out this way. But our brain probably perceives those things, too. That's, you know, (laughs) or, like, yeah. I There's something um, they say about, like, predators. And I think it's, in general, I guess, for people who are more, like, a bully, but, like, predators can sense prey. Like predators are smart, especially like they say that people who have been like abused or something like that are more likely to get abused again because it's like the predators can like they can smell it on them. They're like, oh, like just subconsciously. I 
Like I would want to, I guess, talk with one and be like, what is what is that feeling like of like you just know or you're like, ooh. Like you like they get that sense of like, oh, this person is manipulable. Like it's like it's just that like you can tell. Cause there's certain times when when like you're having a conversation with somebody and you can you get that feeling of especially in an argument when once you've kind of you've already won the argument but you're not done with the argument where you're like all right like you're you are in control and you're just sort of crushing them down with your words of like all right just sit down like with your bullshit are you a bully Eric do you like that no feeling? no no but like the this, one, that's not what your body language says well, right now <laughs> like like it. it it depends on the conversation, right? Sometimes, like, it's the reverse, where, like, I'm having a debate with somebody, and I can already tell them, like... I'm, I'm getting fucked. crashed. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I am fucked. I can't think of anything to say, like... I know, yes. And, and your brain starts working worse, because you're like, oh, fuck, like, what am I thinking? And, like, versus once you're in the zone of, like, winning the argument, yeah. you're like, and this, and this, and, and this, and you're not and you know exactly. analyzing what's happening, because you know you're crashing it. Like, you yeah. don't need a reassurance from yourself. I honestly... I had a thought but I lost it. Um, so I think, oh yeah, I remember it. So like an interesting thing about, I think I believe our perception works is that we only pay attention to things that we conceptually told ourselves. you know? So like, let's say, you, you know, you just asked a question like, um, does a bully realize that, okay, this is a, like, you know, this is a prey I mm. can attack now because mm. they're weak. Right. I think if you like, especially with debates, if you're the kind of person who likes debates and knows that they're good at it or maybe not, but you know that you're enjoying it. If that concept is embedded in your head, like you're like, OK, yeah, I I love debates. I love the thrill. I like the adrenaline of it. The way you approach debates will be very different to someone who just has like dominance power issues, who is not fully really conscious of the of the fact that they like debating because they like the dominance aspect of it or the adrenaline aspect of it, you know? Mm. So it's really about what you tell yourself. And that changes your whole life. What we tell ourselves, in my opinion, dictates how we approach situations, how we behave everything, right? So, mm. like, two people can be doing the same thing. Like, let's say me and you have a debate and you're winning, right? Mm. And you always win but you and, and I always win in other debates and we have two separate debates mm -hmm. right with other people we can be doing the same thing but very differently and it will feel very differently because you know that you're not power hungry you just love debating right and you like the adrenaline of it and you told this to yourself mm -hmm. and I just bluntly do it I blindly not bluntly blindly I just I just debate because I have like you know whatever I haven't realized that I just like debates I just have you know desire to like for power or to win or to like suppress something you know to oppress something you know mm. and that will really but it really depends on your motivation at the end of the day mm -hmm. that's the key that's what i believe you know makes people who are more conscious about themselves different from those who are not really conscious about their motivation mm. if you accept your motivation if you realize it and tell it to yourself your whole experience changes well, i think it can be a negative too, like like there's something about being stupid that gives people confidence mm -hmm. sort of the like if you're walking up to a group of people and you don't know these people but you're going like oh I want to introduce myself I want to talk you could go up and I think it sort of like goes hand in hand with like why people drink because they think less is like you just walk up 
And if you just go up and you're just like, hey, and you just do it versus going up and being like, oh, what do I say? Do I wait for a moment in the conversation? Blah, blah, blah. And then it's all kind of, it's incorporated into your posture, but it's also just like you overthink things that will, like people can smell it on you of like, oh, this guy's not really confident in how he's introducing himself versus I don't even know if it's, I don't know. Because it, it's very, like, if you just walk up and you're just like, hi, that, like, people probably just won't think about it. They'll just be like, oh, a new person, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Versus, like, once you walk up and you're very nervous about it, they can sense that. And then it just kind of, like, taints the whole interaction. But look again, nervousness is an emotion, right? Mm. But overthinking is almost like the way you cognitively interpret the world. Two different things, right? So, um, like, I would say I'm an anxious person, right? But I never, like, no one ever told me, oh, you're a shy, anxious person, right? Because that's not how I present myself. And it's not like it's a calculated plan whatsoever. It's more like it brings good and bad things. I overthink things, but if I didn't overthink things, I wouldn't be as analytical as I am, which I, which is such a benefit in so many areas of my life, right? Are you consciously changing yourself, though? Like, you're nervous, but you're like, act normal, or are you, like, because, you know, people aren't in control of themselves fully. Like, it's, you know, people say, don't worry about that. But it's like, I'm not choosing to worry. I'm just stuck worrying about it. Well, that's debatable. I, I think we all have a choice and, resp- like, we are in control. But it's not about control. That's the thing. The word control is the wrong word when we talk about emotions because controlling your emotions rarely going to bring you to anything positive in your life, you know, because mm-hmm. you're trying to tame something that's innate in you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about acknowledging something that is happening that you have, but also being like, well, right now, because, you know, there, there are like three theories, right, of emotions and cognitive comprehension of the world that are happening, right? So three theories are first goes the thought, then emotion. Mm-hmm. First goes emotion, then the thought, or they all happen at the same time. And although like a lot of scientists believe in the other ones, most people and scientists believe in the fact that it all happens at the same time. Mm. So there is not such thing that comes first, right? So it's not like I'm an overthinker, then I get nervous, which is that's how it feels to us, right? Like we overthink and then we get anxious. Mm -hmm. But sometimes anxiety comes, I don't know if you ever dealt with anxiety or anything related to that. Sometimes it you already feel the feelings before you have the thoughts, mm. right? And you're like, I don't, I just, but that's also because it's habits. Certain feelings turn into habits, like triggers, right? We all know triggers. Like, uh, you know, you were in a dark alley and something bad happened to you. Every time you're in a dark alley, that's conditioning, right? You mm. will get scared. You'll get triggered. It's the same thing that happens internally, right? Mm. So like certain thoughts gave you anxiety, but at some point, you might get anxiety without having those thoughts because you're in similar circumstances. Mm. And that's how I kind of, you know, um, with, with the whole overthinking thing, right? Like with, um, um, when you're, when you're nervous and you come up to people, they sense it. I don't consciously ever choose, you know, like, Oh, now I'm just going to go for it. Like I don't try to overcome myself, you know, Mm. but with me, I think it's a little different. I, I can't speak for everyone. Um, it's just, Sometimes I feel more comfortable than other times, you know, and I like I know my weak points, right? Like public speaking, like professional environments, 
this is when I'm my, you know, overthinking is a little higher than just with friends. Like I'm very comfortable with friends. Mm. And by the way, I'm very comfortable right now. So don't worry, guys. <laughs> 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 yeah, there is no anxiety here. But um, yeah, I, I just think it, it, it's so individual for everyone. Right. But the basic concept of like what comes first is very interesting to me. I think um, people feel powerless sometimes to their feelings. Mm. And that's like and that's a debate like i can't control what i'm feeling and i don't know if i agree with that i think you can because you make a choice to feel a certain thing like your brain is powerful enough over your feelings because feelings are it's like they're in the ether there's no organ that produces a feeling of nervousness right yeah there's there are things in your brain but your brain is the same organ that produces your thoughts mm. so it all happens in one machine mm -hmm. right so biologically speaking, we don't really know how it works exactly, right? Mm. Maybe scientists know more than me, obviously. But <laughs> on the basic level, yeah, there is no, no rule for how it all works. But it's one system for sure. I, I mean, I've definitely – there's a couple things there. Mm -hmm. But I found that like the, like the worries, I suppose, or certain thoughts where it's like, you're you don't want to think these thoughts but it's it's like if you're busy then then you don't think about it but then Inside, once yeah. you kind of idle then it's like you pull up this list of like all right what are, what are we choosing today about like what are, what are the you know the normal thoughts that are going to come on of like oh i should be doing this or oh why didn't i do that blah 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 or like oh this is great um and it's very, like, you can, I guess a lot of people, plenty of people distract themselves in that way. Like, they're workaholics or they're alcoholics. They do anything not to kind of go back to the default. <laughs> nice. Uh, Hello. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> um, but the, I don't know if you can, like, I, like, I've talked to my friends and he's like, yeah, just sit and, like, ask yourself, why am I thinking this? And I'm like, I've never, I never do that, you know, unless it's like, you know, you're laying in bed and you can't fall asleep and you're just going over like, yeah. oh, I never think about this. Let's think, you know, okay. let's keep myself up now. <laughs> um, but like, I think I, I know pretty much nobody who will just sit in their room and be like, all right, today I'm, I'm, I got to work on this thought. Like, let's go over this. Like, why, why am I this way? Why do I get nervous because of this? It's like, you know, I don't know. I never tried that, but I wonder how that would work of. Okay, if it's always it's sort of like on the mental to-do list, whenever you have time, your brain goes to it. What if you just sat down and just worked on that then and just thought about it? But I don't know how well that would work. I know a lot of people like one of the things about therapy is the fact that you can bounce it off of somebody else. And so you can kind of address those things because you're like you can get a second opinion um and like there's one thing about saying something out loud versus thinking it. It's almost similar to like putting it on paper and then you can look at it separate from yourself versus like you get stuck in your like ideas and you can't really like nail it down into one thing. It's just this like amorphous thing. Um, but I don't know if you can just sit in your room and just be like, oh, why, why do I have these issues? And then just kind of go over it. And then after an hour, you'd be like, all right, like I'm good now. And you just leave. Yeah, you know. um, I mean, you definitely can. And a lot of people dedicate their whole life to not to like self digging, but and self exploration, but um, really being conscious, like all the yogis, right? Mm -hmm. Like Sadhguru, I don't know if you heard of him. 
I think so, yeah. Yeah, so he's like he's a yogi who basically is a celebrity now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, those people dedicate their whole life to living a conscious internal life like because everything we experience is internal you know Mm. so basically we just allow everything that happens outside to interfere with how we feel Mm -hmm. right to affect how we feel but um which is normal like you should allow those things because that's we live in society you know we can't really escape that but um you can definitely do that um but then the question is i guess and it comes back to the thing that you know you told me before the podcast like you're uh, interested in Freud now, right? Mm. Why How? Why do you think it's going to help you figure out why you feel or think a certain thought? Like you said, oh, you can think about why you have that thought and work on it, and you kind of use those inter- interchangeably, but are they the same thing? Knowing why and where it came from and knowing how to deal with it. So mm. that's when different types of therapists come in, right? Like you have CBT, right? Cognitive behavioral therapy, which is what's most popular and was shown most effective in the US, let's say. Mm -hmm. And I think nationally as well, which is basically, it doesn't really dig into your past, like psychodynamic therapy, which is like, not, it's not Freud. Like when we, a lot of people out there who think, you know, like digging into your past and knowing where things came from is Freud. It's not Freud was just like, you know, a crazy figure back in the day Mm -hmm. who was like, who kind of gave basis for, us now knowing that what happened in the past does affect us now, mm-hmm. right? And that's, I believe in that, you know, I think mm-hmm. we can, a lot of us can agree on that. But CBT basically helps you deal with, create coping mechanisms and understand, like not understand why, but understand how to go from here, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was in therapy for many years, right? And mm-hmm. I only like pretty much solely use psychodynamic approaches where it's like, where things came from, what could have, you know, cr- like planted something, a feeling or a thought in my head that is up till now, 24 years later, like affects me, right? Mm. But that never helped me um, learn how to live with it or deal with it or, uh, you know, just feel better. Mm. It kind of, you feel better because you kind of, oh, this is where it came from. So it's supposed to like help you recognize what things will trigger you, you know, like why you feel certain feelings, but it's not super effective in my opinion, right? So sitting in your bed, if you are an overthinker, right? Sitting in your bed and thinking where it came from, good idea, but also you should do it, do it together with maybe thinking, Just my normal face. We, <laughs> that's just how I. That's default. Okay. All right. All right, oh, we're yes. back. Right. We fucked up. <laughs> we fucked up big time. Big time. We cured homelessness. So. But then we ruined it again. Uh oh. I guess the secrets will never be revealed. Yep. Sorry to all the homeless people. Yeah, you'll stay homeless forever, and there's no willpower, and there's no. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Fucking. <laughs> so we were trying to cure homelessness, but the technology, like per usual, ruined everything. 
um, just like AI will kill all of us and we will not exist in the next couple of hundred years. Are you worried you're not going to have a job? Now I'll always have a job because I'm not homeless. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not homeless, right? So I'll be fine. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I think it, that's something that's, it's definitely like a slippery slope of like, I'll never be homeless. But then if you make a couple wrong steps, you could definitely get there. Like, I can see myself homeless. I also think I have the looks for it. Like yeah. on a bad day, like a lot of my friends told me like, kid, I can so see you homeless. You know, just like that's nice clothes, of them. like my face, like I can make that homeless face, you know, just a little like, just like, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I see, right? right? Like now. messy, I'm dirty <laughs> hair. Like, yeah, just like leaves in my hair, you know, some dust. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think I'm just so privileged, you know, like in the worst way possible, you mm-hmm. know, and it's not like I'm fucking rich. No, it's more like I have so much support I've always had. Mm-hmm. And until like my parents are alive, I'll have that. And also like my friends too, you know, I'm very blessed. Okay. Privilege maybe it's just like, it sounds so bad, right? Like I'm privileged. I think it's, it's like a weaponized. Yeah. Like, it's a weaponized word. Yeah. I mean, I'm so blessed, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm very lucky. Yeah. To have that support system and the just you know like the opportunities that I was provided my whole life. I mean, I'm here mm-hmm. at Amber Collective in America in Tampa, Florida. From That's good. yeah, from Russia, you know, and I lived in UK. So like, I mean, honestly, I can never complain about the fact that like something messed me up. Yeah, like maybe my my mind is a little weak, right? But that's mm-hmm. just me. I need to work on that. And it's it's like. Because what you're talking about, right, like if you're born in a situation where you don't have an example to get out. Yes. I think there's also the idea of like, especially as somebody in the middle class, the idea of like the club of the, like the super rich. It's like you got to be born into it. You got to be born old money. You'll never get there. But like there's plenty of people who have become billionaires whose family like – Look at Drake. Didn't have – yeah, look at Drake. <laughs> look at Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, I think – I don't know. I think I don't Drake's know, actually. parents were like lawyers or something like okay, that. Okay, well – so I mean, there's definitely because like if you look, you can see um, like plenty of officials like oh their parents were like a general or like they were already an ambassador and then they got into the Ivy League schools and then it just kind of like it's a cycle. But then there's also plenty of people who are like born into good families and then yeah. they fuck ups and then they just like lose the family fortune. Yeah. Like the Vanderbilt family fortune like was gone in a couple of generations. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there's like Germans. Or Russians, where it's like this has been in our family for years. Yeah, of course. Oh, the elites know. are elites in every country, you know. Like, and yeah. you're born into the elite, you are more likely, most likely, to remain on that level. Yeah. But um, you can also fuck it up really fast. I mean, that's just human nature, right? But you have that. I get the cushion. The cushion, exactly. Like... And I believe I do have a cushion, not in that sense, like the elite cushion. It's mm. just not the prestige cushion. It's just the cushion of like healthy supportive family and friends yeah. great amazing friends i mean like yeah like if i know? fuck up i can always go home but yes, some people yes don't if have i a fuck home. up like i like i'm on drugs i'm dying on the street like i have the fucking erosions everywhere like mm. you know <laughs> like my wounds are infected mm. my mom will always take me back mm. you know and yeah. my friends too so i know people who like when they turned 18 their mom was like get out like and it's like a hardcore moms yeah it's i think there is a benefit of like 
you know, kind of the, like the throwing the kid into the pool when you teach him to swim and you're just like, swim, bitch, like yeah. go. I think there's definitely, and, and like, I know a lot of people who, we talked about this before, but like people with absentee parents where it's like, there's a certain like thing of like, I have to do it on my own. Yeah. I think, yeah. um, like, I don't know, talking about like some of my friends, I, Hmm. I'm not exactly sure how that aligns, but it's well. So, like what we were talking about with the um, like some people will funnel into being a workaholic versus being an alcoholic. Yeah, I think it has to do in part with like what was so like accessible. Like I know people who, um, when they were going through hard times or something like that, they were good at school, and so they were able to get like a hit of like satisfaction from that from good grades yeah and so that's where they funneled all their energy into was like now they're just like like he my buddy called himself a grade nazi of Mm -hmm. like he's like i had to get a's like Mm -hmm. it was and and like that was it was his personality yeah um that was me in college you you are like straight A's, A's, yeah like or if you're maybe you're not so academically predisposed or you just never get that that hit you could easily like oh, you have your first couple of drinks and you're like, whoa, like I feel good this way. It's like, what is the first opportunity? It's like whatever gave you that idea that that's going to work, like, right? It's mm. like a dopamine hit, right? It's mm. like, oh, you know, people who like, um, I don't know, like some people like candy, some people like, sour, uh, like salty food, right? Mm-hmm. If you got that hit from salty food and you're like, oh my God, this is my comfort food, right? Mm. You keep going to what makes you feel good. And that's the same with... Um, and again, it comes back to the conversation we had in the beginning. Whatever you tell yourself mm. that is works for you, and this is the way you conceptualize it, that's what you're what you're mo- most likely to go with. Well, you know? I don't know if it's like telling yourself it's it's what works versus like this is the first thing that works. You know, like there's some people like you, you know you're a smart person who's generally smart, but you just got exposed to this one area. Like, you know, you were exposed to medicine and so you kind of just followed into the medicine route versus sort of taking a step back and picking. Like, I think most people don't take a step back and they're like like picking like a college major. It's never, most people aren't like, okay, what do I think is gonna be a good job? What do, what, you know, what, what am I more predisposed to? What's gonna make the best money? Blah, 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 blah. It's mm-hmm. more like, what do I like? Like, who am I? Ooh, I like writing. I'm going to be a writer. You know, we're yeah. like, oh, I'm good at math. Like, a lot of people is like, why'd you become an engineer? Oh, I was good at math. Yeah. Like, that's the end. It's never like, oh, well, you know, I really like the career opportunities, blah, blah, blah. Or like, yeah. why not get a math degree if you're so good at math? Like, it's sort of the first option. You kind of just fall into it. So, and, and again, like, you know, some people, like, fall into food where, like, that becomes their coping mechanism. Yeah. And I think it's, like, thinking of choosing to be, like, I'm going to choose to be a workaholic rather than, like, addicted to food. I don't know that there's – I mean, it is sort of like you are saying, like, the habituation, too, of, like, if I force myself to work whenever I want food, you can kind of slowly change your brain to, like, make that the objective or that sort of, like, the incentive. Um, But I don't think it's, like, oh, like, they picked – to be an alcoholic versus picking to be a workaholic. But if I think about how we make decisions, I feel like no one is ever like, oh, it's never without a thought behind a choice, right? So like, Mm. 
once you try, you know, once you, you have that affinity for, you, you start getting good grades, right? And mm-hmm. that gives you that satisfaction, that uh, like reward, right? Mm-hmm. That you're looking for. It's never fully like, oh, I'm just gonna keep doing it. And you blindly continuously do that for years and years. And then you're a workaholic and you're like, how did I get here? Why am I always so tired? I feel most of the time, we know what gives us that reward, right? Like we, it's not like we know we think there and conceptualize it, but there's at least one thought throughout the whole experience that is like, oh, but like, why was it, why did it start being like this? That's cool, mm. you know? Like it could be as simple as that, like, oh, that's interesting. Or it could be like, why mm. did it change so much, you know? I Well, there's two two things there of like the idea of one person like completely choosing that versus somebody like I said, like falling into it. And then there's like the, there's also the idea of like the recognition of like, I found like when I'm like doing something that I know is a bad habit, it's definitely like, Oh, I'm doing that again, but then I still do it. Um, and I wonder too, like, do all people have that? I think there's, um, sort of the idea. Um, and if you look at it, I think with, you can see it a lot with politicians, of the idea of like the public can't be trusted with the reality of the situation. And so you have to manipulate the public with like these big ideas of just like, like immigration for instance. Um, And it's very complex. I'm not gonna, I'm definitely not gonna hit all the marks with it, but like the, it's it's like an either, it's an on or off switch. Mm -hmm. It's either let all the immigrants in or don't let a single immigrant in. Versus like, okay, well, we need some immigration and like we need, we want to select only for the smart people, but we also need people like there's definitely like an industry for like low wage workers. But we also can't discriminate. But you can't Uh, discriminate. Like we can't just pick the smart people because we got to give everyone like an equal opportunity, especially when it comes to America, you know, like I agree. And it's, uh, yeah, I think the public cannot be trusted with such intricate information. I mean, imagine like, all the billions of people on the planet chaotically influencing such vital decisions for our well-being. I mean, that's democracy, though. That's. But that's. <laughs> that's. I but... mean, in 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 basic terms, yes. Mm. But and with democracy, we're given the big picture. We're given after all the things that have been discussed. They're giving us. Oh, it's either A or B. What do you think? Mm. But in reality, it's much more complex than A and mm. B, right? Still, with democracy, we're given the surface level decisions. Mm-hmm. We're not given, you know, the the actual real things that influence our well-being on daily basis, you know? Not with everything, at least. But is that because, like, everybody, because, you know, I've heard it's, you know, you leave bread making to the bread makers, you leave governing to the governors. You don't yeah. have a bread maker make decisions about governing. So Makes why sense. would you let Division the public... of labor. Yeah, but, but then I think there's a level of not trusting people like a a certain level of elitism where it's like yeah a mcdonald's worker just can't understand the complexity of the situation i don't think it's about your cognitive ability and no way i mean that includes it kind of goes into it but i think at the end of the day it's about like you know it from a real like think of the the simplest examples you have a project you're all making decisions if 10 people are all at the same time giving their opinions, you will never come to any agreement. Mm. You will never have structure. So that's why you assign a leader. Usually, you know, there's a Mm -hmm. team leader who at the end of the day takes all the information in and makes their subjective decision. Mm -hmm. Or 
just makes a decision based on votes, right? But usually it's one or two people in a group who, and it's not about like, forget about the power, forget about all of those. It's simple as that. It's like, it's chaos when everyone, when everyone's opinions are considered, it's chaos, mm. right? It's too much. And that's not how humans work. Like we as humans will not be able to live a sustainable life if we all equally had, if there was full equality in terms of like, um, like government government decision making, mm -hmm. right? If we were all government, if there was no government, mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying, right? If there was no government, I don't think we could have a sustainable life. But in a in a in the world we live in right now, I'm not saying ever. I'm saying if we leave everything else the same, mm -hmm. and just remove the government, it's not possible. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think anarchy would not. I think if if you just like yeah dissolve the United States government another government would form up yeah, right after because that's how we we're prone to take charge like some of us are more prone than others right there's like always throughout the history of time you know tribes mm. no one was ever equal in tribes right there was mm. always a leader you know usually a male mm. right and it's i'm not in no way saying that this is how it's <laughs> supposed to be a like me measure all the world the no, right no, no. way the, the right, right way. way no no i'm just saying from the big picture of like yeah, why do we need it at all? Let's just all be the same, contribute the same things to the, you know, to the decision making and just we'll all live happily, you know? Mm. No, because like, because, you know, I don't know, people need direction, you know? It's like religion in many ways, right? Mm. Religion, for those who don't believe, who don't have a religious affiliation, I think we can all agree that religion gives direction, it gives faith, it gives some kind of purpose, mm. right? Whether there is, you know, whether you believe or don't believe, you know, mm. it, we can all agree that that's what it does ultimately because people need something to like lean on. Mm -hmm. Even El Green song, we all need somebody oh. to <laughs> lean, on, lean on me. Come on. It's like you either lean on someone or you lean on the government or you lean on mm. your team leader or you lean on whoever. We all lean on some or religion, mm. you know. We can't just all be kind of like independent in this in, in this like individualistic culture. Just be like, I'm by myself, you're by myself, and we all contribute equally, and we're all just like, mm. yes. I mean, even if that's possible, if someone out there wants to argue that, I'll listen to it, but I don't want that. I like that it's a little fucked up the way it is. It's pretty fucked up the way it is. <laughs> Honestly, the world is really, really fucked say, up right now. You're the first person who thinks it's pretty good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. No, shit is really bad in the world. I think... This is like almost the end of our planet. Like mm. I really think that. That but, was a big switch. That was. A <laughs> but I like how bitter it all is, right? Like I see the primal premises for everything that's happening right now, mm -hmm. right? And we're just like overthinking, like basically, you know, with all the with all that's happening in America between lefts and rights and all of that mm. stuff. It's just like too much thought. <laughs> Just like stop thinking. I just, <laughs> just like I don't too know. Like as an American, I'm very like, tell me what's going on. Like I should be able to make the decision. Yes. Okay. But well, okay. So like when it comes to, um, I guess like the right, like it's I guess the the self awareness versus like the self awareness of being like, all right, the situation is much more complex for like one particular issue. I'm not sure that everybody, like, I guess it's the debate of does everybody have that ability to, rather than going with their emotions of 
this is what I've been told or this is what I believe and I'm not going to play around with that idea like hardliners like does everybody have that ability to step back and say all right let's parse this issue out and really like discover the specifics and sort of the middle ground where both sides have a point versus people who are like that side is bad completely they're all idiots my side is the right side does everybody have that ability i don't think so but then it's sort of like well then you can get very into the weeds of like like that's kind of precursor ideas for like elitism and like uh uh not genocide uh eugenics Mm -hmm. of like genetic manipulation of like Mm -hmm. oh we only want the people who are like aware of that stuff let's get rid of all the lessers Mm -hmm. who aren't able to sort of parse those ideas out and then it's like okay well you know how, how do you determine that is that even right like sort of like valuing it's very kind of like anti-american in that it's like every human is equal but not really it's like okay is every human equal are they not why are they are they equal because like legally they're equal but we all know that they're not really equal or like you know where do you draw the line i think it's about um we all have our purpose right like i think we all Equality is such a weird concept, right? Like, what is equality? In mm-hmm. in, 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 in every industry, right? It's It means a different thing. Mm-hmm. There is uh, equality in terms of opportunities. There is equality in terms of, um, you know, just like rights. There is equality in terms of um, purposes, like men and women, right? Mm-hmm. Like in a family, are they equal? I think people are equal participants in a relationship and in a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. But um, we all at the end of the day understand, I think we all can agree that in dynamics, especially interpersonal dynamics, we all play different roles. So mm-hmm. no one is really equal means on the same level, right? Mm-hmm. Are we all ever, we may be on the same level, but we play different roles. Mm-hmm. And that's how our world is. That's how I, I like to see it at least, right? I think we all have our strengths and weaknesses, right? Mm. SWOT analysis of the whole mm. <laughs> of the whole world. But we all have our strengths and weaknesses and we'll contrib- contribute what is right. Wait, I know I'll never go into politics simply because I don't think um, I can contribute what's needed, right? I don't mm. think I want to. First of all, if I wanted to, maybe I'll be able to, right? Because mm-hmm. I believe in myself. Like, if I want to, I'll probably want, th- I'll do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't. And I at this point in time cannot make a useful contribution to politics mm. simply because i don't have enough knowledge enough expertise and so many things right mm. but there are industries and aspects of life where i think my the way i am will be good you know or like cool funny you know whatever it is you know in different aspects of it mm. so equality i don't know are we equal? I mean, you know, like epigenetics right now, that's that's another thing, right? So, like, we're moving towards a direction where you can know if your child is going to be born with mental disorders, mm-hmm. with disabilities, and you can choose to tweak them mm-hmm. and make them be born perfect, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're moving towards with, with genetics research. Mm-hmm. Is that crazy or is that cool? But, like, I love, you know, like, I like darkness, right? I like how some aspects of our life are just so dark and sad it's sad but i think like, yeah. i'm like fuck yeah. Murder. Murder. yes 
I just think it's a balance, <laughs> right? And it's like there's beauty in that. Mm. There's beauty in 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 the fact that we are different, mm. right? And the fact that like some people you know, suffer more, some people suffer less, you know, some people are happier, some people are less happy and for different very variety of different reasons. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes our existence so dynamic, you know, mm. and if it wasn't for that, me and you wouldn't be sitting here. Imagine we were the same. I didn't have, you know, my concerns. You didn't have yours. What would we be talking about? Hmm. We'd be like, oh, yeah, everything is good. Mm -hmm. What's next for four hours? You like water? That's great. I you like, like water? water? I like water. Wow. Damn, everyone's equal, everyone's happy. But then everybody would listening would be like, I like water too, yeah, these guys and, get it. But they'll get tired of it eventually. People mm. will get bored. Because throughout the whole history, we had that, you know, this like messed up dynamic in the world, which, you know, drives the conversation, it drives our story, it drives the narrative of our planet, mm. our society, you know? It's just what I, we grew into. Well, so I guess, I think sort of part of that idea or like maybe one reason why that is becoming popular, it might not be the reason why, but like it seems like right now the world is heading for a very chaotic time. There's yeah. definitely like the possibility of like world annihilation or at least some kind of war is, you know, there's some wars that are happening and there's some wars that are on the edge. FYI. Uh, <laughs> but like, like I wonder if it – to one extent, it's like, is that like the cope of like, oh no, this is actually kind of like good, like in a bad way, but it's like, we need this. And then thinking about like, there was a big thing, I, I think it was the lost generation where um, they were the people who went through World War One, And then they were left like afterwards during the 20s of being like, we saw all these terrible things happen. What's the point? Like, Like, there was like, alcoholism was rampant. It was just sort of like, we did all these terrible things and now we're better now, but it's like, does that, you know, it's like, we're fine now. Why did my friend have to die? Yeah. Like, like we were fine before and now we're fine again. What was there that need or like what, to what end is all this suffering for? Like, I guess to what end is all the good for, right? It's like, you know, you're going to be happy one moment, but then like, like I've had it was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I'm like, oh, well, this isn't like, I'm going to be back to normal pretty soon. It's like so. What is the point? Like You're talking about being drunk. <laughs> yeah. no, no, like like I was driving with my buddy, and he was like, "Oh, bro, I just got into school." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like you know, and listen to the jams. I'm like, "This is great." But then you know, the song ends. You know, you reach your destination. Yeah, I felt that yesterday. That's crazy. I was really happy for my friend. Uh, not gonna name anyone, but um, uh, they got into like a really cool, you know, competitive program, and mm. I was like, genuinely so happy for them. And then like. 10 seconds in I'm like okay back to reality mm. like you know and it's it comes back to I think it's like you know countries are in war right like my country is in war right now mm -hmm. and but like the rest of the world is suffering so it's it's about like you know you are a school shooter but the whole school and the whole area has suffered right but mm. you satisfy whatever and like it's everyone is like one or group versus the rest and it's no one is ever like individualistic but at the same time like nothing is ever better for everyone or for one person like it, it's kind of it's good for one bad for others mm. right and it's like that with everything if you really think about it right like with the war mm -hmm. like you said people from world war one they were like what was this even for like everyone suffered people died and what came out of it right mm. 
some things arguably came out of it, right? Like, we as society on this planet, like, marked that as, like, that shit was bad. <laughs> like, that shit was fucked up. <laughs> and then same thing happened with World War II, right? That's it happened all over again. We're like, that shit was bad. <laughs> and then the same shit happened with flavor. Oh, flavor. Slavery, sorry. <laughs> and then we're like, that was crazy. That was horseshit. <laughs> like, literally. And then... But now we're doing it again. And we're doing it again. <laughs> and it's like, what does that tell us, guys? Like, our world, we just cannot sit still. Like, we always create problems for ourselves and then we solve them, right? Mm. Like, because no one can ever be in this unity. Like, it's utopia, right? We're not in utopia, right? Mm. And it's kind of towards the other direction right now, I would say. I mm. mean, and just like 10 minutes ago when I was saying I like the beauty of the darkness, right? Mm -hmm. I used to say it so confidently before, whereas now, in all honesty, like I was saying, and I was like, do I actually still feel that, you know, considering how what's happening right now? Like mm. even how I feel in this society, right? Like how unsafe I feel just from individualistic and it's super selfish, but like, you know, people are dying. Shit is so bad, but it's like, that is terrible. But also I feel worse than I felt like five years ago, right? Mm. In terms of like safety and my the potential for success in terms of our economy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, shit seems a lot harder now than it did five or six years ago even, right? But then, like, who am I to say? Like, people, you know, back in, like, the 80s in Russia <laughs> would look at me and be like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. you know, like, we are living in this yeah, did confined you society. Did feel any of that? Like, you were, because well, you were born in 99? Yes, 99. So, so like, that was, like... Like, were you Eight scared years after. as a child? No, like, never. It wasn't, you weren't like, never. oh, fuck. Like, where's the bread at? Like, where's the, <laughs> Where the, where's the fucking bread at? <laughs> there are fucking rats everywhere. <laughs> I'm going to eat that rat. <laughs> no, that was never the case. Um, I was very lucky again, you know, like, um, my family was great, you know, like we didn't live rich or anything. Uh, but uh, my grandfather is a scientist, you know, like no one was like I was never born into the elites or anything like mm -hmm. that. Like I still were not nowhere near, you know, it's not one of the oligarchs. No, no, not the oligarchs. No. So um, I never felt like I was in danger or like I had to survive or anything. My parents provided enough food, you know, mm -hmm. and like resources for me to flourish in any way I wanted to. I mean, did to. you feel, I guess, the level, like, like I was never poor, but I guess, and it wasn't conscious, but around 2008, or like, it, there was always sort of like a sense for that period of time of like, we don't have like expendable income of like, oh, you want that toy? Like, no. Like, oh, there you want times. soda? We're not getting soda at the restaurant. Yes. Like, that's too much money. There, there were times when, and the thing is, that's the key, right? We would still be at a restaurant, but it's like, yeah, no, nah, calm down. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what we're getting. We're getting three main courses, you know, like three pastas. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mom, but I want that. And you're like, Kate, we can't do this right now, right? Like, mm -hmm. no, can't afford that. You know, stuff like this. Or we're at the store and we're, you know, like just buying like groceries. And like, I want that. Can't do that right now. And I that was a time, definitely, I felt that. But come on, it's... Can I even complain about that? Mm. If I didn't get a toy, I didn't get an extra like cocktail, like a milkshake. Mm -hmm. Come on. Like that's yeah. not even a thing. Like I just speaking about my experience, right? Like I never felt the poverty so bad that 
I was scared, you know, mm-hmm. of like not knowing what I'm going to eat next day. Mm. That never happened to me. It happened to a lot of people I know. Um, like growing up? Yeah. Like- yeah. I mean, yeah. So the, the gap between the rich and the poor and the whole thing, like middle class in Russia is small, very small, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, so you, I had, I was, I think also like blessed to have a lot of friends who were on both sides of the equation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had friends who were growing up very poor and I had friends who were growing up very, like not very, but pretty rich. Right. Mm-hmm. Both. Um, and so I was, that's what kind of made me, you know, I never flash things that I, you know, have, if anything, like sometimes I'm more, sometimes ashamed of that. I have so much, right. Mm. That I, that I was given this opportunities and stuff like, it's not a shame, but just like, you know, I don't ever, you know, go like, oh yeah, you know, I got this thing and this thing. Like Mm. I can never, I don't understand why people do, but like, you know, I just don't, but I think it's there's another end of it like why do i have to be you know why do i feel like not ashamed but you know like Like guilty guilty yes yes like uh, you know i talk to my mom about that a lot and i'm like i don't want to feel that and she's like i used to feel that too you know Mm. because like i felt like i had a little bit more than some people around me you know and i never wanted to like seem like that person because it was like bad rap but i mean now you know as you grow up i'm just like i just see it as like i'm thankful you know Mm -hmm. And I want to use it the best way I can, utilize the resources that I had that I was given, right? Because mm. I already have enough to be able to just, like, stop taking from things around me and just use what I have to move forward, you know? Mm. But coming back to the historical aspect of it, like, yeah, I mean, um, my great-grandma, she was alive during Soviet, right, and the World War Two, So she would tell me, like, scary stories like scary stories and um she also was alive during the russian famine so she was like she had a diary where she would write down like she wouldn't eat for a week right like and she would be like oh today ate like last piece of my bread blah 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 and she would like (laughs) read that stuff to me when i was like seven (laughs) and i was like dude are you serious like i couldn't sleep at night right and at that point like i was you know Fully comfortable. I was like, wait, are you joking right now? You're fucking with me. Yeah. <laughs> I like Greg Grandma, you're fucking with me. <laughs> no, yeah, but now I I know what she was talking about, so yeah. Yeah, I remember like my grandpa, because he was he grew up during like the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And so he was talking about like, yeah, for dinner we had like one can of peaches and everybody mm-hmm. would get like a slice of, of the peach. And it was like, Yeah, my brother was complaining, so my mom gave him like her slice of the peach and she didn't eat anything. And I was like, Holy shit, like and he was like, yeah, we, we got to go to a peanut farm. And so we just ate as many peanuts as we could. And it was like, they were like uncooked. So you get sick. He's like, yeah, we were like throwing up or like, he talked about, um, like they would, so they would, they would have a truck and like the old trucks, when you're going up a hill, like it's very hard to like stop and then start again. And so what they would do, I, he, he was like, yeah, so we'd go like the Mexicans would have all their like watermelons in a truck. And so we'd go up behind them and we'd steal the watermelons off the trunk and like roll them down the hill. And then they can't stop that the truck. Fun. Yeah. I was like, you guys are like latchkey kid. Yeah. He almost got like, like arrested. Cause he like put a safe in front of like a, like a post office or some shit like that. I, you know, this is like middle of nowhere, Texas, like in the thirties in the forties. So it's like 
you know, it's it's World War II. Nobody has any money. Nobody has any food. And you're like, oh shit. And I'm like, I'm on like my phone. I'm like, that's crazy, Grandpa. Like, that's really, you know. You're literally like, dude, that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, have you seen this meme? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, what are those? But it was it's like, or like I've had it where you know, like I was telling you, I saw that homeless lady at, at the. Um, possibly homeless she yeah, like we, there was a kid buying her cigarettes and I, it might have been her son we don't I actually don't, know but <laughs> i don't know if she was homeless or not we um, talked about her for like 30 minutes but <laughs> you missed that guy so we're recapping uh yeah but like afterwards i got into my car and it's like a little sports car and i was just like what like i didn't do anything for like this is my parents like my parents got this car for me yeah. my parents got all my clothes for me like, what did her parents do for her? Like, is she there because, like, her parents didn't, like, have all that money to give her? What if her? they did? That's the thing. Then it's her fault. And it's her fucking it's her fault. fault. <laughs> you know, and that's coming back to our conversation. Like, without knowing, the like, the actual story of that person, how do you ever make a decision whether, like, what's good or bad, right? That's mm. coming back to the basics of it. What's good or what's bad? Are you a bad, ignorant person if you don't help? Or are you just surviving? Or are you just doing, you know, taking care of yourself? Mm. And you don't know. Uh, you see, the only thing that will change that equation is if you knew that her parents abused her with drag addicts. She tried. She got a job. She got fired because she couldn't come home on time because her kid was sick and or, or to work on time because mm. her kid was sick. You know, like, if you knew those things, it will make you in society a bad person if you don't help her. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that because it's like at the end of the day, I don't know, like, it's your choice to do you want to uh, do that or do you not? Right. There is like a billion people there. You could be that person who helps her or you could have no impact whatsoever and just give money that will be spent for on things that are not going to help her. You don't know that because you're putting yourself in someone else's equation doesn't guarantee anything because mm. they are solely the decision maker of their own story you know i get but then it's like okay what about all those people like the people who aren't smart enough to or who don't have like that recognition to be able to govern like so is it you know it's kind of like picking and choosing of like you know you made your own decisions fully but you're not smart enough to make these government decisions like like i guess what i'm trying to say is like the the ability to like reflect on yourself like I don't necessarily trust I'm not sure if I should trust that all people have that ability to reflect on themselves and know that they're making their decisions and it's their fault because like if if everybody can then everybody is everybody is equal in that sense and everybody should contribute to the government but if everybody can't then it makes sense that okay certain people should be allowed to control certain things but if they don't have that ability to like be able to make those kind of decisions, then did they even have the ability to get themselves out of that situation? Like, are they sort of like almost like a robot where it's like if they were set up in a situation, if they were born into a rich family, they would have just kind of run rich person program, not really being aware of who they are, or what they're doing, but they would be fine. You know, they have all their safety nets or they're just not brought up in that situation versus that same person put into uh, like a poor house around drug addicts, then they would end up as a drug addict and it's not their fault. Or you could also take the person who is self-aware and then you put them in either situation 
and then the the person who's self-aware who is a rich person they're fully cognizant and they succeed or if they're put into the homeless person situation they can build themselves back up and succeed as well but you're not born self-aware that's the thing we're all born made out of the same clay pretty much you but, know but like is there a difference in like self-awareness between two people like you, you know you meet people and they're not they have of course but then i guess you brought it up a few times so i guess i'm curious what do you think do you think some people um are just not able to make those kind of decision making like decisions i don't, I don't know it's very like because it's like it, it's, it's also like there's certain areas where they can and there's certain areas where they can't but also the background i mean like we're, th- we're talking about like huge decision you, you have to to be a good decision maker you have to be well-rounded right mm. you definitely have to consider 10 op- possibilities and see the outcomes of each of them that's c- critical analytical thinking mm. you have to have that skill to govern a country you have to I don't know that you do. I don't know. What skill do you have to have to govern a country, I in think, your opinion? I mean, it. De- I guess it, it depends on, you know, governing well or what kind of governing do you do. Like, I think if you are, like, rather than considering 10 decisions, if you have, like, a plan to do one way and you just stick to that, that can be very effective because you're not caught up in considering <clears throat> all these different paths. Like, but then you, you will never be ready for things that don't go according to your plan, which any governor should be able to deal with. Like sudden inflation, sudden war, sudden attack, sudden this, sudden mm. that. Opponent making a big, I don't know, anything. You know, that's just big things. Mm. But we're talking about floodings. We're talking about relocation of resources. There's so many things to consider. Mm. I truly, I don't know, maybe that's just like very delulu of me, but mm. <laughs> I definitely think even the worst, like, rulers of countries on this planet have that ability to look at the big picture of things and see okay this way this this way this but i'm kind of leaning towards this you know they have to otherwise they won't be able to keep up with everything that's happening on the planet well that's why like certain people fail in certain aspects but succeed in others so like um i don't know too much about this but like like I said, I was watching this documentary on Henry Kissinger, and he was talking about he met with Mao Zedong, and he was like, that guy strategically thinking in like how he sees himself amongst other countries, like his foreign policy was very intelligent, and he was very sharp in that sense. But then what he did like industry-wise or farming-wise was just stupid as shit. Like he was like, Rather than building up one unified uh, like steel factory, things like that, he would say they had these things like backyard furnaces where mm-hmm. it was like a farmer would just melt down steel in his backyard in this just like pot furnace. And so it made this garbage steel, but they were optimizing. It was like the, the amount of steel produced was super high. And so it was like, oh, okay, we're aiming for this thing of like high steel production normally means a successful country. But it was just going for that number of steel rather than the quality and like usability mm-hmm. of the steel. And so it was like, that is such like a, and like you can see that your country is failing by all these people who are starving. Like, so you're, you're stupid in that realm of like domestic policy, but then your foreign policy, you're extremely good at position, positioning yourself amongst countries. But it comes back to priorities, right? So like, um, I can't speak, I don't really know, you know, like what mm-hmm. you're telling me is like firsthand facts. Like I've never heard of this, but 
what you're saying sounds like um, he chose a priority of this strategy over the other and the other. He still, you know, you said he still reached the number, mm. just a very, you know, like a poor quality product or whatever. So it's not like he neglected that aspect. He just didn't do it the best way. He didn't put the resources into that. Mm. He put the resources, his mental and his team's mental resources and the physical resources themselves mm -hmm. into another aspect that was more important, right? So like he still considered all the opportunities. That's what, you know, like that's where critical thinking comes in, right? If he didn't even know what that means, he was like, wait, I don't know. Someone needs to make a decision for me. Mm -hmm. That's what I think relates to what you're saying about um, people just like, you know, not being able to like that person should never rule a country but if you're still considering all aspects but you choose to fuck up some things but you you know prioritize others that kind of qualifies you you know in many ways i, think, I don't know that like i think about it like this like as a like if you're a country interacting with other countries there is like you're saying like considering every option of okay certain countries we want to build a long-term relationship with and we'll kind of let them get away with more stuff than other things because you know this reason but then other countries you decide you're just like very cut and dry like you give me what i want or i'm going to kill you versus somebody who just sticks to a line of we're building friendships with everybody or like switzerland like we're peaceful with everybody we're not going to take a side you know we can cooperate but we're not going to take a side versus other people who are like we will point a gun at you if you do not do exactly what we say. And they just stick to that line. Yeah. I think it can be very successful to just have one sort of modus operandi of like, we know this country doesn't fuck around. You know, it's like, yeah. you don't mess with the U.S. Like, they will kill you. Like, yeah. that's definitely, you know, it can be extremely effective rather than kind of picking and choosing different ways to act. Oftentimes, it can be more effective to just stick with one route like one procedure i think that's very like like kind of like the military is is sort of like built on like we have a way of doing things you do how it says in the book this is not a time to get creative this is not time like oh show your personality it's like no no, no. do what's in the book mm -hmm. because it's more useful for the system as a whole to do the exact same thing every single time even if it's not the most effective yeah. versus spending all this time sort of analyzing each complex situation and choosing what is the best way to react to it that can often be extremely like just wasteful and then also if you have all these options you might pick the wrong option and granted you could pick the wrong option if you're just saying the same thing every single time either way you know there's benefits to either and side it, it's just like directly relates to the first conversation we had on this podcast right mm. the over analytical mindset the overthinking part mm. Remember how we had a conversation yeah. about like, is that actually good mm. for someone to be this way, right? Isn't it better to just like kind of be a little more stupid, mm. right? And like, like consistently saying the same thing, like, I don't know. I can give. I mean, so know. there you go, though. Like, I mean, maybe it's better to be dumb. Maybe it's better just to just. That's what I'm saying. Line. But then you just said yourself that that could be. Uh, you could still fuck up doing that too. I mean, look at my country right mm. you know the from what we know i mean you know the recent interview that came out with and also i'm really non-political like i am political in terms of like my opinions but i'm not i don't know enough to really have a full-blown conversation about it mm -hmm. that's you know just a warning <laughs> for you're an american now <laughs> i'm an american <laughs> yeah no um but like i watched the whole interview right with the new interview that came out with putin and mm. tucker and um 
Did you listen to like what he was saying? Like yeah, in yeah, Russian I, too? I listened to Russian. Yeah, because oh. um, yeah, I wanted to see. I haven't heard him in a while. You know, he hasn't given interviews in like almost a decade, or probably really more. to to Western community. Yeah, mm. he never. He always, you know, thinks that. Well, you know, actions speak louder than words, kind of thing. So mm. there we go. <laughs> That's where we are right now as a country. But um, like again, you know, like he presents himself as that kind of ruler who's like. I said we're gonna do this. We're doing this. We're doing this, and he just says the same thing every time. Like you, you, like you said, you know, like this is the way we're going. There's no other way. But in his interview, he did reveal that at some point he wanted to become a part of, um, you NATO know, UN. And, mm-hmm. Yes, he was like, and he's like, I was open to be, be a part of NATO, mm-hmm. but they rejected me. And like we, like, and we don't know if it's true or not. You know, whatever. But like we never knew that. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people did. I never knew because it wasn't like public knowledge where it's like heavily advertised on social media like oh putin wanted to be a part of nato right Mm. or whatever that wasn't a thing Mm. but um i learned that for the first time from his interview and again it's like he had the presence of just like doing the same thing again and again and just pushing and pushing and pushing and now he attacked ukraine and blah 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 but turns out he was kind of like considering other options as per you know per whatever Mm. he says we don't know but um and that just the ideology of it is what you're saying, you know, like what's better? I don't actually think in my opinion, in my experience, um an ability to have an ability to analyze the options and not just like meticulously like think about every little thing that's possible, overthinking it a hundred times. Mm. No, like rules have to have like presidents, you know, governors have to have some sense of like uh they have to be analytical, but not overthinking, right? Yeah, is it worth the time? To yes, think about yes, this? yes. They have to like dedicate the time. I'm gonna think about it for. They have to be efficient mm-hmm. in their thinking, right? Mm-hmm. They have to be efficient in their decision making, in the way they present the information to the public, like all of that, right? Mm-hmm. That's why there's so much miscommunication, right? And that's that's why people divide into like left and rights, and people go crazy and argue, and families break apart because mm-hmm. like people have different political views based on what they heard their president or a part of the parliament said, right? Mm -hmm. It's like people get information and it's just information is like, it's lost in the ether, right? That's why sometimes a lot of the times people say, but he said that, but he said that, but she said that, but Hillary said that, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it's like, what's this debate really about? Like what you truly believe in or just like information that you heard that's been literally like revised a hundred times before they gave it to you. That's the problem with media, right? Mm -hmm. Because like everything's been revised a million times before we heard it, you know? And again, like, is that ideal? No, but without it, would it be better? We don't know. Mm. We don't know. Uh, So I guess that's a good transition of like, what is, like, what, what, how are the Russian politics from just like a regular person standpoint, like, yeah, I'm sure you're aware of like in American politics, there's the right and the the left, and you kind of get the gist of what they're about, right? Oh yeah. What is it like? What is the lay of the land like in Russia? Like, is is there that kind of like dichotomy? Hopefully, I use that word right. Is is there that like you know yin and yang in Russian politics? Is it very? Because I heard it like. No, there's no yin and yang. There's no like two parties that are have almost like equal opportunities that are winning. Like, uh, there is one ruler right now Mm. and he pretty much dominates the whole i mean you know there's no one who has come close enough to be able to like oppose that power right Mm. in a 
ever since I was born, at least, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's when he started ruling. I think Putin started in 99 or 2000. Mm-hmm. I was born in 99, so I've never seen another president. I mean, I've seen Medvedev, but he was basically he like a puppet? His, he was basically, they were besties, so, you know. Wasn't there, like, Navalny? Well, that's what I was, yes. Mm. So, um, just for everyone out there, um, yesterday, Navalny died. Mm. Um of natural causes, I'm sure. Of natural causes. Well, you know, <laughs> considering everything, um, it wouldn't be convenient for Putin to kill Navalny now when he just appeared on Western media for the first time in so long, basically appealing to the public. You know, like this mm. interview, I'm sure, was meant for people to hear his opinion, hear him out, hear his side, and be like, you know what? He's not actually that bad like mm. he's he's bad but i understand where he's coming from you know yeah that was the i think that was the goal right because why why now mm. you know he's ready to talk he's ready to talk he's ready to put this mm. i don't know whatever why now is definitely a very yeah bad time to kill navalny bad time mm. and i think i mean i don't actually know i think it was just the conditions that he was in you know on the other hand i don't know i really I can't, I'm not really a conspiracist, but I also can't, I can't be sure that it was natural causes, but it just makes sense for him to, Navalny to be alive right now and not die yesterday, you know, it's just, Mm. but um, just, you know, as a side note, like a big note, actually, like the Russian people who were Navalny's supporters, you know, he was just for everyone out there. He was the the biggest like anti-corruption activist uh, in Russia like he was very powerful right and he even recorded like a message uh, where he was asked like what message would you want to give to people to russian citizens now to russian people if you were killed today mm. he said just like if i am de- if i'm killed if i'm dead that means we're stronger than ever that mm. means like we have th- the power mm. we haven't had in a long time but also if he died of natural causes that's different you know he was poisoned <laughs> first yeah it's, it's, it changes the situation but like yeah he was poisoned first and then you know then the the you know the jail and then he was sent like up north north it was like harp i think that's what the little area was called like i mean he lived in terrible conditions you know so uh yeah but like all of my friends you know who were great supporters um most of my friends, you know, mm. who are great supporters of his, um, they are very, very sad. What is, but like, what is the, um, like, is everybody in agreement then in Russia? Like, obviously not, but like, is everybody kind of, the majority of people are sort of in that one party, like the Putin party line, and like everybody kind of, like, right, there's, you know, pro immigration, anti immigration in the US, pro abortion, anti abortion. Yeah, there's pro Putin, anti Putin. But is, but is the majority of people all kind of like, if you go down a list, you could say like 75% of people will say yes to this list. Or is there still like division? Um, like what are the big issues in uh, Russia? I am like a bad person to ask this. Honestly, I don't, I would say yes. I would say surprisingly for people like me and people who surround me, majority of Russian population, considering that there are only like three or four major cities where, you know, we're exposed to like, Western media and just generally, you know, like not one source of information, which is the first channel, you know, the government channel on TV, where we're just fed, uh, you know, brainwashed 
brainwashing information. Mm. That sounded wrong. <laughs> Basically, like propaganda. Uh, propaganda. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> yeah, we're fed propaganda, but exposed to other mediums, right? Um, outside of, like, majority of people live outside of those major cities. Most of Russian population is outside of those cities, mm. which is, you know, just speaks on a level of education, exposure, you know, like information that gets to them, right? Um, so I would say majority of people would be pro-Putin. Hmm. Yes. Statistically, He's... I think. But we can Google it, honestly. <laughs> I, I can't. Well, I figure a lot of those are like skewed, like like he'd like stuff. That's the, the thing. When it comes to like, like voting, that. yes, there were, of course, like our elections are, you know, uh, they're all skewed like there's mm -hmm. nothing that you know they they do mix mess with the votes mm -hmm. but when it comes to like real opinions and like people like supporters versus anti-supporters i'm pretty sure the majority supports uh the president what like are there be is there anything that russians are like conflicted about like like is abortion a big issue there or like I assume like everybody's worried about the economy, but that's kind of like yeah, you know, the standard. economy. Yeah, I um, mean th those like social issues. You mean? I guess yeah, like like you know I can list. All right, you yeah, know, left America, versus right. Yeah. It's very yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. um, but we both agree on the economy. Everybody, you know, both sides want a good economy. Um, but is there anything like that in Russia where they're like I assume, yeah like all the Muslim immigrants are coming in from the south or something like that or like. You, you know. see, it, the difference is that in America, everything is heavily um, polarized because of media, because all the crime, all those things, like people literally take information and they record their faces on top of the newly released law. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what do you think about this? This is crazy. This is fucked up. But like, I support <laughs> this, you know, like everyone is speaking up. Everyone is like, everything is digitized. Like all the information is taken and... Um, brought into this like almost like this ether of you know like let's discuss it let's uh twist it let's see how this would work and this would work right mm -hmm. russia is not really like this because our situation is a little different right so mm -hmm. like a free speech you know there's no such thing <laughs> <laughs> like um yeah i guess i never really like think about that yeah so like consider this big factor that we cannot speak up against the government right mm. that is a crime uh, also LGBT, mm -hmm. LGBTQA plus, sorry guys, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, that's, uh, yeah, now they released a law in 20, end of 2023, I think, or beginning of 2024. Um, you get 12 plus years in prison for any LGBTQ propaganda. Mm. So if you have like the little rainbow sign, 12 years in prison huh. and stuff. Yes, yes, it's crazy. That was something, that was controversial. So like even... I can't see I don't really have many um like strong Putin supporters in my circle, right? Mm -hmm. Uh but those few that I do were like, okay, this is crazy. This is a little <laughs> too much. You know, they're like, I I get it, but like 12 years? <laughs> like, you know, that's a little too much. And even even of those people, you know, like if they're homophobic as well, like which is pretty common in mm -hmm. Russia as well, you know, they can still be like, okay, twelve years—that's too much, bro. Mm -hmm. That's too much, you know. But that's the level of contro controversy that we're talking about. Mm. Whereas here, it's like people fight over it, people kill over this shit, right? I mean, it in used America. to be like if you were caught doing like gay acts, you would get thrown in jail. Oh yeah, but that's you know that's that was like fifty years. That's ago. That's fifty years ago, right? I think 
uh, first gay marriage was when? I don't know, oh, that was like in the 2000s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, it wasn't had, too like, long ago, but I'm saying like now, you know, America is on the other side of the aspect yeah. of free speech, so which is another topic, right? It's like, you call me the wrong pronoun, I'll fucking throw you in jail yeah. kind of thing. Like, I'll take you to court. You know, that's a whole other level of yeah. things, which is... We're kind of on the opposite of opposite like too end. much talking. Yes, yes, too much talking, not enough talking. And I mean, like, I would say this issue, the LGBTQ law that came out, was a little, even for Putin supporters, was like, okay. <laughs> you know, why? Also, like, we are in the middle of the war. Mm-hmm. Why? Who, who, why the <laughs> fuck do you even, like, think about that right now? You know, it's like, imagine America is in the middle of the war and they're like, hmm. Should we have abortions or not? <laughs> like, should abortions be legal or not? You're like, you know, your country is at risk. Like, everything mm. you have is at risk. And it's just like, why? You know, it's such a weird timing. Is like, that the feeling? Like, are, are do people feel like Russia is, like, that much at risk? Like, is it considered uh, to be, like... We're not a hot war zone right now. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one is invading Russia. Uh, like that. Not, like, directly. You know, not mm. major cities. But, um... I think there's definitely, like, I went back this winter, right? Mm-hmm. I went back home for the first time in three years. Mm. So it was my first time since the war and in a while, generally. Um, Did you have to do anything, like, special to get back? Like, go no, through, like, Turkey no, or something? No, Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the flight, I couldn't, I can't fly directly anymore. There are no flights from New York to Moscow like there used to be. I have to go through Doha, so I have to go Doha, then Moscow, which is, like... Where's Doha? That's is that Turkey? Emirates. Oh, yeah. You can go through. You can go through um, Turkey. You can go through Europe if you have. I mean, there are many ways, but it's never. It used to be like a direct, what, ten-hour flight. Mm. You know, so you fly to New York, then you fly to Moscow. Mm. It's like yeah, you're maybe you're like, you're traveling for like fifteen, sixteen, twenty hours tops. Now you're traveling like twenty-four, thirty. Like you travel over a day. Like it's long. That's the only thing. I mean, I can't complain about that. Honestly, the fact that I can get into the country and get out of the country mm. and, like, travel. It's, it's like already, you're pretty much that's getting there. That's yeah. already a blessing. Honestly, like, I can't complain. But um, the feeling, you know, like, my first week there, I remember, like, taking the subway and doing everything that I always do, you know. And I'm, like, it feels different. Also because culturally I've changed. But also because, like, there's so many cops everywhere. Cops are everywhere, and, and, you know, like, people talk about it. People talk about the war and what's happening, mm. you know, like, and the polar opinions as well, you know, like, in my circle, as I said, like, no one supports the war, obviously, right? But um, I was at a public hospital sponsored by the government. Like, uh, it was, uh, it was, the name of the hospital is actually, like, a government hospital. <laughs> so, like, there are, like, Russian flags everywhere and shit like that, mm. right? They're, like, uh, and the day I was there, they said they have, like, an international guest so some entrances were closed off and apparently someone was at a hospital someone important government whatever mm. but i just went to see a doctor because apparently he was a good doctor whatever and um you know here the medical system is crazy so i go check up on myself you know i go to i go to my dentist i go to like all my doctors back home because mm. it's like too expensive here so and i'm just sitting there by the doctor's office and this woman comes up and she's like yeah she's like oh have you seen it they are over there in Ukraine. They teach them to be Nazis from the first grade of school. It's crazy. They, you know, they do the thing like ever since they were born, like those freaking Nazis. And I'm like, and I'm just sitting there like, and she is like 
the head doctor at the at the, <laughs> at the hospital and i'm like and she's like a nice lady right mm-hmm. like you, you until she started saying that shit i was like hi you're just a little yeah you're just a little a little whatever bun bun <laughs> you know because they're always like all those russian doctors they're like you know they're usually like 50 60 years old you know they're older and they have like a very if you're russian you know what i mean but um <laughs> yeah and i'm just like mm. and she's like looking for my you know like participation yeah, in this conversation like, yeah. and i'm like yeah like yeah those fucking nazis let's fucking kill them <laughs> and i was like mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. so it's and it's just like the whole day is like so people actually believe everything that's said you know and like okay putin in his interview really um because he's promoting the whole idea right that like ukrainian people blah 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 um but and he gives a historical background to prove it right kind of his point but it's just it's just horseshit mm. yeah. <laughs> i mean honestly like i mean oh i don't even want to get into it because <laughs> it's crazy and um yeah i just think you have to be very um you have to be very smart about what you hear and what you believe mm. when it comes to information out there right like so the amount of people like that always ask me like oh like is it true that it's like that in russia i'm like what who told you that and they're like it's everywhere everyone thinks that i'm like it's just a thing that i've heard i'm like what no like i don't know just a lot of the times especially in america people do come up to me legitimately seriously asking me like some outrageous shit you know like <laughs> like is it true that like you it's on the level of like uh you know that you just all kill each other in russia like you just you know if you kill someone you don't go to prison i'm like <laughs> where's this coming from yeah. like honestly you know stuff like that's that. how it is uh, yeah right okay yeah. like i heard that too it's anarchy right you've killed people <laughs> you'll kill people right i don't but yeah. that's i guess that goes into like it's different like there's certain parts where people are intelligent and certain parts where they're dumb like i know smart people and then if you get them talking about a certain part of politics they, they just get like, go they just flow they're like bulls yeah like, and that's how people are in some and there's things no in america like, well you know like this this and that they're like yeah. no and they're not willing to like play around with the idea it's you know i can you know we can go back and forth on anything we can kind of discuss anything but oh once you're here you just kind of go down the slide of like there's one way we're going and this is how it is and i'm not going to play around with any other ideas i'm not going to like consider this point it's like it, if you talk to certain people about global warming if you say global warming or like, you know, or like the weather's getting hot, they're like, oh, well, that's made up. Oh, well, that's this. Oh, that's the, they just want you to yeah, eat yeah. bugs. They just want you to blah, blah, blah. It's and, crazy, right? Some people have them. And, like, and, does it surprise you? But it's it's for like both sides, too. And it's yeah. like you're yeah. an intelligent person. Yeah. You know, like I know this person. I'm like, you're not stupid. But like right now, you're kind of stupid. It, it's, it's, and I'm sure I do the same thing in like – different areas Mm -hmm. me too i agree yeah it's like where do you draw the line it will like you know how i don't like do all like are there some people where that there aren't any ideas like that are there some people where it's like almost everything they believe is like that do you think it's because they've been challenged enough to know a hundred percent like this is the truth the ultimate truth for me Mm, like maybe is it it, it's probably not their first time they're discussing this topic right Mm -hmm. if they have this strong reaction they probably talked about this before read about it hopefully well i'm sure and these are like older people older people and they've been hearing about this for decades now so they've been challenged enough like you see the positive outlook on this would be that for me they've been challenged enough 
and researched enough and know about it enough to feel and probably they have some emotional tie with this topic right uh, or some something happened to them in that sense like this. they had one debate where they were so like into it that it kind of just stayed there right and they're like okay this is fucking this is the ultimate truth or that's a positive outlook mm. or there are people who just they're smart because like there's difference between like critical thinking intellect right I, like iq and emotional intelligence and just like mm -hmm. how you perceive reality too there are people who strongly believe that there is an ultimate reality for everything mm. and that's where like there are people like me right i don't think not one thing is real we all have our subjective views on life and we choose what we believe in that's what mm. I, that's why i'm always not in the middle of things i have my opinions on certain things but i'll always allow for my views to change for my you know, like perspectives to shift because there's ultimately like what I choose to be reality, who is going to prove me that this is the ultimate reality for everyone, mm. right? I don't I think there's certain, there's definitely certain things like if you, if you're looking at like history, there's like events and then you can say like, oh, this was the turning point of the war versus this was the turning point yeah, of the war. Yeah, th those things, yes. But, but it's like this battle happened. It's like, like that phone is going to be there whether or not we perceive that phone, whether or not we're here, we're gonna leave, we can all agree that that phone is there, regardless of like our opinion about the phone. Like depending that is a on fact. which talk, depending on which medium we're talking in, are we speaking in our current perception, visual reflection of this? Like, yeah, there's a phone. We perceive it as a phone. Mm -hmm. Biologically speaking, is debatable. There's just a bunch of molecules. We chose to name it a phone. Who the yeah. why? Like we chose. But like that thing is there. That's a thing, and that thing is there. Like that is that right there, and that's that. Like there it is. Yeah. No matter what we do. But it's all a accumulation of choices. It. Of like someone invented the phone, chose to name it a phone. Uh huh. Uh, a fact that it's a phone. Yes. It's not like the I guess the specifics of the fact that it's a phone. It's just there is an object that's. That thing resembles what we know as a phone. It's not about it being a phone or not a phone. It's just that thing is right there. And no matter yeah. what our opinion of it is, is, that thing is there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that is a fact. Now going not, to deep into it, yes. There's yes. no like opinion about like, well, I don't know if that phone's really there. I mean, there's some people who are like that. Like, oh, maybe we're in a simulation, blah, blah, blah. No, no, not talking about like, oh, maybe we're in, maybe we are. That's the thing, right? Like, and again, like yeah. for us right now, for the purposes of our conversation, yes. Mm -hmm. In reality, like what is reality, you know, they're like, if we're thinking about like, you know, primitive terms, like did we come from... Adam and Eve, or did we come from a molecule that just, you know, a combination of, you know, oxygen, water, sun, position, location of the sun, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. who the fuck knows? Mm -hmm. You know, some people believe 100% it's Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Some people believe it's 100% biology and evolution. Mm -hmm. And the, I had conversations with people where, like, I'm a evolution. Mm -hmm. evolutionist perspective person right i mean the catholics believe in evolution so yeah some people believe so in both a little bit of... yeah i know you get a little bit of both right but yeah. like i am yeah fully biology uh oriented in that sense and i'm like i had a conversation with someone and that person was like you believe in evolution with that tone mm -hmm. like when i because they were religious you know mm -hmm. i'm like yeah i never had anyone ask me that before being so surprised mm -hmm. that i don't 
that I believe in biology, right? That I believe that we came from monkeys. Mm. And they were like, you're serious? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Mm. And it was just like, you know, and like some, and again, right? It's that thing. Some people are just, and I'm not also, I'm not a hundred percent on that either mm. because like, how the fuck, who am I to know? Mm. Who am I? Did I ever study that? Did I ever look at the artifacts of, you know, like primal, it, it, I didn't even go that far. I mm. can't even possibly be a hundred percent sure that this is why we're here on this planet. Mm. So, you know. I think that's a really good point. That's, like, how can we ever know? It, I think, so like going back to what you're talking about, like the people with like global warming arguments, I think to a certain extent it was like they heard about it in the beginning of like it being a conversation and then they kind of took a side and then they just reinforced that side and anything that they that agreed with their sentiment then they were like all right i agree with that fact and i agree with that fact and so they kind of it's called selective learning like it's you basically reinforce you basically look for proof unconsciously of the thing that you already believe in. Mm -hmm. It's like researching pro or anti-abortion, right? You will, if you type in, why is abortion bad? You will find everything on why is abortion bad. Mm -hmm. If you if you search, it's just literally all about how you phrase the question on Google. Mm -hmm. You will get all the proof, you know, mm -hmm. for either side. And sorry, I no, 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 you, but that's, yeah. But like, so I guess when it comes to like the evolution idea too, is like, I don't think... I, I, I'm guessing most people who are even like I, I still haven't I haven't researched uh, global warming, so I don't know. Um, I'm definitely like brother. yeah, like I'm definitely like pro environment. So like, and that's where you can kind of like get it's, in yeah, on yeah. the global warming yeah. people. Like it's not real. I'm like yeah, but pollution's bad. Mm -hmm. Like mm, maybe, mm -hmm. but like I haven't. You know, I'm sure most people who are like global warming is real and we're all gonna die. We have to eat bugs is like, I'm sure they haven't researched that either, right? I'm sure they like kind of picked a side and they're relying on the people, on the evolution scientists to like, well, the scientists say evolution. I'm busy, you know, managing a Sephora. I can't, you know, <laughs> I, I, I can't look into all this evolution, but I'm relying on these experts in this field. Same thing with, I guess, you know, people who are anti-evolution saying like, I'm relying on like the church fathers who are experts saying it's wrong. And I have the predisposition to agree with them. Mm -hmm. So whatever they say, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Exactly. exactly. Isn't that how it goes with our opinions? Like, I mean. But where do you, I guess, where do you draw the line between? Because, like, if, if everybody's like that, then it's like, okay, how do you get people who aren't like that about the, yeah. the, the problems that matter? Like, good, good question. I don't actually know. Like, I, I, I thought about that, too. I'm like, if everyone was like me, where there wouldn't be anyone like me. You know what I mean? Because, mm -hmm. like, then everyone would be like me. <laughs> Sounds crazy, but, like, huh. if everyone isn't, <laughs> if everyone isn't, not, like, in between things, you know, like, I never say, oh, I don't have an opinion, I'm in between things. It's more like I have an affinity towards an opinion, but I'm also, I allowing my, like, I'm allowing it to be changed because for me it's, like, your truth versus my truth. Let's see who knows more. Mm. That's it. Like, that's that's all it comes down to. Let's see who knows more and who has a stronger uh, in a debate, right? Because it mm. all comes down like, how does that actually, unless you are psychologically worried about the, uh, you know, the basis of your existence, because some people really are, mm. right? Their like existential crisis is real. Mm. And um, we're taking aside that group of people. We're just talking about people like, you know, I don't know about you, but people who debate about stuff, right? Just like to talk, mm. discuss things. How do you ever 
get to anything if two people just are allowing you know there's no strong opinion they're just like oh well i know this thing but go ahead give me some more information right and let's see maybe you're right it is only important when it comes to conversations apart from those who have existential crises Mm. that's different right because that actually influences like a lot in how they experience all of this right and the real truth but other like the real truth is that gonna change how you function in this society Hmm. almost like ignorance is bliss along those lines right like not ignorance in the direct sense but like i'm not keen on finding out the truth i'm okay with really yeah i figured that's like the whole point but are you what are you doing to find out the truth in your daily life apart from research i guess it's how is the truth gonna change the way you go about um i mean you your life the best direction knowing like the truth what how is knowing where you came from god or monkey gonna change how you act because you're in my opinion we're all still monkeys deep down so i mean i guess that like that i think would affect just you know like if you figure out the truth of you know is for the sake of convenience we'll say like is christian god the god yeah once you figure that out it's like you just go ham on being Christian as hell. Like, you know, it's like people dabble in Christianity. Like, especially it's like, um, it was like Muslims pray five times a day and Christians yeah. only pray twice a year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, if if you realized it's like, oh no, this shit's like a really big deal. Like, this yeah. is the truth. It's like, oh, you gotta be Christian as fuck. And I know like a to lot of- To do what? That's the thing. You gotta be Christian as fuck for what? Your personal objectives. What are because, they? Because because if if like if God is real, like there is a prescribed way of how to act the best to like you know do what God wants, and right? then have a good afterlife. Is that what we're talking it's, about? I, I don't know exactly like what like they don't do it because it's like if you believe in Jesus, you get into heaven. Like you're good. But yeah. It's just like God says you're supposed to be good. God okay. says you're supposed to do things this way. And it's like, okay, if you think God is definitely real in, in the Christian sense, it's like, fucking God told me to do this. Like, who are you? You know, it's like, all right, this this is, that is fact from God being real. There's a list he gave you in a book. It's like, do these things. End of story. It's like, all right, like, he's fucking real. I have to do these things. I mean, I think you're right, yes. But it's like, my brain just takes me to one point. It's like, I'm going to eat food because I biologically know if I don't eat, I'm going to die. But if I don't, so even if, truth. because it's truth, because I know my body will deteriorate if I don't eat or drink water. Mm-hmm. And I know it. Like, I, I can feel it if I don't eat for a day. Like, I know I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And that's just the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I know for a fact that my body feels bad when I don't eat. Mm-hmm. But if a God's, you know, okay, there's, you know, some research shit comes out tomorrow, today, mm-hmm. that like, Guys, like, God is real. This mm. is the ultimate truth. So everyone, the whole world is going to be on fucking fire. Like, Jesus everyone's going to be like, fucking, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. The and then like, what? And then, and then everyone, okay, then, but everyone's going to follow Christianity for what? Because God said so. But that's the thing. Like, they're not gaining. We're so selfish, all of us. What are we gaining from following something that, you know, we all know ultimate truth. Fighting is bad, being mean is bad, stealing is bad, drinking is bad. We know mm-hmm. that that harms our bodies. We know that, uh, you know, like fighting, being mean, gossiping, killing is bad. Mm-hmm. But even good people kill. Like mm-hmm. we all know there, there are situations, good, honest, sincere people mm-hmm. end up in situations where they kill. 
And God you know? says that's okay in certain situations. Okay, yes. So like <laughs> we, we know those are the ultimate truths. We still do them because that doesn't really, that doesn't put our biological uh, existence at risk. Same as if I know God is ultimate truth and I don't follow what he says, what's he going to do to me kind of thing, right? Mm. Like I know it's the truth, but why do I have to pray if I just want to go and eat pizza today and not pray? Because nothing's gonna, nothing bad's gonna happen to me. Well, I mean, unless there is, that's the thing. Once my biological body is at risk, mm-hmm. then I have a motivation to follow that ultimate truth. Okay, but the, but that's, I guess you kind of agree then. It's like like yeah, once you realize that God is real, then you realize your eternal soul is at risk, and that's even more part important than your body. And he says, all right, if you want your soul to be as good as it can be and to be saved. You have to do these things. But I don't know what it means to have a good soul. I mean, it's I mean, like, like but it, yeah. I know what it means, but it's like. But it, that's laid out in like the Bible. Like, yeah, yeah. I, guess, I think we're getting in the weeds, I guess, of like debating the, God yeah. versus like, you know, if God is real, there is a list of things that you yeah. should do. And so it's like, all right, if I know this truth, then, then you know, all my decisions are basically decided. It's I like, agree. If, I... if you know the truth about, like, if we know for a fact that global warming is real, then we know, all right, let's fucking, let's go. We got to make all these decisions. Like, if I mean, you know the truth, then you know what to do about it. But the thing is, like, I believe in global warming, knowing very little about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of makes so much sense, right? Mm-hmm. But what am I doing to really, I mean, that's the thing. Like, everything comes down to, and I mean, I'm, I'm getting really emotional about it because, like, that's ultimately how I think I operate, and maybe it's bad, but I don't know. Like, it all comes down to what, I have an affinity for, mm. you know, like some topics get me so like, blah, 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 you know, mm. but some topics it's just like, and those, those same topics can make someone twitch. Like those same mm-hmm. topics could be like, how can you like not care about this? Mm. You know? And I'm like, I don't know, but I really care about the other thing. You know, mm. some people same with politics, you know, like what I just said about my, you know, like what I know about the situation in Russia and all of that, like it's this compared to like, a person who's like really cares, you know, about the situation that is happening right now mm-hmm. in Russia and like the negative feelings towards the government and the corrupt regime mm-hmm. and the lies and all of that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It's good. Gotta, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're okay. Good. I was like, <laughs> and we're we getting this. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and that's, you know, like, you, you do want, like, for me, it's, it's this, you know, I care, but it's just so, I'm so the reason why I don't know much about it is because I don't care enough, I guess. Mm. And even, as, you know, as bad as it is see, to admit. You know I what I mean? What you're saying. Like, I'll only invest in things that I have an affinity for. My time, my research, my efforts, you know, the way I lead my life, the things that I do on my daily, on mm. daily basis. And for everyone, it's different things, you know? Some people, for some people, it's just a lot of different things, you know? And those people are cool as fuck. Like, you know, people who are, like, well-diverse and know in-depth about multiple, like, global warming, politics, um, racism, inequality, American politics, and all of those things, and they know, like, so much information about it mm. on, from both sides, right? But they choose one at the end of the day, you know? They choose left or right. They choose abortion or non-abortion. Mm. They choose Putin or Putin. But they know really like a lot about both sides mm-hmm. i really respect that that's those are amazing people right i like people who are smart and know a lot right mm-hmm. but for me it's i'm just like that right and i think a lot of people are like me when it comes to that like they just care about some things and don't care about others but i think that's different than 
knowing the truth like it's of course i think we should want to know the truth so then we can sort of agree with the people who are like experts in the field and let them do their thing like it's it's like i division of labor yeah yeah division of labor like you have your list of like i agree with global warming okay then let us have the people who are experts on global warming who really care about it let them go do that thing. But we need to know the truth about global warming first. It's like you don't have to nec- – like knowing the truth doesn't mean that you have to be just like hardline, like go crazy into it. You know, yeah. I get – like most Christians I would say like they believe that God is real. So like for them they know the truth yeah. of God, but they're not all monks in monasteries, right? So I think it's – like we need to know the truth just so that we can make the best decisions about yeah where to allocate the resources but at the end of the day i think we all still should aim to know the truth because you know yes there's certain things that we'll find an affinity for and we're going to allocate all our resources into that but we also need to be willing to okay the allocation of resources like in a but democracy what is that, that, that comes back to the question is like people are like we need to know the truth we need to know the truth like what truth you know for me, it's like, what um, is global warming real or not? I mean, I think we can all agree that it is. I don't know. And people who don't mm. agree with it's like, okay, there's like, I think, okay. Um, well, I guess situation now- in Russia, bad or good, mm. you know, what's the truth? It's bad. But there are people who are, you know, on the other side of it, right? We can all agree war is bad. People die, mm-hmm. you know, for what? Wow. You know, bad. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> global warming, uh, true or not? True, but there are conspiracy theorists, right? Mm-hmm. And the people who are like, it's all, it's all a lie. It's just all a lie, uh-huh. right? Racism exists or not in America? Yes. Mm-hmm. But there are, you know, there are like so many aspects to But it's not like there's people who believe in like not truth, in falsehood, I guess. Like just because somebody believes that Russia is good doesn't mean it's true. It, it just mean, means. But doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah, no, you can that's, say you can say you like can something say is objectively bad, so, but somebody can feel like it's a it's good, but that doesn't make it good. But for whom? For like, for Putin, Russia is a good country. For some people I know, Russia is a good country, and Putin is a good president. Mm-hmm. For some Americans that I know who fucking support the shit out of my president, mm-hmm. my president <laughs> sounds so bad. I mean, my country's oh. president. <laughs> my president. <laughs> you know. He's the bro. The bro, yeah. Um, Does he have, like, a nickname? I don't know. Yeah, they call him the grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Like, those who don't like him. Big gramps. Yeah, the gramps. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but, like, there are people who, like, legitimately have... Yeah, but, like, what is... You see, with some things, maybe there is objective truth. But with some things, it's just opinions, right? Like, with, like... Mm, I... I okay. Get, I think it's it, it's when it comes down to certain things that are opinions. It's an opinion of a group of truths and falses that like, like, I guess saying Russia Russia bad versus Russia good. I think it's more compl- like it's easier to be like all right on or mm-hmm, off. Mm-hmm. But in reality, yeah. it's a uh, multiple levels of like all right. If I'm an oligarch, it's like okay, Russia good for me yeah. because I'm making yeah. a lot of money and I live a good life. Okay. You have reasons for Russia being good, but that doesn't mean like stepping back and saying Russia good as a whole versus Russia good for me. That's you know that's two different truths. So it's it's not a level of like it's their opinion that Russia is good. Like 
I'm, I'm trying to say it like precisely, but it's like there are good aspects of Russia and there are bad aspects of Russia. And so knowing the truth about every one of those aspects will lead you to make certain decisions for yourself and still no one's going to make the same decision twice you know some people will but most people will you know there are 10 aspects that you're judging a situation on you think five of them are good five of them are bad or like six of them are good four of them are bad mm -hmm. you lean towards good but the person who feels very similarly to you can say but i think the six are bad and the four are good mm. and he or she will have to lean to the opposite direction even though you're so close in your evaluation of certain aspects that's why I'm saying, like, what truth are we talking about here? And the perfect example of that is, like, stealing from the rich to give to the poor, right? The classic tale. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it? Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. Stealing from the rich to give to the poor. He's a thief. The Robin Hood. The proletariat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, like, let's talk in tale terms, right? <laughs> right? He's, a, he's, it's a tale. He is a thief who steals from people, upsets people. Mm. Illegal activity but he gives to the poor because they are under under taken care of. No mm. one's taking care of the poor. Is he bad or good? For the rich, he's bad. For mm. the poor, he's good. For me, he's good because mm. I love Robin Hood, right? Mm -hmm. And I like what he does and like rich have enough. So why not steal? And mm. he's fun. So like, <laughs> you know, like Robin Hood is fun, you know? He, was he also killed a hot. bunch of people, but he's fun and he's oh, hot. Oh yeah, but he's Come hot. Yeah, no. no, but he stole, right? He stole from the... Oh. Uh, but he's fun and he's hot. But he's hot. He's fun, and I'm also thinking about Isn't he the like a child. He is, and uh, what I'm referring to, just an FYI, is not the Robin Hood the human. Is Robin Hood the fox? If you've seen the cartoon, oh, even hotter. He was oh. hot when I was a kid. I was like, I wish he was a human, bro. <laughs> like I just, he was hot. I'm gonna bang that fox. I'm gonna bang that should, fox. You should bring it up when I talk about it. He's like just, oh, I love him. It's good to know. So. Again, it's what's good or bad, what's right or wrong, what's the truth. Mm. That's, a, that's an interesting point. From each perspective, they will be different, right? Same for Russia, same for politics in America. That's why, you know, like the fact that it, it's understandable how families break apart relationships, friendships, when people, you know, debate left or right in America. Like there's so much conflict that has happened in this country because of these conversations. And I still think we should keep talking like about everyone should keep talking about the issues. Like I'm not saying people should just shut up and not express their opinions. No, but like it's okay to have different opinions, but like it becomes so personal, right? If I was that rich that Robin Hood stole from, I'll be like, what the fuck, Robin Hood? Mm -hmm. Like it's my money earned. Maybe I'm not one of those people who are corrupt, who just like gives money and, and uh, takes money without doing any work. Maybe mm -hmm. I work so hard to get this money and you just stole from me mm -hmm. thinking that I'm just rich and you can do that. But it's unfair, right? But from my shoes where I'm at right, right now, I'm like, but the poor needed more, right? Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of bringing the balance back. Like, depends on where you're at. Socioeconomically, culturally, race-wise, everything. All those things play into the decision whether you think something is true or not true, right or wrong. Depends on where you're standing. Well, I think I guess for for the Robin Hood example, like that that is definitely a, that's an excellent point. Um, but I wonder, I guess like once it becomes like that level of like above all the sort of on and offs of true or false, that's when I think opinion kind of comes in on what is what weighs more 
in, in that in terms like, of value yeah what do you yeah. value more yeah. but like i guess you could go into like the deeper truths of like okay you know is this guy too rich is he greedy or is does he actually earn it and you can know that or like is it these poor people's fault that it's you know that they're poor or not is robin hood taking too much like i i mm -hmm. think there are certain like there is a you can go you could probably go like infinitely into detail of yeah. what is true and what is false but then you know for our purposes as humans we have to kind of sit above all that and kind of get the gist of like mm, this is probably right like i think yeah. most people would probably be like uh he's you know there might be certain parts that are wrong but good enough you know he gets a c he gets a passing grade on yeah. his crime yeah like, i think i think i know exactly what you're referring to and a perfect example is compare two different concepts in that sense right so like one is a murderer mm -hmm. um a school shooter you can or even the robin hood example right like you can stand on a, on the side of the victims or you can stand on the side of the murderer. Not like school shooter, but let's say just the murderer, right? Like Jeffrey Dahmer. Let's bring him around. You know, Jeffrey You're Dahmer. You're not really getting naming good murderers that people are on like... Say go Jeffrey, with go Jeffrey with Dahmer, like uh, Ted Bundy. No, 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 like like you're not naming murderers that people are like. Well, yeah, he made some good points. No, like, no, like, no, like, no. <laughs> but it's it's about I'm not even bringing it for people to say he had he had a good point. Uh, it's more like he is still a human you know like mm -hmm. he made he was psychiatric he was ill mm -hmm. right he couldn't control himself whatever he killed people you know like he's a fascinating figure for me personally right mm -hmm. i'm like i think he did a bad thing but uh is ted bundy hot not for me not my type but you can i see really it. like jeffrey Dahmer though he's hot yeah he's like nerdy kind of like Dang. i don't know Huh. Like I don't know, and also like the way he Ted Bundy was just so basic in his killings, bro. So like basic. he was basic as fuck. Like he would choose like <laughs> hot girls, lure them in with his charms, and then like rape, kill them. Please if, imagine this blows up, Damn. and like someone, a parent of a victim, is listening to this. No, okay, but I'm saying, okay, I'm I just have like I like Jeffrey Dahmer more because he's just more fascinating. I mean, he like kept the organs of his victims to be close. It was all about control. I mean, it's just so like. Mm. And he talked a lot more. Like, Ted Bundy was, like, he, his last interview, he had this whole, like, sob story of, like, I know what I did, blah, blah, blah. Jeffrey Dahmer was, like, I just wanted to be close with them. Mm. Okay, I'm going to die today. Bye. He was like that the whole interview, you know? He's just, like, I know what I did, but I just wanted to keep them close. I loved them, each one of them, you know? Like, it's just, it was just <laughs> so psychotic. You f I fucking love that, you know? <laughs> and, like... So yeah, for me it's like it's a, it's a, it's an interesting debate, right? For me that. But take this situation where you can get on both sides. You can be Jeffrey Dahmer's dad who loved him dearly, mm -hmm. recognizing he did a bad thing, but ultimately still love his son more than the thing that he did and killed those mm -hmm. young men, right? But then we can compare this issue with immigration issue in in countries in Russia. There's an immigration issue in Russia in America, right? And we can't look at them the same because, like, with one thing, you can stand on both sides and be like, oh, well, this is good or this is bad. Mm. And with another, you kind of you have to make a choice. Otherwise, it will be chaos if you don't choose anything, you know, mm. with immigration. It will be chaotic as hell. Here, at least we can agree, like, killing is bad. But maybe Jeffrey Dahmer, he was just, he was ill, mm. right? He didn't deserve to die. In my opinion, he deserved 
mental health. It's like, yeah, is it his fault? Or is like, it his, was he exactly. just born into it? It doesn't exactly. have free will? Is it his fault that he wanted to murder young men? I don't... But he knew it was wrong, but he still chose to do it. Yeah, he was selfish in his, you know, in his motivations. Like, he knew it was bad. He knew he couldn't control himself, but mm. he didn't check him. But it's like, you know, alcoholics. Like, you know drinking is bad. You don't want to drink because you know it's bad for you. you bad, bad for everyone else around you. But you just, like, your brain tricks you because, and you just pick up their beer and you start mm. drinking, right? Anyways, mm. but with immigration, it's different, right? Because it's such an issue. Like, you can also stand on both sides. You can also debate what's truth, what's not, what's good or what's bad a right decision or wrong decision but at the end of the day you are you have to come to a conclusion and that's when the differences in concepts comes in like there are some things you can debate forever and just leave it at that mm -hmm. and there are some things that our society just needs us to be certain on like for some people it's religion where we came from for some people it's evolution you know like people need certainty in some things mm -hmm. and with immigration it's like we have to have something in place a rule in place otherwise countries would get inflated Inflated? No, that's the wrong word. In, it's an like, interesting word to use. Yeah, good, countries you know, will get like, works. yeah, like, you know, influxes of, mm. you know, people who will be beneficial and non-beneficial. And then at the end of the day, like, the whole nation will be wiped out. And, you know, like, it, it could be a mess or it mm. could be great. And I don't know enough about it, so I can't say what's mm. what I'm, you know. I mean, I definitely yeah. like, I'm an immigrant, so, like, I'm really... Thank you. <laughs> taking our jobs. Like, I, I am taking your jobs, guys. So, like, <laughs> I'm happy about that, you know, that I was led into this country. But yeah, but you did it illegally. Which I is did it legally. Another but I guess. But I had the resources to do it legally. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. If I didn't have the no monetary. No Monitor, exactly. If I didn't have the money to buy, like, what you have to do if, you know, I don't know if you know, you have to, like, apply for a visa. Mm -hmm. That's a fee. And all of that, right? Uh, then you have to go through the process, go to an embassy. That's money. You have to buy a plane ticket. That's money. Like, that's, it's not crazy. Like, you don't need to be an oligarch to mm. be able to pay that, but you still need money, right? Yeah. If I didn't have that and I needed to, like, in Cuba right now, they need to get out of there, right? Mm. They need to get out of that place. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Would I cross the border illegally? Fuck yeah. <laughs> to America that's already like I don't even know people want to move to this country but I mean yeah there's a lot of um, I mean there there's some videos uh, if you watch Channel 5 mm -hmm. excellent channel but he's like going and interviewing these migrants and he's talking to like all these people like believe in the American dream meanwhile like there's plenty of places in the US where it's like Americans are strong like we born here and they're like doing terribly yeah. and they can't find jobs and they're hooked on drugs and so on mm -hmm. and so forth um America, I, let's go. Number one, baby. Let's go number one, baby. Uh, but I guess in the line of like, you know, we have to make a decision. It's sort of like, you know, thinking about Jeffrey Dahmer. It's like, yeah, you know, like he had reasons. Yeah, maybe he was ill. But at the end of the day, it's like, all right, what's the most like effective, like, what's the most pragmatic approach? Is like, we got to get rid of this guy. Like, yeah, but like, put him into can't, a hospital. Do, we I mean, can't do let him out. research on him. That's another thing, right? Mm. They didn't have to kill him. Who is that going to help? Also, for me, like death penalty, I'm super against that. That's one thing I that's you see, it's like I will never judge anyone who believes in death penalty because like fair enough. Mm. But I am super against death penalty. It doesn't do good for anyone, for the family of the victims. It's going to help you maybe like in for a second, for a day. Mm. It's never going to bring take away their grief. So who is that helping? No one to kill another person for the killing that he I or she did. As a as like 
someone in the public, it almost provides like catharsis for me. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm glad we killed Jeffrey but, Dahmer. But what if? Think about it. In in in. Even though we didn't kill him, but like uh, we could kill him. Wait, wait. But if we could do research on Jeffrey Dahmer, mm-hmm. you know, research to the point where like we will know what caused his. But then Behavior. You're, you're getting in another ethical quagmire of like doing research on prisoners. Is that ethical because they're kind of forced to be researched? But they're forced subjects. to die. What's better to do research on you? I mean, would you or rather die. get like poked and prodded? Or Definitely like poked and prodded. For you already done so much. You brought so much sadness to the people. You at least owe them the research that you can pro- like the resources you can provide for yeah. them to know what caused your behavior to prevent it moving forward i think they're like you get into a quagmire of like okay this guy's been sentenced to the death penalty let's see how many limbs we can cut off before he dies of like you know for research it's like well there are rules you know you can do i guess yeah like doing ethical research ethical on prison research on prisoners yes. but also it's like especially i think in the psychiatric field ethics it's like we don't know if it's fucked up to give him like you know it's like we think if we give him a ton of acid he won't be an asshole anymore and it's like you know you could i'm sure you could find a couple papers being like well you know like a lot most people once they've taken acid they're not as much of an asshole but it's like okay at what point are you just some crazy scientist just like let's just see what happens let's just yeah. drug the shit out of this dude i agree but i think he should have been offered a choice well i don't think <sighs> Like, do you want to be whatever it takes? Like, we'll do research on you, ethical or are unethical, or you die. <laughs> like, that's not a fair a, question. Not much of a choice, but I, I mean, guess. come on, yeah, of course it is. It's a choice. At it's le- a choice, but like, you know, it's who can really be like, you know, fuck your mom or fuck your dad? It's like uh, neither. What do you mean? I don't want to pick. But you have to pick. But you get you a choice. You killed multiple people. But I think it's a lot better to just, I, I like. I would feel a lot more comfortable rather than giving somebody that choice to just be like, we're just going to kill you. Like, we don't – like, I, I feel I, like, wouldn't be. I feel better about that. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, mm. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's – Maybe it I, makes you feel, like, more sane because you feel like, okay, that's kind of insane to, like, do research on someone who is, like, will not be consciously there and you're just, like, probing him with shit. Like, I don't know, maybe makes you feel like a bad person. Like a, a little bit psycho. I don't know. I don't know if it, it's... Like, why does it make you feel bad? It's, I think uh, it's so fair. No, it's way like, more fair than an eye for an eye. It's like... It, no, it's like the gunpoint, like, forcing that kind of choice of, like, choose whether or not we, like, peel you apart or we just kill you. Like, choose to die or choose to be tortured and maybe survive Okay, but why but tortured? Like, well, like, I'm, I'm... There are rules. I'm, I'm saying, like, no physical harm. Like a little bit, like... The only tricky research with that would be acid, if you really think about it. Like, uh, like I mean, things that are mind-altering to the point where it can lead to psychosis. But that person is already like kind of really fucked in his head. So, so. but you you keep like you you you're always giving yourself like the out of like, but they're already kind of fucked anyway. So, so it's like we're I'm saying, but it's fucking, my, but like I we think, can still kill him at the end of the day. I like, think Jeffrey you know. had in any. Ter- the worst person you can think of in the You're world. You're on a first name basis with him now. I am. <laughs> I, I've been for a while, <laughs> me actually. Jeffrey. Me yeah, and Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he had a choice. He he could have been given a choice to. You can, you can go with the death penalty, or you can agree to uh, donate your time, your body, your mind, your your everything mm. to scientific research. And but, it's a fair question. I think if he's like, oh fuck no, he can choose. 
And I, uh, but it's like again, well, America like how is all many about people choice, right? With when threatened will with death will do like terrible things. If it was he like he's already he lost his privilege to be free already. When yeah. you're in prison, you're already done enough to like well for the, what whatever he did. A lot of people I think are in prison for the wrong like they don't deserve to be in prison yeah, for that long. Yeah. But um, he already fucked up enough times to be sentenced for the rest of his life but he it, lost his it's it's the question of like can he really give consent it's not like if we're at the level of like he's fucked we can do whatever we want with him and like all right let's give him this choice like all right we're gonna kill you or we're gonna fuck with you you know we'll give you that choice but you're sounds. still like oh but it's like you're dirt to us at yeah. this point okay there's no, that but, but are, are they still like I think it's keeping in line of like, all right, we'll, we're going to behave ethically still. It's like, okay, do they really, like, can they really give consent if they have basically a gun to their head? Okay, what if they were given not just like an ambiguous choice of like, oh, we'll do research or we'll kill you, or more like, this is the research, these are the procedures that we will perform if you sign up to this mm. or you have a death penalty option. Like, outline everything. Like, there's a protocol mm -hmm. for everything yeah. they'll be Informed doing to consent. him. Like, you will be given... 35 tabs of acid you will be uh probed in the back of your like your mm. spinal cord right you will, will take whatever we're gonna blood put some samples. stuff in your butt we're just gonna for fun, put some stuff gonna... in your butt for fun <laughs> if he can consciously read this like, and oh, well. what do you think about that i don't know I, I i'm still on the side of like or i'm apprehensive about the fact that it, at the end of the day it's like i don't want anything on my butt but there's a gun to my head. But then at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you lost the choice the moment you, mm. you know, killed Murdered that guy people. and cut his head off. Mm. But yeah, that's where it's just like, it's a lot simpler to just kill the guy. I don't know. Is it? It might be more useful. But for society, it's so much more useful. And then again, there's also like... It's so much more like, logical. Like, that's what I said. Like, you're not the first person who actually says this to me. Like, no. And I'm like, but for think of the betterment of the society, right? If you care about that's that stuff. That's what the Nazis said when they experimented on the Jews. Because they weren't. Yeah, but it was that like, was, they were Jews already, didn't do anything wrong or well, bad. Well, okay, there's, you know, and this is all, I guess, I think this is all in the line of, like, we got the right guy. You know, it's not a wrongful conviction where, you know, somebody sentenced to death. Yeah, no, we're work. talking about, like, like full right on. Guy. The person was not like, oh, did he kill her or not? Or did she kill him or not? It's more like, this person has committed 38 murders. Like, he cut off their heads and slept with them and fucked their heads but when they were, after they were dead. It's the same, like, I think, line. Whether or not it's, like, these people were born subhuman versus, like, this dude made the wrong decision. Although you could kind of say like oh he was born subhuman because he was born a psychopath and you know get into the weeds on that but you know for the sake yeah, of swiftness we don't know. but yeah. like you know you get into the line of like he already signed away his humanity when he killed those people the jews already signed away their humanity when they were jewish like it's very like it's it's definitely the not same? the same it's, it's yeah. not exactly the same but it's sort of the dehumanizing thing of like they have now checked this box. They are no longer a person. Like Jeffrey Dahmer has checked this box of being a crazy murderer. All right, he's no longer a person, so he we is. can That's play around thing. with him if we want. But not really. I mean, because putting someone, the prison system itself, for me personally, I think prison system is fucked up. I don't think prison is the loss of freedom as a punishment mm. is, well, if you really think about it, the loss of freedom as a punishment is kind of like reflected throughout everything we do on the like you know how like you're a kid you do something bad 
you're being put at the corner and like you stand there mm-hmm. face face the voice face the wall loss of freedom as a punishment you are grounded because you went out to a party it's throughout everything mm-hmm. we do it's at the basis of how we raise kids you know mm-hmm. which people are now realizing i think that that is not really um the most effective way to, for someone to learn a lesson they will condition them to be scared doesn't mean their impulses will go away and the only way is to understand communicate know more about it that's the only way to evolve when it comes to that punishment like this is so primal prisons are so primal but it's and very, that's crazy to me it's it's definitely not a perfect so basic like system. it's so yeah. basic bro like, but it's 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 eff- effective in that way how it's they go not, they, they leave prison they do the same shit but then you just put them in the box and they can't do it anymore oh this guy murders people put him in a box now he's not murdering no anybody. why he's murdering, no like, prisoners, you, he, that's cares? the thing i think in the first place people like jeffrey dahmer or anyone was like people of that nature who who committed similar type of crimes that are not um aggression based right like mm. not like oh you know like gang related activity right let's say mm. we're talking like about like drugs. S- yeah we're talking about like psychotic things right psychiatric yeah. pro- issues they don't belong in prisons period those people Violent belo- crimes they be- they belong in hospitals those people need help they don't like Mm. they don't dis- like they don't need to be in prisons that's not gonna fix them change them punish it's not, them it's not a matter of fixing them it's just like you did this you you know what? that's it you what you're done but you see you and that contradicts what you said before that's a good point yeah like it does but it's like okay you kill somebody like the penalty like, you're put in a box either way i think there is you know people argue about like the effectiveness of like crime prevention because of the threat of punishment but i think there is definitely like there would be more murders if we weren't putting people in jail for murder i think well, that's definitely they true. are i think forever should be in a hospital like it's not like they have a probation period and they leave once a doctor perceives that they're healed but why do we why would we heal them like if, if they can never leave why waste the money on healing them just put them in a box boom like it's cheap because who does that help it's cheap yes it helps, it helps the government some, it helps exactly. me the murderer is gone the the <clears> they'll murder. be gone if they're in a hospital too yeah, but it's cheaper for me, too. I don't want to pay taxes. Put him in a box. Fuck that guy. You'll, he killed people. Fuck that you'll, guy. You'll pay taxes for prison as well. You yeah. pay taxes for Well, everything. I think the prison system's definitely fucked to a certain extent on, like, money-wise. But, like, when it comes to – I guess, you know, it, there are there are criminals who can definitely be rehabilitated. And then there's also, like, the debate of, like, all right, this guy murdered his wife because he wanted to divorce her and he didn't want to lose his money. It's like, okay, he's probably not going to murder anybody else, right? There's a there's a high likelihood for a lot of people who killed somebody that they only killed them one they're only gonna kill one person because of their financial situation. It wasn't no. like they're a psychopath who just gets off on it. But it's How like How do you determine that? That's another thing, right? Psychopathy is such a it's a tricky diagnosis, right? Like there are some brain scans you can do, yes, there are some similarities. But, like, but it's like it, like like you know the case in Colorado, a husband who killed his wife and three kids? Mm-hmm. No, he like but just just okay just another american story right like typical the bro they made the exactly the bro they made the documentary on netflix <laughs> about it too like a dude just comes home one day um calls police and be like my my wife and my kids are missing what the fuck mm-hmm. and they investigate the whole thing turns out he murdered all of them put them in an oil tank mm-hmm. somewhere in the fucking desert like shoved their bodies there because he had a mistress and there was mm-hmm. no way out of it like who knows if he just like acted out of like fear and he will never do it again, or if he's a psychopath who's gonna keep doing that mm. whenever he gets uncomfortable. 
We don't like that's the thing. That's why you can't put that in a box. That's why put them in a box. <laughs> put them in a box. Put them in a box. I don't have, we don't have to figure that out. You just put them in a box. Exactly. Problem but it's solved. again with like you can't do it again. And he killed somebody, so he gets punished. You do something bad. It's you know, like it's not a matter of like, oh, we understand why you did this, and you know, like because I guess there's you know if he has free will, he made the wrong decision, and now he has to deal with that. If it's all deterministic and it's like, you know, the system made him kill his family, then it's like, oh, we should help him. But at the end of the day, like, I guess for speaking, like, in effective, cheap policy of, like, you know, if if I'm, like, a legislator who doesn't have the time also to, like, get into the nitty-gritty, I'm not making, you know, prison reform my life. It's mm-hmm. like, this guy killed his family, put him in a box, boom. Like, but take I yourself, solve the problem. Yeah, but take <laughs> yourself out of the equation. You know, like, what's the optimal, kind, efficient way for those kind of people, right? He still gets to live. He just doesn't get to kill people. Unless there are other prisoners. I agree. We don't so we that. have to ensure he doesn't kill anymore. <laughs> one, we have to ensure that... Uh, but also, I want to ensure he doesn't die. Why? Like, He's a murderer. I, so... So you know, statistically, <laughs> He's an asshole. Eric, you know statistically how many people you've encountered on the streets who have murdered someone? Mm-hmm. I met two. You know that they were murderers. I I know that they were murderers. Were yes. they cool? They were really cool. Were they hot? No, not hot. All right. I I, ha- I might have a thing for murderers, but no, that no that right. that person wasn't anything related to do to with my like you know hot or not hot whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> I don't know. No, like, I know two people who murdered. Okay. Like, really. And the statistically, you've encountered people who murdered as well. Uh-huh. Were they chill? Were they cool? Were you like, this is all this? Yes. I, I, I really liked the guy who I met on the bus. Mm. He just got out of prison that day. I mean, he was like, yeah, I killed somebody. Greyhound bus. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just got out of prison. He was the nicest guy. Like, bro, literally... There was like the AC was leaking from the sides, right? Uh-huh. Like, and so all the sides were wet, like all the side seats, right? Mm-hmm. And the only seat that was available was that seat in the back. Like, you know, the back is like the worst part of the Greyhound bus, right? Mm-hmm. It's like don't ever go next in the to back. The bathroom. Of, yes, yes, next to the bathroom. All the, all the, all the weird people are there, right? That's a good tip. Yes, I, I normally go to the back of the bus. Yeah, don't ever go. Always go in the front. So I, I'm like walking there, and it's him, you know. Like, I'll even mention his name. Actually, his name was Slime. That his was, name his, was that, slime. his street name was Slime. Yes, yes. I know his real name, but I'm not gonna give that out. Uh, and he was just like in the in the back of the bus, and he was like, "Oh, oh, here you go. Like, I'll take that seat. You take my dry seat." Mm. Like he gave me his dry seat. He sat on a wet as fuck. Did he see why he murdered seat. somebody? Yeah, he gave me like a brief, you know, history of his life. You know, saying like just with the wrong people you know mm. gotten tangled up with the wrong people the classic story right like um, i mean because like i also think like street violence versus like drugs. murdering your spouse is two different things or like I think they're murdering to related. steal from somebody you're most likely is... to kill someone who is in your immediate circle statistically yeah. than a stranger actually but like i'm saying like the context of the murderer definitely makes a difference as to whether or not they're going to do it again oh i don't know i think once you pass that threshold there is a chance that you you felt like okay it wasn't actually not that scary you know i mean i'm sure well like i think it's like but it's also like did you experience joy 
or were you scared? There's difference yeah. between that. Like that a, matters. I think I certain think. gang members, it's like they don't care, they liked yeah. it, or it'll haunt them forever. But it's all still like killing the same person, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, there's the debate there of like the guy who feels really bad about it, he's never going to kill again. Okay, maybe let him out of the box. Yeah. But like, you know, going through this whole psychology and like, okay, yeah, there's people are going to malinger and try and like pretend like they feel bad about it because they know they're going to get out of it. It's like, it's a lot easier, not necessarily better, but it's a lot easier. Just put them in the box. The bottom Just line is that the box. The, our system is made for ease, not for yeah. the what's right or what's good or what's best or what's more efficient. It's literally what's the cheapest, easiest option but for anyone who harms others. But you're arguing that it is better than to know the truth about the person to know how to most effectively decide what to do with them. I think that's the best, but... So our, the truth does matter. The, the so the truth, truth of that... Oh, that, of that, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were talking about that, I meant more like yeah. global truths. Mm-hmm. And I still... Look, trying to I mean, mush it all together. I say you're trying to just mush it all together. <laughs> no, I mean, I in and for the big things, of course, truth matters. I'm mm-hmm. saying the amount of times, like, I thought, why, like, I don't know the truth about where... I'm, we came from as humanity but why i kind of like that i don't know because people are like why you know like it's so unsettling to me and like people really worry about that stuff right Mm -hmm. like they they care and they do research and i'm like i'm kind of i kind of like i like that i chose a perspective you know it's just coming back to another topic i like that i chose a perspective of evolution and i like seeing the monkeys in us you know like all that fun (laughs) shit like i do see a monkey in you and me and Mm -hmm. it's fun i love it the hair doesn't help, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Like the truth does matter, of course, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to analyzing person's motivations. But mm. we chose the most efficient way to put people in boxes and put them in prison and then, you know, fucking death penalty. I it's mean, sad. I, I don't think it's perfect, but like Far if it's perfect. like, what do we do with Jeffrey Dahmer? I'm like, kill his ass. Like, no. Yeah. No. Let his fam- Let the families kill him. Let him give him a bunch of hammers. Let him no. beat him to death. I think that's satisfying to a certain extent. I think, well, like, but that makes them depends. on that level. Like that puts them in the box, bro. Think about it. Yeah, but they have a reason. They but have like, a good reason. Killing self a defense human? or like what self defense? He's just there, like it's. It, I guess weak you know that is an eye for an eye level, but like yeah, that's what the death penalty is so all that's about. That's why we clinically kill them. You know, just no. just get rid of them. No, I think they. That's I think what you they get. Should have an option. You know, crazy rapist murderer, kill that guy. Because also, and you know, that might sound really fucked up, but the person who, um, the person who was Jeffrey Dahmer's victim, in many ways, also from the get go, had a choice to go with Jeffrey Dahmer I, or to I his apartment. It or wasn't not like, to go. do you want to go with this guy who's gonna murder you? I think it was just like, do you want to go bang this dude? Like, they weren't, they but, weren't getting, like, they were look, like, oh, I can't I wait mean, to go get killed. Like, would you go get go killed? with a weird, no, 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 like, but, like, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't just a regular guy, like, you know, like, yeah, like, he was you, was like, he was like, do you want to go to my apartment? I have a beer. Would you go with that guy I home? I thought he was, like, suave. No, Jeffrey Dahmer, no. He was... Like, I thought <laughs> I was, he was, like, I a was about to be super mean. <laughs> so fully <laughs> yeah. incorrect. But I, I was going to say he was... <laughs> no, but I mean, like, no. He wasn't the guy who makes you feel comfortable. Didn't you say retard earlier? <laughs> Did I? I Maybe, I don't. 
Maybe we didn't record that <laughs> okay, part. Now you she said... didn't say retard. Yeah, I'm fine. I think people should be able to say retard. Okay, um, good. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> he was. And like, would you go home with that kind of guy? I wouldn't. No, I don't know. See, as a dude, I think it's different too, though. Like, would you go home with a girl who's like, you want to go get a beer at my place? I mean, she's like all twitchy. I'm like, would you be like, oh, that's kind of off. I don't know. Maybe next time. Is she hot? Mid? Maybe. Solid, maybe. But like, like she's like, do you want to go get a beer? I mean, mm, like, I mean, like okay, like, there's a certain level of like, like weird, twitchy, like weird, weird vibes. where it's like gross, but like if she's like hot enough, like if let's say it's like a 10 and she's acting weird it's still kind of like yeah yeah well I don't like know. well there's also like the like okay, i think there's so many aspects there like would, if they were gay men it's different like you know it's not like we, a guy girl dynamic it's i would more be like, more worried about a man killing me than a woman killing of me course too. that too that too but like just also like as a dude it's just like you kind of like overlook a lot yeah. you're just like all right yeah like she's crazy like oh she okay. picks her nose you're she's like, kinky what? whatever let's do what? it yeah you're just like that's pretty cool like no yeah. no no <laughs> yeah. um but no like i don't i i definitely don't think they were like knowingly i wouldn't put the onus on the people who got no murdered. not consciously but i think we make okay that's and true. it's probably in the same vein as me of, of like they're like He's pretty cute. Like, let's go get some dick. Like, I'm yeah, not worried. I mean, like, he's probably. weird, but it's a one night stand. Like, they're not. Probably. They're not getting invested in like that level, you know. And they yeah. probably didn't, exp- especially like at that time. I don't. I'm not really sure if it was like serial killers were that. They were a thing, known but about yeah, they knew there was way. like uh, like latest victims of his. They knew there was a guy out there mm. who was like. And they're still like. Ah, they were. Kn- they knew there were gay men missing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And back then, like gay men were getting killed for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just saying, you know, I think he. I'm not saying he didn't deserve to die. I just think he. We could have gotten more out of the situation as a society than just an eye for an eye kind of situation. That was I, just stupid. Like, I mean, I okay. think, yeah, it would have been interesting to kind of like. Could have learned. Probe his mind. Exactly. We could have learned. We could have um, known what to look out for. We could have known. What precursors are there to psychopathy? I don't know. Like, so many give it a chance, you know? But, like, but then they were like, oh, no, him. he's a killer. We got to kill him, too. Still, like, still probably kill him. <laughs> After all that, they'd be like, all right, now we're going to kill you. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's, like, satisfying. I feel you. I feel you. Like, I it's just, you. like, it's not a problem anymore. Like, he can mm-hmm. never murder anybody again. There'll it's be another Jeffrey. Done. There'll be another Jeffrey. Or we'll another kill Kate. him. Oh, sorry, what? We'll just keep killing them. <laughs> just keep killing all the Keep killing them. It works. <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely not the most effective system. Yeah. But I think, like, yeah. it, it kind of works. Yeah. Is it a liberal view on my side to, like, be uh, against that death penalty? Is it, it a left It depends on, like, your move? reasons. It's, it's definitely, I would, like, if I had to. If it I had to compl- guess, yes. I would say broadly speaking, yes. But then you get into the weeds, too. Of like a lot of Christians believe that every life is sacred, and so they're against the death penalty because all killing like that is wrong. Mm-hmm. So, but like if you're Christian, you're definitely more likely to be on the right. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those where it's like there's a lot of bridges okay. that go over. But I think also on the idea of like yeah, prison reform of like if it's a wrong, you know, we can't kill people because a lot of people are wrongfully com- convicted, and we've killed yeah. a lot of people who were completely innocent. Yeah. 
I think that's probably the more like the liberal side of like the thought process. Like if mm-hmm. you ask a liberal who is against the death penalty, that's probably that's, what they're gonna say. Yeah. Um, but you also might get like the liberals who are like, oh, every life matters, even though they're not like saying that from the Christian belief too. Yeah. Um, because you know you get into people who are like hippie, like kind of Buddhist, but they're like Western Buddhist. Yeah. You know, or they don't really know what they're talking yeah. about, or they like seen a video. <laughs> Um, or two. Yeah. but like yeah, yeah it's it, and it's one of those things like that bridges the gap a lot of time. same thing with like abortion too that's very much like there are a lot of bridges like broadly speaking yes left pro-abortion right anti-abortion um and i think the anti-abortion sentiment is definitely rooted in christian ideology of course um yeah. but i think also probably on the left side like again if you go back to like the value of a human life um regardless of like it is based in christianity but i think that is definitely like an important reason like i think abortion's very um like i'm not christian i'm not really sure like i've I've said this before like i know for sure something's going on right yeah something's going on like it doesn't just like happen you know but that's as far as i can go i guess yeah um but like when it comes to like sacred human life is like yeah is a fetus like are you killing a person when does it become a is it a person when it's born because then like okay you could argue um like premature births right so like depending on the technology if we were able to like have an egg that was just fertilized and raise it completely out of the womb then is it like okay well we have the technology to save this life from the very beginning then is abortion wrong like at what point does it become a human life um, I mean, fetal surgery is also a thing, right? So you are literally saving a, a human while they are still in a belly. But I think it's a lot about like, I think as long as the baby is in your stomach and you are a hundred percent responsible for like me as a female, right? Mm-hmm. I will be a hundred percent responsible for the health of that baby in mm-hmm. me. They are the baby can be human. And I'm not arguing that, that it's not like a human, you know? That's not my argument. I think it's more like, if that human is like 100% responsible, if I'm 100% responsible for them while they're mm-hmm. in me, because they're literally a part of my body, connected to my body, mm-hmm. I should have a choice. Come on, man. See, like I that's, it's like... I should have a choice to like, I get, no. But also it's like, do we want a baby to be like, think of just economical things that come from it, social things. Like, I don't want a baby. A baby is verbatim already we know the baby is going to be born sick right there's mm-hmm. some that there there's technology mm-hmm. that can tell you that mm-hmm. okay your baby is going to be born very sick mm-hmm. you can abort now right like you can't abort a baby uh it's very because like i i have worked a lot with people who like a lot of people with down syndrome mm-hmm. and you know those are babies that would be like definitely like on the chopping block if Mm -hmm. you will of like oh your baby's gonna have down syndrome we recommend you abort the baby Mm -hmm. and like and that goes to like um kind of connecting it to like certain people are intelligent in certain ways Mm -hmm. and like you know some people are even intelligent people can be stupid about certain ideas Mm -hmm. it's like i've met some of these people where it's like there's certain things it's like you'll never teach them like what a noun or a verb is you know like yeah or like they will never really be able to do math but like they're inte- like they will trick. I've been tricked many times, mm-hmm. many times by these people, uh, <laughs> and it's like okay, you know, you're still like there's something going on there. Like there is an of intelligence course. there. 
No. And so it's like, who are you to say that? Because then you could also say like, oh, your life is terrible. We should kill you. It's like, okay, then why don't you kill all like the homeless people? You know, like what? At what point are you able to, like, wh- who? One, who gives you the authority to be sort of like the arbiter of like your life is worth I think you living are because or not. you made the choice to conceive the baby in the first place. Well, I think That's oftentimes I mean. it's oftentimes it's accidental though. It's not like because I it was I think, your choice. I mean, even if it was accidental, you were the one having sex. It was your sperm and your eggs. You so are you solely ha- no one. It like but shouldn't you have is, to deal with the, the consequences of your choice then rather than killing consequences? A human? What having a like okay in that sense you're saying consequences almost like now have that burden you know that baby will be suffering but you made that choice you will be suffering who is going to benefit from it why not just let you decide if you want it to be a consequence or if you want to prevent the consequence but it's like okay so the and one thing i do want to note is like i think that there's that's one of the big disconnects on the right and the left is like the like the left say it's like it's a woman's choice like i understand like there is like that is their argument right they don't talk about the value of the human life in general, it's definitely like, it's my body, my choice. Like that's the slogan, right? Mm-hmm. Versus the Christian side is like, you're killing a human. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's like, they're not even, they're not discussing. They're it's not like, even talking you know, about The left it. doesn't agree, talk yeah. about the value of the human life. And then the right doesn't acknowledge that like the, yeah, yeah. well, like the, the woman's choice. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah, th- like no doubt. Um, and I also hate like women who are like, men don't get to discuss this because blah, 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 blah. Mm. But anyways. I think um, everyone gets a chance to discuss whatever the fuck they want. But, but like the so the debate of like the burden, right? Is like okay, do you do you like deal with the consequences of your choice? Because like I've definitely you know like I've had premarital sex where I, like I had no business having a baby, definitely didn't want a baby. But then it's like all right, like you knew this going into it, you knew the result of your choice going into it, mm-hmm. and so why does this person? depending on if you agree that a fetus is a person, but if the fetus is a person, you know, why do they have to die because you chose something stupidly? They can die because they're not even born. But that's, well, that's the debate, though. Like, because they're, are they not a person or just because they're a, a why fetus? Why was this not a debate 10 years ago? It was a debate many it's years ago been... because this bill was reopened, right? Mm-hmm. It was a bill, what? Roe versus Wade. It was a Supreme yeah. Court decision um about like it's it has to do with like a right to privacy yeah um and so it's considered like this like a woman's privacy is like it it is kind of based on the right of like you get to do what you want with your body like the state has no authority to interfere with your choice um yeah why didn't we talk about this five years ago like if it's such a huge thing that we needed to dig up that bill again bring it up and have whatever is happening right now why was no one everyone lived their life fine not having this there was definitely battles going on oh battles yes but i'm saying like now it's a global issue right now it's a global topic why was it not like if it's you know like i mean i think it's remained it has been for years this was not discussed as much before the bill was reopened now that it's yeah now that the legislation has happened it's back in the zeitgeist but even before that it was still very much a thing how for me it looks like people start having opinions on things once those things become public and trending and per- like like yeah we were reminded of it reminded yes yes but i think if something is truly that important concerning a human life that we're assuming is you know that important in mm-hmm. a female body there's you know we're assuming that a baby that before it's born 
is developing some kind of consciousness, you know, like rights mm-hmm. and stuff like this. If it was so important, why wasn't it discussed three years ago, four years ago? I mean, they've, they've been discussing it. But not like this, you know? Well, I mean, we haven't discussed it. No, but not But these conversations, well, and it's also like, it's again kind of going into the, like the way people argue too is like most people will just stick with the line of like, you know, if, because it, Right, this happened years ago, like in, um, when was it? Like I went with my school to a pro-life march because I went mm-hmm. to a Catholic school. Um, and then, you know, I, the debate has been there, especially in my, of personally it's been there. But like yeah. you go there, and this is before the legislation is even a thing, mm-hmm. and it is you go there saying they're killing, they've killed millions and millions of babies. They've killed millions and millions of people. Yeah. And then there's people on the other side who come to you know counter protest saying like my body my choice but it's never like it's very rarely do these two sides just are like all right everybody chill let's just mingle let's talk and kind of talk that doesn't happen at these I think places it's because i mean those uh protesters that are pro-choice are primarily women right yeah yeah which um but there's plenty of women on the pro-life side yes as well. there are there are pro- plenty of many women, many women. yeah but I think the women that are on pro-choice side, it's so it hits so personally for them. You know, it like hits home because like we go through that experience. You know, but like, like we, there are many women on the pro-life side who have had abortions, who have or who have had children, and they change their views afterwards because yeah, of that experience. Yeah, and those women are most likely very religious, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I I definitely think that's a component, but I, I don't. I think for many of them, there is a sizable portion where it wasn't a religious, uh, choice. It was just the fact that the baby is a human when you know alive when it's in yeah. Your stomach, like they they so felt bad about killing their baby. Like the like mm-hmm. just kind of like maternal instinct of it. I. I get it. You know. I get both sides. Um, like, could you have an abortion? Like, do you think if, if you were given the choice, would you flip the switch? Um, y- yes. Yes, for sure. Uh, right now, considering my age, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I would. But this is like more, It's it, this. my opinion on this is really, it's very much a personal one because of, how I, you know, view myself, my age, where I'm at in life. Mm. And, like, just, you know, the biological basis for, like, me having a healthy child after mm. the age of 35, the chances of, you know, having a child with disabilities increase drastically. Mm. So considering all of that, I'm saying, okay, I'm going to be 25 soon. You know, like, I would maybe, I would, you know, not consider abortion as much just because if I do have a child, this is a good chance for me to have a child, right? So you're more likely to do it when you're older? No, I'm saying I am, well, younger and older, both sides, right? Like if you, yeah, if you're 16 or if you're like 60. Is it th- thing for me, like you're more two likely. years ago, you asked me, like, I mean, you know, I had a, a long-term partner, you know, mm-hmm. like, of course there are situations where you're like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Is this, that's is, always fun. Is this gonna happen now? <laughs> yes, I would. I would get an abortion for sure. But yeah. d- uh, aren't you worried about, like, what that would do to you? Like, how you would feel afterwards? Of course I'm worried. Of course I'm worried. But I'm way more worried about how am I going to support that child. I want to be able to provide my child so much more than I would have been able to three years ago. Mm-hmm. 
I want to be able to, for my child to know that I wanted them. And not because I, I, I kept them, not because I had to keep them, not because I was afraid not to keep them, but because I consciously chose to keep them like my mom did. My mom mm -hmm. had me very young at a very young age, mm -hmm. you know, I would like that. I never felt like my mom was debating whether she should abort me or not. Mm -hmm. She definitely was ready for me, you know, even though she was young, mm -hmm. I, I was not and I didn't want a child and I knew I wouldn't be able to give my child what I want to be able to give my child. So I would rather it's like deal with your consequences. I'll feel like shit. My body will be under a lot of stress. It's a very stressful procedure. Mm -hmm. It's a very intense, invasive procedure, especially at like later stages. You know, if you don't find out on time, like five weeks later, even mm -hmm. even okay, they say 10 weeks is when it's still legal, right? 10 weeks, first 10 weeks is still it, legal. It depends where you are. Yeah, but, but first I'd, 10 weeks, I think even in the states where abortion, abortion is now banned, mm -hmm. 10 weeks is still, you can still get a pill. But uh, when it comes to like later stages, if I decide to do it, I should be able to, I should deal with the consequences of doing it. It's the same thing. It's like mm -hmm. when we speak about the consequences of having sex and getting pregnant by accident and doing an abortion, deal with the consequences too. But I it's think like everyone has it. I think we all should have a choice, men and women, everyone, however you decide to deal with it in your family. But the you know? baby doesn't have a choice. Well, yeah, I don't think a baby, um, can make choices at that stage in development. But it, it's conscious choices are not a thing when no. you're a fetus. But like even belly. when you're like a two year old, like you can't make no, a no, choice. No, no, you can. You so... can make choice. You make a choice to walk you... left or right. You make a choice. But like that, that to complex of a choice. Of course not. Like or like a newborn baby. But you have way more. You when you're out there interfering with the world, when you're interacting with the world, you already have, like from the get go, more choice and conscious understanding on levels on many levels that you don't have as a fetus in a belly but like okay what if you're born if you're born prematurely yeah like if you're born uh, let's say like i don't know like a month early yeah you know where you're still pretty much fully cooked mm -hmm. right you when you argue that they have pretty much we'll say give or take the same level of like choice that a nine month you know like a a baby that's served its term or however you would say that like you know a pre a slightly premature baby versus a baby who was born on time they have we'll say about the same level of choice mm -hmm. so we're like and that's one of the things is like it's so interwoven in like when do you say a baby is like a person because i don't think like I don't really agree with the, the idea of like it has a choice. Like it's not. Yeah, I mean that probably so, that probably sounds. In it's those not fully terms, like mentally there. Mentally right? there, you can't make yes. complex decisions and I stuff think like as that. As soon as a baby pops out of your belly, killing the baby is that's too much. That's but what? Crazy. But it, but okay. What so, makes a difference? Yeah. What? Yeah. When is it? So it becomes a because, baby when it comes because out. Because you're literally. So a baby can uh, cry when he's outside of your belly when he or she's hungry uh -huh. a baby doesn't tell you that they're hungry when they're in your in your belly but you get like cravings for certain foods but that's you. you need like that, certain that's, nutrition but that's not the baby telling you like there's arguments to be made about no, like, no, biologically, like you need certain nutrition because of like what the baby needs to form and that's why you crave course. certain things of course so isn't that some level of communication although it's more rudimentary uh but the baby is not communicating that it's your body telling you 
well, the cravings are not the nutritious nutritious demands of your body. The cravings could be as random as like chocolates, watermelons, McDonald's. Like that's not what your baby needs. Mm. <laughs> that's not like biologically. That's not how it works. The baby doesn't signal you right now. I need some calcium. Give me some calcium. That's not mm. how it works. You are you consciously make a choice to have a healthy diet to nurture your baby in your stomach. Mm. The baby doesn't signal you. I'm hungry. I don't know. Uh, I guess I don't know enough to like exactly argue. I, Same, like, like you know, and there uh, there are like a lot of arguments of like, okay, on the thirtieth week of development in your you know uterus, a baby develops this kind of forms this whatever you know digestive system or something, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, maybe once they form a brain, that's when we signal that this is too too late to kill. But like, right? what level of brain? Exactly, and the that, brain that's what forms I'm saying. like super early I, technically. I'm saying that's exactly my point, like debating that is like it's like i don't know I, aren't there like more important issues in the world i mean to a lot of people you're killing babies like that's pretty important like if imagine like okay pretend pretend that you believe they're babies like they're people Okay, if I pretend okay. that I believe that there are babies, it's like then it will be equivalent in my millions of babies. Yeah, that's of fucked up. Of course, that's a big problem. That's a big problem, but it's isn't it all about perception? You know, it's like it's like oh oh, oh that's a good example. You're schizophrenic, right? Mm. You're walking around with a knife, and you have a vision, you have um, hallucination that there is a terrorist that you need to protect mm -hmm. the country from. So you're like stabbing the air because mm. it's a terrorist versus killing a random guy or a girl mm -hmm. who you think is a terrorist is there a difference there's a difference but it's it's there's a difference between like a schizophrenic like not perceiving reality versus the debate of like whether or not like i but, guess it's how do you decide whether or not that exactly. baby is a person exactly it's about what you think if i truly believe that a baby inside of me is a full-on blown human being who like I I can't kill that baby. That's already a baby. Like if I had that perception, I couldn't do it. But is it? I don't. Better to be safe than sorry, and then I like all it, these people who perceive these like a fetus is not a person is like they're crazy. But we better lean on the side of safety and save all these babies just in case they are babies. Like you can say that all the people like if if it's given the choice of maybe it's not a baby or maybe it is a baby. But, like, if it's a 50-50 shot on we're killing millions of babies, I would rather say, like, that better to be back. safe than sorry and yeah. not kill millions of babies that just in case. That brings us back to the question about reality. What is the truth? You know? It's, it's exactly the same. Like, that's isn't it funny how, like, everything in our society, it comes back to the same question. Like, what do you believe in? Mm. What is the ultimate truth? Is there an ultimate truth or is it what you choose to believe? And I guess my ultimate answer for everything is like, with some things, what's right and wrong is determined by your initial core belief about that issue, you know? And some things, right? Like, mm. you can think murder is good, and then you kill, and that's justifiable? No, it's not. Mm. Because there are a lot of people harmed, right? Mm -hmm. Conscious human beings who are harmed by that. But when it comes to this, and it's also not like, it's a... You I mean, can't, there's millions of babies who are harmed if you believe that they are babies who experience uh you know who are if you really believe that this is a murder of a conscious human yes it's harm mm -hmm. if you don't then it's not 
But like, I guess like, isn't it better? That sounds to, crazy. I guess. Yeah. Like, but it's like, isn't it better but, to be safe than sorry? Of like. But how sorry will you be when you have a kid you really don't want? But I mean, there's plenty of people who have had the kid that they really don't want, but you can't like kill the kid. But right? there's also plenty of people who never had the kid and were happy that they never had that kid because they weren't able to make the kid or themselves happy by this. But there's, I mean, there's plenty of people who would be happier if somebody was dead. There are like, plenty of people either way. Like there's people who are married yeah. who would be like, I'd be a lot happier if my wife was dead, but you can't kill her. You just divorce. There's a choice. Yeah, but it's it's like, you know what? You know, put the kid up for a job adoption then. Like, if you can't give them yeah, everything. Yeah, and you know, the adoption system, especially in America, like, you know how bad it is. Yeah, but divorce you know divorce terrible. is pretty terrible, too. But it's better uh, than killing somebody. The the adoption system in America is, in my opinion, 500 million times worse than getting a divorce for a kid. On the kid's psyche. I'm, I'm on saying, their development. I'm saying it's like the, the like, there, there are other options. Although they're extremely, they suck. Right. There's there's a, like people kill their wives because they don't want to go through a divorce. Mm. They don't want to lose the money. But then it's like, all right, but you can't kill people. It's the same thing of like, yeah, adoption sucks. Adoption is terrible for children. The system is incredibly flawed. Yes. Mm. But it's better than killing the person. If <laughs> Yes. Yes. So but again, and, if we consider the, the fetus a full on blown human. But being. it's like, OK, where you know, how do you. Like, what are you using to make that decision of, you know, because like saying like, I I think it's too flimsy to say like, it's based on perception when it comes to like killing people. Oh yeah, people, of course. Of it's course. It's like, all right, we need to have like a certain sort of like. Yeah, there moral, has to be a hard rule. A moral like argument of like, all right, when is this a person? And yes. then, okay, then we can debate when is it a person versus like, because like, again, it. You know, if half the country doesn't think it's a person, but it is a person, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's their opinion, but, like, mm-hmm. they're killing kids. That's – and, a, a, like, again, I'm very, like, on the fence. I know I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, yeah. like, on the pro-life side of this yeah, argument. Yeah. But, like, that, I think, is, like, erring to the side of caution is, like, okay – you know, there is a debate about whether or not these are people, mm-hmm. but if you have to default pick one before we can know the truth, I think it's better to default to like, all right, let's stop killing babies and then let's figure out if they're babies and then we can start killing babies once we're sure they're not people. Mm-hmm. But then how do you justify states that still still allow it? Like if with that logic, if I was a true believer of that logic, like I couldn't possibly comprehend how some states – are certain that they're not banning abortion because that's totally okay. Well, that's that's the, I mean, we're kind of in a uh, transition period. I mean, there's there's a good chance that this is kind of be the status quo and we're going to leave it up to different states. Mm-hmm. But there's a huge wave of people who want a nationwide abortion ban. There are, are senators who have floated the idea of a six-week abortion ban. Like it is, that is definitely an argument that is being had mm-hmm. daily here. So yeah. it's you know, it's not and a. There are states like New York who saying we will yeah. never ban abortion, and that's why people argue like we need to make it federal. Like don't give the states the choice. Mm-hmm. But then the same thing of like how, we need how to make is, it legal in in terms of like, not the legislation part, but like how is it morally? People who are pro life, full on, hundred percent, can't even relate to what I'm talking about. Mm. How do they? even comprehend that they're full-on blown states, countries that think it's okay. 
the murder I mean, is people, technically okay. I mean, people how- make like I, it's just sort of like understanding like the evil in the world. I mean, a lot of them, I think, being that there is a it is based strongly in Christianity and not so much just on sort of like a we'll say not that I'm a philosopher, but like my philosophical debate about it, like. If it's based in Christianity, then you can easily see it as like, oh, that is just the sin in the world, like, and that's the devil, and we need to defeat the evil of the world yeah. as personified by the devil. Um, but I also think it's like, yeah, like you're saying, like, how can you comprehend, like, rapes in the world? How can you comprehend, like— But the rapes are not legal anywhere. Yeah, but it's like, it's the same thing of— But these are full-blown communities giving it a good green yeah, light, like, this is okay. Well, okay, it, it's, it's just, I guess, understanding the— just understanding like the the that the world isn't perfect and we're striving to make it perfect like it's just understanding like okay yeah that that's wrong i understand they're doing something that's wrong and we need to stop that just like all those other countries i'm sure they're not like you know go ahead and do whatever illegal stuff you're doing over because there because murder fine. is banned everywhere that's the thing like murder is we all as a planet agree ultimately mm. murdering is bad mm. we don't do that nowhere in the, on a planet but it's also not necessarily enforced everywhere it's pretty inf- – I mean – It's like there's plenty of places where you can bribe your way into murdering somebody or, like, they don't I mean, have the means. of course, the, but that's just – that's – as a planet, we agree murder is bad. Well, I think that – well, that kind of connects, I guess, to – we're getting a little messy here, but, like, that connects to the idea of, like, even if you ban abortions, people are still going to get abortions. They're going to have illegal abortions. They're going to have, you know, like, back warehouse abortions, stuff like that. And people will – more people will die. And it's definitely, like, I think that is a very good argument that's overlooked by the Christian side of, like – I agree. Or the, the, the pro-life side of, like, you know, there is a certain – and, there like, also in the case of where the mother's going to die and the baby's not viable, some people are absolutist about that. And then it's like, okay, now it's like the mother's going to die versus kill – and. It's always brought up about the incest babies or rape babies too. Like that's always the argument mm, that's a of good liberals argument, yeah. of they're like, oh, they're letting all these incest babies come. Like you Republicans need okay. to get it together. Incest is a pretty niche uh, target market, but we're looking they at always, rape babies. They good always one. talk about it as like, yeah, I think both of those uh, abortion or both of those babies who get aborted, like that is a small proportion of all the abortions that happen. I bet yeah. I'm willing to bet that 90% of abortions have nothing to do with rape or incest. Um, but I don't know the stats, but it's possible. That's that's my guesstimation. Mm-hmm. But I would say the majority yeah. are not. You know, there's not that much rape and in, there's plenty of rape and incest. But what do you do with that if you have an ultimate law? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's still a, still still alive though. Uh, yeah, and you know you could argue still deserve, especially for like rape babies. Because, like, you know, there's well, I guess incest babies again gets into the sort of the similar line of the down syndrome argument of like there's genetic problems with it which means like oh but you know and like, there's it's like still a lot alive. of psychological problems with yeah. rape babies and it's like but it's the like, scariest nightmare honestly if you ask me if someone made me keep a rape baby i would be like i mean bro but there are like, no words for it but like it's still you know like but if it's a person it's sort of like the lesser of two evils like keep a rape baby or kill a baby you know, it's like if I give you, like, if I hand you a baby, I'm like, this baby's a rape baby. You're going to be like, oh, pfft. like, you're not going to kill it, right? Like, so, you know, it's still getting, oh, okay. all right. <laughs> you know, maybe I assume, I assume. My bad. I'm joking. Uh, um, no, I just she's think. She's not joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I think? I think debating about those things um, is very easy for me and you and anyone out there who hasn't been through it. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
people have different opinions and they're all valid i think right um i just think mm-hmm. if you're I not that far <laughs> i think they're all valid both, I think some both sides have dumb opinions no no i'm saying but, uh, on this issue yeah, yeah. pro life and um uh, pro choice both are valid mm-hmm. right but i truly believe like if let's say hypothetically i was a woman here sitting who had a rape baby or just had was you know whatever i was in the shoes of the people we're talking about mm-hmm. all the conversation will go so different because like you i'll be like man like i lived through the hell mm-hmm. i lived through the fucking like you know yeah like the comment you would be like oh, and and not even you but like anyone you know like if i was pro-choice a pro-life i would be like debating that and the woman would look at me being like do you know how that feels like do you know what that all entails that my baby is now mm-hmm. suffering that I am suffering. I don't have money to uh, literally take my baby to a doctor. And I have physical health issues because of that. Mm. I would be like, what would I say? But you didn't kill a baby. Like, I would be sitting here like, damn, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, literally, I know me. It's If yeah. I f- saw that, I would be like, holy fucking hell. It's a like, very human. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, somebody thing. comes up to you and is like, yeah, my life is awful. And now I'm addicted to fentanyl. Yeah. You're not going to be like... You're a piece of shit. Quit drugs. Some people would. I mean, some people. Oh, well, some people would still call the woman who had wants an abortion like a piece of shit too. Yeah. So, they would. but it, I think those are stupid people. It's very. I don't know, it's it's like shitting on someone who made a choice that doesn't align with your values. Like, man, like get the fuck out. It's not your life. You, like you don't know what exactly. Like you can know the story. You'll always get the snippets of someone's story. You will never live their story, mm. you know, and that's the thing with addicts, with all the shit that we're talking about, right? With murderers, it's mm. like, how do you ever know what really went down? But like, like, do you know what really that person experienced, went through, the all the intricacies that went into the whole thing? But you still have you to don't. make a law, like you can't a law, yes. You can't like, we, you know, you will never yeah. know, right? It's extremely complicated, and just the time and energy it would take to know all that. Mm-hmm. It makes it virtually impossible, yeah. I would say. But, like, at the end of the day, we still need a law saying, can we do this or can't we do this? And so it's, it's like, you know, going – and it's, yeah, like, there is so much suffering too. Like, I don't think it's like – like, especially, like, somebody who has to have a rape baby. Like, I don't think that's like eh, – like, you know, I'm not happy about it. You know, yeah. I don't think anybody who's like – nobody's going to be like, the system's working, right? Mm-hmm. But – it's sort of like where do we kind of draw the line of like, all right, that is wrong, but we don't kill babies, you know? And But then it's like, you know, like this, this trauma that I've gone through, like the life that that baby would have, maybe it would be terrible. But but then you're also opening all these doors of like, mm-hmm. you know, where, where are we drawing the lines for like, you know, because I'm sure there are arguments. Once you start opening the argument of like a rape baby's life isn't worth living, kill all the rape babies. It's like, okay, w- you know, we can start applying that to a lot of lives of like all the fentanyl addicts, their life isn't worth living now that we got to go kill them. Like, I, I guess I think I keep coming back to that same kind of argument. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, but yeah, like. And that too, like the, I think the rudeness on the side of the pro-life side to like demonize these women Mm -hmm. who have made such a hard choice. Like I've met with women who have had abortions and yeah, they weren't like, 
oh, I, I can't wait to go get an abortion again. Like, yeah. I think the vast majority, I'm sure there's some people who are fucked up like that, but like the vast majority of people feel sad about it. Yeah, it's not a fun, happy Experience. thing. Not like, it's all. a hard choice to make. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, definitely like advice for the pro life. So I was just like, be like nicer, you know, understanding. But I, and that's kind of just going to the human side of like, sometimes people just want to be like, fuck you. And like, they just find somebody who's they like, do. oh, like you got an abortion. I've been looking for somebody to like say, fuck you do. I can definitely exactly. say fuck you Exactly. And you. that's the nature of humans at the end of the day. Like, you know, this whole debate is like, I wish, you know, deep down, I hope that people have the purest intentions to not kill babies but i don't really fully believe that because i i'm pretty cynical as a person right Mm -hmm. and um the whole pro-life debate almost like i don't believe some people i I believe some are like that but i don't believe that all pro-life um uh voters Mm -hmm. (laughs) out there truly feel the pain of the fact that mm. real babies are dying. I think it's like an idea, like a fixation that they have like, oh, this is right and this is wrong. It's like with those people who like, this is right and this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And we can just fucking, there's no, mm. there's no looking on the sides. It's just that. Mm-hmm. So fuck everything else. Mm-hmm. This is facts. I wish people, I believe that people are like, sincerely like, but you are killing babies. Like this mm. is, this is like murder. But I don't really think that all people who side with that feel this way i think it's a lot of it is a human thing where they believe something is wrong without having that sincere motivation behind Mm. it like feel of like you know like death of a child is is heavy yeah and like ideally you know with that with those statements, I would love to see people just being like, you know, mourning 24 seven, if that's the case, you know, mm-hmm. like I would be, if I really thought that, that this is a death, every baby is dying, blah, blah, mm-hmm. I would be mourning all day long. Like, mm-hmm. cause babies are dying all the time. Right. And I, mean, people, I think there's people who pray like all the time for that. Like there are certain people within the movement who do. They do. Like, certain, like exactly. But do there's you, both ends. Do you think they're, yeah, I don't think that's the majority of I don't think I don't think either side is probably the majority like I would I don't think the people who mourn every day and then the people who are like just not thinking about it who are just vindictive about it I don't think either of them are like the majority I think it's 50 50 I mean I think it's kind of like it's a spectrum like somewhere in the middle you're gonna get somebody who's like "Ooh, they're killing babies and I'm really sad about it but also fuck these people like Mm -hmm. it's a it's a mixture Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess, like, I would caution away, like, on both sides, because there's that level of, like, you know, there's those differences on the pro-life, on the pro-choice side as well. It's like, don't throw, don't throw away the whole movement just because some people are assholes, right? Like, yeah, there's definitely asshole pro-life people. But if the idea of the movement is saving babies, I think, like, all right, you know, that's with any group, right? Like, you yeah. know, there's certain I mean, people, it's like, oh, like, in the American Revolution, we're fighting for our freedom, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are in there who are just like, I just want to murder people. Yeah. There's yeah. a good reason to murder yeah. some people. That's fair. I mean. But, like, still, American Revolution, thumbs up. So, you know. I, like, I agree. I mean, of course, it's, it's a much more complex issue in that sense, right? So, like, I guess it so depends on, like, how you personally feel, right? Like, as we discussed this, you know, just before. Like, it, it's a complex issue. There's no doubt, right? Like, I don't discount the pro life movement i don't think it's you know i do truly think it's ridiculous for um 
Uh, I guess like for the government to get this involved, like, you know, but mm. like after this conversation with you, I understand that like if the whole premise is like you are all mur- like this is murder and it's legitimately biologically proven to be a murder, mm. then yeah, there's something to discuss, mm. right? There's something, but we've been doing it for so long and there's been debates for many, many years, but like this is the first time, this is the first time in a while it's becoming a federal thing. It's becoming like a thing that affects every single person in this I country. Mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's the first time. Like, I think this has been a thing going on years. Like, even like yeah, but the I'm Romans. On a federal level. Like, well, I mean, on the federal level, it was a problem. Like, people were very like pro abortion before it was legalized. Because, like, before Roe v. Wade, and I think that was in like the 70s or something mm-hmm. like that, it was illegal, like everywhere. Yeah. And so that was a big argument that had gone on beforehand of like, we want abortions. Like, people would go to towns where they know certain doctors would perform it, even though they're not supposed to. Um, so I think it's it's definitely been a problem for a long time. Like, it's nothing new. It's, it's just now, new. It's, now just it's back saying, in the it's news. It's just back in the news, exactly. Yeah. And America, unfortunately, is that kind of country where whatever is in the bills and gets on the news, it gets so, like, it, I don't know. It just becomes so, um, what's it called, like, romanticized even, you know? People discuss mm. it in such vague terms. Like, even us right now, mm. like, neither me or you know the exact facts of when a baby develops a brain, mm-hmm. right? And we're here debating this without having all detailed facts outlined. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so vital for this kind of conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't mind that we're having it. I'm saying, like, to really effectively debate something like this, you need to have all the information, mm-hmm. right? Because that's it's that important, right? Because it's literally limiting someone's rights or giving someone else rights. This is, like, a vital... Mm-hmm. Um, a vital conversation too and you have to have all the knowledge that you can and neither me or you do and it's mm-hmm. like and i'm sure a lot of people who are strong protesters or supporters mm-hmm. don't know either if you ask some people you know like but we all get to vote but we all, we get, to all vote, get to vote and we all get to put our fucking five cents in and mm-hmm. be like oh but this is wrong and this is right like when does the baby's brain develop what week mm-hmm. do you see first signs of consciousness People would be like, um, I mean, how do you even measure consciousness? No, like some kind of like reflexes, right? Mm-hmm. Like a baby's uncomfortable. It, it does happen, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the baby does give signs of nature, right? Of mm-hmm. some kind of like activity mm-hmm. that is happening, right? They kick, babies kick. And for that, like least. you could say, because some people would say that that's more of like, just a reaction rather than like a conscious to external thought. To external environment though. But then... A lot of Christians believe that only humans go to go to heaven. So it's like mm-hmm. even an animal, like a dog, is way more advanced. You know, some people argue that like fish aren't conscious because it's just like a reaction. But like a dog is definitely like conscious to a certain extent, a but it's not a human conscious consciousness. But like if a baby is less conscious than a dog, but it's still a human, it's definitely like, less conscious than a dog. And then a question: that? Why don't people go to prisons for killing animals? Some people, I, I mean, animal animal abuse is a crime, but it's definitely it's super weird. It's like, so weird. Like you don't you don't get sentenced for murder if you kill a dog. You so like, I had this dog. We got a new dog. He was a prop. You know, he bit somebody. So it was like we went to have him put down, and I was surprised at how it was just like, kill this dog, and they're like, okay, like it was like sign a form, you know, being like kill this dog. Yeah, definitely kill my dog. But That's it wasn't crazy. There wasn't like I mean they were gonna kill it like they weren't just gonna like fucking you know beat the shit yeah, out right. Like, but it was like 
I can just like I can just do this. And you don't go to prison for that. But like, and a baby has less. Con- okay. But like, I mean, we forget kill, the baby talk. We kill cows all the time. Not but, like, exactly. Fuck about a cow. Exactly. You know, as that's long as it's crazy done, to like, me. Pretty humanely, but then it's like, isn't that cows- isn't that insane? A dog is so conscious, mm-hmm. and it's been proven by research. A dog mm-hmm. has a lot going on in the brain. Elephants mm-hmm. are so dolphins so close to humans, and you don't go to prison for killing dolphins or elephants, and mm-hmm. that's insane to me. Like. How are we so obsessed with this whole baby abortion thing and we're forgetting the obvious that we kill so many animals a minute and we we get nothing for it. Well, uh, but then you get like so then yeah, you get yeah, in the yeah, back of, of the course. Christian of ideology course, of, of humans, course. but then also like like And now look yeah. at the Buddhists. But then you I come mean, to like the vegans, yeah, or the, like mm-hmm. the the yeah, the, even the Hindus, well no, the Hindu, exactly. some Hindus are vegetarian, I, I don't know. But like yeah, yeah some people like the don't Buddhist kill ideology is like yeah. a murder an animal is sacred. Yeah. Like like human, it's crazy to me. Like you see how we're it, all the pro-life Buddhists, though. Where are they at? You know, exactly, I guess there's right? some of them hanging around, but we yeah. just don't. There's not a lot exactly. of them. Yeah, um, yeah I wonder if it's abortion. Well, abortion was like enforced in China, although I'm not exact. They were kind of because like, they were just overpopulated. Yeah, but like they're kind of an atheist. They cannot state, have, but they have Buddhists there now. They're allowed to have two children. I think there was one Something for like that. Many. I think it's just recent. Well, I've heard that like their population is going to collapse because their birth rate is so low. Like, they don't have enough to replace people. So after, like, two generations, their yeah. population is going to be, like, a quarter of what it is. There are a lot of older people. But I think now that's why they enforced, like, now they made the second child free. Like, you can have a second mm. child for free, whereas before you couldn't have a second child or you had to pay for it or something like mm. that. Yeah. But now it's like they're kind of trying to reboot that problem. I mean, is, is abortion legal in Russia? Like, or... It is. Is I'm that, pretty, like, a big problem? Sure I would think the Eastern Orthodox not. Church would be, like, I know, crazy right? about that. Let's actually Google it. I think it is. Man, we're solving all the problems. I know, right? You want to do Israel Palestine next, or <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was <laughs> uh, <laughs> legal in Russia. Let me find this one first. Oh, Abortion even... is Russia is legal as an elective procedure up to twelfth week of pregnancy, and is uh, and in special circumstances at later stages. Um, twelve weeks is a lot to realize you're pregnant, so. Yeah, I think that's still like first trimester or something yeah. like that. I think it's yeah. like 40 weeks or something for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nine months. That's nine times four. Nine times 36. four? 36. 36 weeks. Yeah. Okay. My ears hurt. I'm so wet. Yeah, we even go up. My neck is fucked. Yeah. Um, I've been noticing you stretching. Uh, I mean, I guess we could... We could probably end it here. Do you have any any closing thoughts for the people of America? I think. And Russia? And India? And Iran? I think we had the same, like, topic figurating throughout the whole conversation. I got got one more question. I wanted to go over this. Back to the Russia. Uh, Back to the Russia. I'm glad we hit the girl talk, though. I was worried about not hitting enough girl talk, but we got a little. I guess. We did? uh, I mean, abortion. We didn't talk about a single girl. I mean, abortion thing? Oh, come on. I guess that's not like girl talk. That's a girl talk? I mean, it's, come on, it's no. Girl, I don't know what girls. I think about. I think that's a global talk. Um, but um, we don't talk about abortions ever, just for your <laughs> like. You, so the um, like, right? Russia, Russia, Iran, China is seen as like the axis of evil in America, mm-hmm. right? You are the enemy. Mm-hmm. Did you boo? 
You're getting communist on me. I'm going commie. Um, did you feel any of that towards America at any point in your life? And then, like, were you ever anti-American? Or, like, what was that like coming over here? Never. I never felt that towards this country, if anything. Like, Or, like, do most the, Russians feel, feel that way, too? Like, No. No. I mean, yeah, I mean, some Russians definitely do because of how russian media is positioning america mm-hmm. in our views right like but um i've had a lot of people just like it honestly my personal perception is the only kind of like bad thing i guess i felt about america was like america was like a clown country like mm. it's a joke you know yeah <laughs> like it's a joke like this country so is, that. <laughs> is a little bit of a joke right and it's like it holds so much power in a global world mm-hmm. You know, but like, and there's so much like, I mean, the, the movies, right? But like films, uh, books, research, science, but on a cultural level, this country is cultural-less, mm-hmm. right? Like f- food, aesthetic, right? Like there's France, there's Italy, there's Russia mm-hmm. with beautiful aesthetics, right? There's like India, the Thailand. I mean, every country that I think of, not every, but most, mm-hmm has its very distinct beauty to it. Mm -hmm. What does America have? You know, there was always kind of like food, people, culture, how they dress. Like you you walk around the streets of Florida and you're like, is that like this whole joke is probably the the culture. Mm. Like the whole like idea of, you know, this like, of this weird old I mean, like white men on their little like, you know, the electrical scooters, scooters and they're just like, listening to rap and going like this and they're like 90 years old i guess that's the culture right like yes where's the aesthetic that's what i mean we so i i guess uh there's a couple reasons is like one we like our culture is like less than 300 years old right yeah. like we basically like stole everything from the indians well <laughs> you know they you know their immune systems kind of killed them too most indians died from disease although we also did kind of starve them and kill them and yeah. take their land. Yeah. You know, we're awesome. Um, and you guys did it too. You guys took over, like, the fucking czars took over, like, a bunch of land. Anyways, everybody does it. The Chinese did it. They took over Mongolia. They took over Tibet. Everybody, it's, every, it's cool. <laughs> but, like, we basically, like, extinguished whatever long culture was here. And then we came and we put a bunch of different cultures in it. Like, we mixed the English with the Irish with the Italian, like, it's just all the cultures, mm-hmm. with the Hispanic, with the, like, it's all of it, it's the melting pot. Yeah. So it's a combination of, like, and that's kind of part of the immigration debate is, like, you know, we're a land of immigrants, but also we have, like, I have relatives who were here, like, who fought in the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I am as American, quote-unquote, like, Native American, but, like, Native American is not American. It's, you know, more connected to the land, so, like, whatever tribe, mm-hmm. but like America and as a country, I am as American as it gets, mm-hmm. let's say. Um, so at what point do, do I have more stature because I am like more removed from the immigration than yeah. somebody who has just come here? Yeah. And so there's an animosity of like, there is, I guess now becoming an established American culture. Like we now have a couple forms of music that we've made. We now kind of, you know, we have a style, although I'm not going to say that Cargo Pants is, you know, like, oh, that's ours. You know, we came up yeah, with Cargo that's Pants. that's definitely European. Uh, blue Jeans, though, that's all us. 
Uh, True. But it was invented. I think it was invented by like a Lithuanian guy. It's definitely um, not. That's the thing. Like, you know, but it's also <laughs> on an associative level. Like, you think Italy, you think pizza, you think elegant ladies, you know, mm. long slip dresses, uh, you know, whatever, men, I mean, that's a, in pants. part propaganda. You think, you think, yeah, but you think Russia, you think, you also think grand, this huge buildings, long right? long coats and the big hats. The long ha- coats, big hats, subways. like fur coats, like subways, beautiful city, you know? Mm. The architecture. Grandiose architecture. You think Thailand, you think jungles, you think beautiful blue lagoons, mm. you know, you think... I mean, we definitely have like some of the most beautiful nature. In you the guys world. have nature, yes, we but got that like good nature. okay, yeah. But when thinking about cultural aesthetics, right? Like people here, it's not at this point. It's all about I'll do this because I can. Yeah, money. Yeah, I'll do this because I can. I'll do. I will dress. I'll yeah. dress in things that don't look good on me because I can. Mm-hmm. I will wear this not because I look nice in it, but because I can. And mm. no one can tell me no. And no one fucking, if someone tells me I look ugly, I'll sue them. Mm. I will dress, I'll be a cat because I can. And it's all about like people trying to prove shit to each other, you know? Mm. And like proving that they can. Everyone knows you can. I mean, there's a certain extent, like there's the fuck you part of it, but there's definitely like, like, just wearing flashy clothes to, like, get respect is, I would say, that's not a solely American thing. Not solely American thing, but like, a, I wasn't referring to that, but that too, yeah. But, like, like a cultural, it's it's about aesthetics, you know? Like, I don't see it in America, which is not a problem for me because look at me, I'm still here. I like this country enough mm-hmm. to be here instead of being anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. Very questionable from my side, I think. You know, like there's definitely a debate. Definitely yeah. a question, Kate. Why from a lot of people around me? Like, why do you want to be here? Yeah, why not go to the UK? Why not go to exactly? Why not go to the UK? Suck balls. <laughs> <They're> stupid. <laughs> um, exactly, but it's like never had anything. What? Yeah, answering your question, like like enemy feel, or I never felt hostility towards me here mm. like people know i'm russian ah you're russian let's go mm. like everyone's but also florida you know different world mm. yeah so never felt that never felt that towards america very questionable like uh what i like about this country i think what i like about this country is the fact that the media honestly the entertainment industry stems from america you know, mm. America is very dominant in that sense. Yeah. Like artists, music, musicians, media, film, advertising, the that's the hub for it. For now America we own the is culture. is you own this culture and that's my the culture of interest for me. Mm. This is what I'm most interested in in life, entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. That's really, mm. literally the only thing I can This come is up like with. yeah. It's like yeah, yes. like when I think of like You guys own that, so. What city? Like what is New the York. city? It's like New York, Los Angeles. Like you could say Tokyo, but Tokyo is not like at least over here, there's no idea. Like nobody in Canada's like, "Oh, f- I got to get to Tokyo." But if I was in Canada, I'd be like, "I want to get to fucking New York." Although mm-hmm. you could say like, "I want to get to Toronto." Everyone grass is always greener and that's just the Um but like that's the thing in life. I but. get yeah, as an American, I guess I don't have a good I can't be like, oh, yeah, I was never like, I want to go to London. It's like, yeah, because I'm American. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to go to New York. But I would guess that, like, you know, somebody from, like, Bosnia would be like, oh, like, I would rather go to London or, like, mm-hmm. Munich over People know the reality day. about those cities. Like, LA, New York right now, excuse me, is um, 
a very tricky, controversial yeah. place to be in. Very unsafe, very unclean, mm. very expensive. Mm. Again, very unsafe. I would like to reiterate <laughs> the safety thing in LA and New York right now is a huge, like, fentanyl overdoses, mm. all of that. I mean, Philly, like... So many things I can name, I'm sure we'll all agree. I mean, that's just straight up yeah. facts when it comes to that, right? Well, I mean, I think, too, is, like, where you go. Like, even in Tampa, right, there are good parts and there are bad yeah, parts. Yeah, in Russia, there's no out. such thing. There, Imagine how big Moscow is, mm -hmm. how it's a city. I mean, like, New York, Moscow, you can very much compare them. These are active, saturated cities, right? Mm -hmm. Um there are no areas in Moscow that I was told don't go there where I feel as unsafe as I just feel walking down Times Square in New York. Mm -hmm. Even that walking down Times Square in New York, I have to go like, oh, 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 there's a weirdo there. Do you the think guy with a knife over here. Oops. Like, do you think it's because of the people or like the guns? Like, do you think if they didn't have guns, they would still be like, this one's going to I think guns, I think regulations, I think the way the government takes care of this issue. Um, you think they I should think, like crack down, like throw those fuckers in jail? Like there's not go. a single like crazy homeless person running around city, the Mo Moscow city, like because they like I don't know get in the fucking jail, put them in a think, box. Uh oh, <laughs> I think they're regulated pretty strictly for mm. sure. You know, well, I think and also that's the fentanyl too. crisis probably isn't. Although Fentanyl's I heard there was a big opioid crisis in Russia. Like in some I would like say there's an powder. alcohol crisis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there are way more alcoholics and addicts well i heard that was like a like you know to get uh like a share of the state vodka factory would like you'd be rich forever like, like yeah there's like i mean alcohol is cheaper than drugs in russia mm. i mean it's I not here crack is cheaper than vodka here mm. we gotta fix that yeah we gotta fix that <laughs> <laughs> actually i can't let's actually google that crack versus <laughs> what's yeah. the crack rate right my now? my search history is going to be hilarious i think fentanyl yeah is definitely it's probably like the cheapest of all the drugs cheaper right now than vodka well because like we have china too that's like they're like sending tranquilizers to the cartels that send it up into mexico into the united states like there yeah. is a definite like opium cold opium war if you will of like china sending drugs to the u.s yeah. on purpose uh which i don't i'm surprised they don't send it to russia like you and there's know. not such demand as in America. But I thought there I would were say. like, you know, heroin addicts. Like I, I don't know if you've heard of like crocodile. Like yeah, crocodile. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm sure. There, of course, there are opioid addicts in Russia, mm. but the uncomparable to what's happening in America. Mm. You can see it on the streets. You can just like, you will see homeless people who are passed out because they're too drunk. They're mainly alcoholics on the streets who mm. are homeless. Here, people with severe, dangerous psychiatric problems you know because at some point hospitals got overpopulated in america mm. and that's you know that's at least what how i hear mm. the problem so the hospitals got overpopulated especially during covid so they had to kick out the mental health units on the streets they had nowhere to go i haven't heard that one so before. come on like there's no country in the world that i know of where you walk down a street and you'll see crazies you know, mm. people just running around screaming, ah, you know, you see that all the time in America, all the time. Because I thought that was like, I thought it was more due to like the opioid epidemic we had no, where that's... they were like prescribing a bunch of opioids to everybody. Primarily, it's a overpopulation of hospitals in America, as far as I know, mm. uh, the drug crisis here, you know, combined mental health issues with the crack. Mm -hmm. You get a, you get America. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. 
number no. one. Let's <laughs> go number one. Yeah. So I mean, it's just, yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's unpleasant a lot of the times. I mean, mm-hmm. also like, you drive a car. I bike everywhere. I see people a lot more in terms of like, I interact mm-hmm. with the. Yeah, they can touch you. Yeah, they can touch me, and I can I see them up close. I like mm-hmm. interact with them, you know, as I bike around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Riverside, Tampa, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Especially, like, at 6 in the morning. I remember when I used to bike early in the morning to work. They're just, like, you know, they're, like, they're just uh, coming off yeah. of the, you know, of the drug. And they're, like, just going to sleep at, like, 6 a.m. And, you know, you see them just sitting there, like, just like, ooh. It's, it's scary. And it's like, hi. But like, New York is worse, honestly. I New York is, whew. I've never been. I, I want to oh go God. so bad. It's scary. But it's like it's the but city. But it's the city. It it's is. like it is. It I'm is going the... to New York. You're gonna live there? I want to live there. Yeah. I want to live there so bad. Yeah. Why? Why do you want to go to New York? Why not go to Moscow? Oh. The well, other New York. Well, the answer is obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Russia right now is. Uh, well, you, know, you won't get drafted. No, no, it's just uh, not prospering right mm. now. The country is not moving, not flourishing right now. And um, like, I'm curious about America. I'm still, I still, you know, I've been here for five years. Mm-hmm. It was my sixth year or something. I don't know. Since 2019. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm curious. And I'm a curious person. So mm. I would rather stay somewhere where, yeah, maybe I feel unsafe here, but I still haven't explored everything. So that's a good. Yeah. So now we can get into the girl talk. We got to get the girl talk. What is there a difference in the like dating culture in Russia versus in America? And like, do you have like dating apps there? What like, what is the the general sentiment of women here and there? Well, the most obvious thing is like, I guess the culture um, of how people start dating. Is that girl talk? Is this girl talk? I guess so. I don't know what girl talk is. This is girl talk. You got to give me like girl talk props. This is girl talk. Yeah. Okay. Um, So (laughs) um, just generally like the the culture is more like it's a norm for a man to court a woman, right? Courting Mm. rules. Like their courting rules. It's not like the hookup culture is not the same. What are courting rules? Courting rules. Like, Like a man knows that like a man is supposed to court a woman, like like um, like how? No, like like, like be a gentleman, like take her out. Like a man mm. never expects to just get laid on a first date or like to just mm-hmm. like meet at the bar and go hook up and never talk again. Like that's not that's really not a, thing. not a thing. Like you'll normally like a man knows like, it's, you know, like it's in all the movies and all the books. Like it's it's a culture in Russia where like. You come up to her window, you know, you, like, call her from a payphone or whatever, Mm. you know, like, you open the door for her everywhere. You bring her flowers, you know, you bring gifts, you, you, sometimes you meet the family before you hook up. I don't Mm. know, like, it's, you know, but that's pretty extreme. But, you know, nowadays, of course, we, like, the culture, my generation and, like, my, you know, the younger generations is much much more westernized Mm. than it used to be, of course. So, like, we have dating apps, we have Tinders, we have all that, Mm. right? But, um... And people go on dates, and but I think I would just say on ge- in general, majority of people, uh, the the hookup culture is not as prevalent as here. Do you think that's better or of worse? Of course, 
Of course, I think it's better. So yeah. you don't like hookup culture? Like, there's no. I don't really affiliate with it. No, like I don't think that you know, like. That's a... <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I definitely don't judge it. Like, I'm uh-huh. totally cool with it. Mm. I just think, I, it's just like the way I was raised, the mm. way I am used to be treated as a girl. Um, I yeah, I just just not into hooking up when I barely know someone. It's like not gonna bring me anything positive. Mm. So why even do it? What do you think, like girls here get out of it? Like, why do they like it? Or do they like it? Do girls, like, have you ever heard, like, a positive, I'm sure it exists, like, are there girls who you'll talk to and they'll be like, oh, I got me some dick last night, like, it was great, and then they just go about their day, like. I know some, I don't know many who feel this way, mm. right? Um, but, yes, I think generally, like, I don't know, like, some would argue girls here have lower standards of how they want to be treated, so they don't even like think that, oh, I just, you know, this is not, I'm not really cool with it. Mm-hmm. They just take it as a, you know, verbatim, like, oh, mm. this is how it is, right? But there's also an argument that they actually enjoy it like that. They mm. like it like this, right? They just, they're free spirited sexual beings. Like, mm. I wanna fuck, I'm gonna go fuck, right? Mm. And I don't know which one, I think I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards like, um, a feeling that standards right that's mm-hmm. how they they see that it's happening around them people just hook up and it's normal although maybe deep down they would much prefer to be you know really being not chased but like a guy needs to work yeah put effort into it guy yeah that's mm-hmm. that's you know like a guy fall like that's the tail right and that that tail is not is not out of nowhere right like mm-hmm. A prince and a princess, right? We think that, oh, this is just old-fashioned. It's really not. I think that's just the premise of ma- these are mating rules, mm-hmm. you know? Like, and it's not like you should be like, oh, no, I don't want this. No, it's more like it's it's a partnership, right? So you both kind of work towards you get to know each other and stuff. But I definitely believe in the fact that it's much, it's much nicer when a guy puts in the effort, you mm-hmm. know, he takes care of you and opens the door for you and... It brings you flowers, makes you feel good, all those little things and big things, right? And you also do, it's not like you just sit there and do nothing. No, of yeah. course, like you bring your share into it, right? Mm-hmm. You reciprocate and you also, you show interest. Like, of course, I'm not as old fashioned as I'm, this mm-hmm. what I'm describing. I think it's just the extreme of things, right? But here it's absent completely, mm-hmm. right? This whole like idea of like why why would I need to do that, right? Like, why would I need to do that if we can just fuck and never talk again? But also, like, sex without feelings, it's also, like, a big thing. Here, it's a big thing. Back home, it's, like, I don't know. It's it's not as common, mm. I would say. Like, what's the point of just hooking up with someone you barely attracted to just based on looks? That's, like, the minimum, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I, I Like, I think a lot of people who protest it talk about it in in a way that it's like it is sort of like if men got what they wanted like men tricked women into thinking that they like this but really it sucks for them because like Mm -hmm. if i'm a guy it's like just fuck everything that moves Mm -hmm. baseline but then it's like okay like i definitely appreciate the romantic side of things like Mm -hmm. i think it's a lot better just like comfort wise like if you're having sex with somebody you know it's just a lot more like pleasant you can just be yourself more like there's a lot yeah you know and you're just like doing things that you wouldn't normally do like in a hookup Mm -hmm. um but i think like 
base desire. It's kind of like if you let the if you let dudes run the world, they're just gonna be like, I just want to fuck everybody and leave. Like I don't want to have to deal I with that shit. It's gonna get boring eventually, um, even for the dudes. Well, I, I think. think a lot of guys I know they like they find it to be like unfulfilling. Like it's although they keep doing it. So, uh, but yeah. it's definitely I've heard dudes say like. Oh, like it's the same as masturbating. Like I want to date a girl. You know, like having a hookup is the same as jacking off, which I disagree. But like it's definitely like there's a substantial difference. Yeah. But I don't know that like how it is for women. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like what? Like do you feel as though there is a gain to it? Like I get. I guess sort of like taking the power into your hands since women have kind of been like you know the onus has been placed on them of like men are dogs of course like you need to protect yourself rather than mm-hmm. you know men being like hey stop being a jackass yeah. you know stop being like a poon hound but like you know I, I i don't see i've never really talked to a girl who's like i'm a slut and i love it kind of thing like because you see yeah again it's like a man is never a slut Right when they fuck, yeah. when they want to fuck, and then a woman is like, "I'm a slut," I don't know. like she has to say, "I'm a slut," mm. and I love it. But like, mm. again, if I was like, you know, uh, on that side of the equation, like you know, being that person who is like, "Yeah, fuck, whatever moves," and I love it. Mm. Why, you know, like I wouldn't see myself as a slut. Ideally, you mm. want if there is really equality in that when it comes to like sex, right? Mm. We both just want sex without any commitment, without any emotion. Mm just physical need was satisfied and we never call each other again. Mm. If it was the reality, then there wouldn't be a thing where a woman is like, I'm a slut and I love it. I mean, uh, you know, I I guess like the word kind of, like, no, no, not, but not it, the uh, word, like setting aside, like saying I'm a slut and I love it, but like but saying a girl who's like, I'm not like a girl who says I've had sex with a bunch of dudes and I love it, you know? Yeah, but it's not, I'm not referring to the fact that you said it. I'm referring to the fact that in society, that's mm. how we talk about those things. Mm. And girls who say that, they say it like this. Do you know any girls who, like, have sex with a lot of dudes and enjoy that, though? Like, is that a, th- you know, I'm sure it is a I thing. Sh- like... I'm sure it's a thing. Um, <laughs> but I'm you've never ju- encountered it. I don't actually, maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the details. That's the thing. I was never, like, close with those people. Mm. So I'm, I don't know. Most girls I know um don't love to just fuck and mm. never talk again because it's like i i mean just speaking personally i don't know like, what do you gain from it like you come and you yeah and you it's awesome you're happy i don't know it's like a hit like a yeah just no. like give me a hit of the drug i don't know and then you don't go about your day I get it from male's perspective. We're different biologically. I just like, I don't know women who, I know there are definitely women out there. I'm sure, like, of course. I just don't, I think for a woman, it's a little bit different. Like Mm. we, mm, we get that hit from the uh, emotional connection, Mm. right? We want to be uh, worked for Mm -hmm. in that sense, right? Like we want a man to, yeah like chase yeah not chase and we like that's the thing chase is also wrong because like i don't want a man to run after me and i'm like oh sorry not interested that's just that's terrible well, too. i that's, guess not that, like no, the, that's boring the, like that's there's nothing in it that's 
boring. It is because like it's so much pressure. You know a guy wants you and you don't want him, and you're just like, oh my god, what do I do? Like, huh. how do I run away? Like, it gets it's it's tiring. So you like more like the will they won't they of it, like the like. I mean, yeah, the uh, tension. That, that's, that's not, of course, when the relationship develops, you know, the the rose glass period, right? That's mm. what it is. It's like, oh, what is happening? I don't know. I think I'm, we're both feeling it. I'm not mm. sure. Like, it's nice for both people. Mm. Guys like it too, as far as I know, right? Like yeah. the whole like. Mm, Definitely, you gotta keep, you gotta it. like keep it together. You're like, yeah, don't fuck like, it up. Yeah, like, like, yeah, and you like it, you know, especially if it's reciprocated for both of us. But I think when it comes to just like hookup culture. Yeah, I mean, I think it's men and women are a little different when it comes to that. We're we have different biological needs. We have a need to emotionally connect. You guys mm. have a need to come. <laughs> do you do you care, like how many people your partner has slept with? Um. Well, <laughs> I talked about it so much before. Um. <laughs> We're getting into standard questions. If you have yeah. like the boys need to know, I would yeah. love to know that information. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I think I don't care, but if it's a crazy amount, mm. let's say like 60, 50, mm. 40 even, mm. I, I will have so many questions. Like what, <laughs> why, what made you want that? Like mm. what, what, why do you need that? You know? Mm. And I think even already, like, it's not like, oh, if you have over 40 bodies, I'm not interested in you. It's not like that for me. But I think it's more like, I think I know why you had this many bodies, and that's why I'm not interested in you. Mm. You know, it's not really about the fact that you shoved your penis into so many holes. Although that's disgusting, but it's okay. Like, that's, that doesn't concern me. You know, our cells renew much faster than I'll ever, exp you know what I mean? Like, biologically, <laughs> I'm cool with it. But, okay. <laughs> but it's the intention, right? Uh -huh. Like, that tells me... I think I will ask questions. Of course, I'm not just going to dismiss it, the person right away. But mm -hmm. after I get the answers, I'm probably I'm likely to hear the answer that, you know, it's just like, because why not? Because mm. I like to have sex, whatever. But it, that just tells me something about a person that a person doesn't value the intricacy of human connection, you know, and a person, uh, the person is OK with having physical connection. And it doesn't psychologically bother them. And it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, for me, it wouldn't work because I am, like I told you, you know, like, I get anxiety sometimes. And, like, I feel people too much to just, like, I can't just hook up without um, getting that, like, without getting uh, uncomfortable if I don't know the person. You know, you know what mm. I mean? Like, I will get uncomfortable if you're just a body that is attractive. I will. If, if you don't know them or you feel like they're not trying to get to know you. Like, is that. If is, I don't know them, uh, if I don't know them. Is the concern, though, like, because I've heard it, I guess, both ends of it, of where it's like, this guy has slept with a bunch of women, and am I just another number? But also the other side is, oh, but I'm the one who's going to, like, lock him down. Like, I'm the one who's different, where it's like, oh, yeah, I did this for a long time, but, like, you're different. You know, it's more like, I mean, I've had that too, but it's more about, I wouldn't feel comfortable and I need a person who will be able to feel that too. Like, oh, I know I feel the same. Like, I feel this, like, I know I'm less comfortable and I know people who will be less comfortable just hooking up will not have 60 bodies. Mm. That's just makes sense. It's logic, right? Mm -hmm. So I need someone who will match me, right? 
you want them to have a certain level of like nervousness. Yes. Yes. I need a person who will understand my nervousness or not nervousness, just like the intricacies of human connection, right? Of some kind of like this, you know, like what we talked about in the beginning, right? Like you can just notice the body language, like, oh, this person is confident or not, but you can notice too much, almost to the point where it's like, I feel like I know you too well, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I have. And I need someone who's like that too, Hmm. to to be comfortable. And if a person, and if I'm trying to build a relationship with someone, when you ask me about do I care about body count, generally, no. Mm. But most likely a guy who has like 60, 70 people will tell me that, yeah, because I just like sex, right? That's the Mm. obvious answer. And they will not be a good match for me because Mm. of the fact that they don't feel the same way about human connection that I do. And I need someone who does. Hmm. That's as maybe I went. You know what I mean? Do you no, feel it, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I But see it's what you're of course, all the regular fears are like, you know, being used or like, you know, just like not being appreciated or valued. Of course, they're all there. Like they're. Mm. I'm not saying that they're not in a picture at all, but I just, like, I mean, of course, I had opportunities to hook up at a bar, you know, or like right, you meet someone. I mean, I'm a girl, of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just like, and it's not because I'm scared just i never feel that desire like oh Mm. yeah let's go home baby let's lock it down never feel that i don't know if i did maybe i would i don't care Uh, because i i definitely have known of girls who are like they're going out and they'll tell their girlfriends like i'm cooking up tonight yeah i'm getting dick Mm -hmm. period Mm -hmm. and i know every guy i've ever gone out with has had the same thought but of course (laughs) yeah and it's totally cool it's like I, but it's again, it comes back to its culture. It's my culture mm. is very different, and I think because the way I was brought up, it's very, it's a little different for me. Like, hmm. I was never a thing growing up, you know, hooking up at a bar or like a party. It was a thing, of course, people hooked up, but like, it wasn't as, as much as it is here. And I think yeah. because of the dose, a small dose, it was there, but it was just so non. It's not standard. general. It's not standard. Mm that played a big role for me like and I, I like it you know I mean I can't complain my romantic life has been <laughs> difficult but I um I don't regret anything I'm really happy about everything that went mm. down in my life hmm. you know although so. like it's it it's definitely is a little scary here in America it's like in that sense right like I feel like guys are so Mm. I don't know how to say it. Like, like itching for it? Like itching for it, yes. Like like desperate a little, right? And then, but mean too, right? Like guys like lie and shit, right? Mm. Like about like, oh yeah, this is, you know, like, I don't know. Like guys do that a lot here. Like, like girls. That's not standard? I thought that was just like, yeah, you say whatever you got to say. Kinda no, like... I don't know. That's like a very much... <laughs> I don't think or that not happens like, in Russia that much. I mean, it, I guess it also depends for, like, the guy. But it's, like, there is a definite – there's, like, a market for dudes who will tell other dudes, like, all right, you say these things, you act this way. Like, the Andrew Tate people, it's, like, this is how you get a girl. Girls want to be treated like this. This is how you say whatever you need to say in order to get them to do what you want, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, like, because guys aren't – I don't I like I I know plenty of guys out there who are like yeah like I want a long-term partner like you know like guys still want like romantic love Of course too. and I'm not dismissing I think that guys um it, I think it's 
not common these days in any culture, well, at least we're comparing Russian and American, to be go, like, I'm going out and I'm going to find myself a wife. Mm. You know, that's not common either in either, mm. you know, culture with our, within our generation. Mm. But I think that people are kind of like, they start with situationships, right? Mm. Things start with situationships and you kind of like, maybe you hook up early on, you know, mm. first months of knowing each other or whatever, right? Maybe you don't, maybe it's two months, maybe you don't at all. Mm. I don't know, it depends on the situation on people. But I think like situationships is how things start, right? No one goes into like, okay, we're not gonna sleep together until we start dating or like, mm. it, it's, people like definitely things shifted towards more casual from like when my grandparents were growing up mm-hmm. you know in russia too but um i think that i'm okay i like that i also don't like jumping into relationships i only had one relationship my whole life mm. just fyi mm. like i don't have a big experience with actually dating mm. um i had one relationship my whole life uh well my oh my whole life but like <laughs> ever right yeah. um and um I just think that things start off culturally with situationships and um, yeah, and it's just like, that's that's okay. That's that's relaxed, uh, relaxing enough, you know? Like you start, know. you get to know someone, you maybe you have sexual encounters, maybe not, and you yeah. like, you learn. Because like for me, a relationship is low-key marriage. Like you are, like it's a, a tiny marriage. It's yeah. a tiny marriage. You are giving each other, like you are, you're agreeing. building building to marriage. You're agreeing that we are together. We are in it together. In this life, it's us and there is a world in mm. that sense, right? Like romantically, mm-hmm. kind of. It's a uh, partnership. Well, I think that kind of varies between people. But yeah, it of is course. Like a, but like, like I think us. I still think you're like independent. We are a unit. We're both two independent human beings, of course. But I'm saying like you're making some kind of agreements to each other, mm. which is kind of like it's a lot of commitment, right? Mm. And it's not like I have commitment issues, but I think it's a big thing. I like it's a huge thing to get into a relationship. It is, and it is. I don't see that's something that's like, I don't know what it, how the situation works other places, but like I had to learn it, of like you know you take girls, you take a girl out on a certain amount of dates, you have to be like, are we boyfriend and girlfriend? Like to me, I was like, we've gone on ten dates, like yeah, but like some girls mm-hmm. would be like, you never asked me to be, like has to be my boyfriend yeah, I'm like, i wouldn't assume we're dating but like i'm like we gone on we've gone on 10 dates like we're so. seeing each other maybe you're seeing someone else on the side I but don't that's know. yeah that's what the thing is like like some people will be like yeah like well i'll go on like four dates with the dude and some other dude asked me out and now i'm gonna go on dates with them and part of me is like hey like don't you know if we're going on dates either you know stop going on dates with me and start going on dates with him or don't go on a date with him. But don't be going on dates, especially, like, if I've taken you out four times, and I think, like, because by the fourth time, you're definitely like, oh, okay. Like, we're very compatible. This is probably going to be a relationship. At least personally, it's either, like, I have a very good sense of we're going to continue to go on dates or, like, fourth date is the last date. But, like, you know, generally speaking. It's so personal, right? Like, with some people... You just know right away. With mm. some people, you don't know for a while. With mm. some people, you're friends. Then it happens. Like it's just so individual, right? So that's why I think, yeah. of course, having that conversation is really important. Like, what is happening? You know, mm. like how are we feeling? And then you decide. Like, if if mm. your communication is good, that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna have that great conversation where you both are like, we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Um, I think having conversations about it even early on about what you want and stuff is also a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but uh, you see, the thing is, like, some people have that dating culture in them. Like, like 
I I don't know. A lot of people, I don't know. A lot of people I know don't. Like where you actually go on dates and you see where things go. Like for me, things usually happen just kind of like, um, I don't know. I can't speak. I was say usually that one time. Happen, exactly, exactly. That one time that it happened. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think it's just so individual. But um, I think the flu, the fluidness of it is like how easy does it flow? You know, like from the whatever, however way you met mm -hmm. Tinder or even like um, just organically. Right. You meet at a party or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to establish right away. Like are we in a relationship? Are we just hooking up? You know, it's good to have you need to be on the same page for things to go smooth. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think transparency is great. You know, like I'm just looking for this and I would really love to have this with you. Whatever it is. If it's just sex, it's just sex. If it's let's just go out and see how it goes. Or like I'm looking for a partner. You need to be clear about what you want. But sometimes, usually, you don't even know what you're looking for mm -hmm. until it's actually happening. And that's the beauty of it, right? You never look, you don't look for it, but then it just comes to you, mm. right? And that's what I think is so great about it. And, like, not great, but, like, that's the way I'm comfortable with it. You yeah. just go, see how the, things go. Yeah, the uncertainty and the mystery has... You see how things go. It's enjoyable. Yeah. I just don't, like, and, uh, you know, especially, like, first date. I would never be like, oh, are you looking for a long-term relationship kind of thing? Or like, unless they ask, I'm probably not going to bring that up because it's more just like, do we like each other? Then we'll move on from there, you know? Yeah. Or like, And also like, depending on how you meet the person too, it's like, okay, if you're talking to somebody, you meet them in person for the first time, right? There's whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Then you ask them out and then you have just like a date and see like, oh, do I like this? Then you go on a couple more dates. But I guess like the... I don't know. There's just like, yeah, the, the being on the same page, I guess I'm just very averse to the idea of like, you're going, you're like investing in this person emotionally, especially after a certain number of dates. And then you find out, oh, they're like, oh, you were serious about this. And you're like, yeah. Like, what did you think this was? Yeah. And that's why when you are, that's why your intention matters so much, right? Like if you are understanding that this is the person you want in your life already, mm. like fourth date, whatever it is, mm. it's important to communicate that maybe not directly, but somehow because another person could be on another side of the planet thinking very different thoughts. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't think he's that into me. Mm. People read things really, you know, yeah. people get confused. So <laughs> I think it's not about like, oh, let's be clear. It doesn't have to be a transaction. It has to be, it's like, how are you communicating? Like, you know, mm. and a good sign, if you're on the same page by the fifth date, it's like, if you're like, oh yeah, we are kind of exclusive, right? And you're like, of course. And you're like, okay, good. That's, <laughs> then you know, like you're on the same page. Yeah, Shit yeah. is good. Like, it's fine, yeah. you know? But if you're like, where? And the person's like, what are you talking about? I've been hooking up with this dude for like three yeah. years. Hey, you're like, that's when the sign is like, okay, we were not communi- like, cause But that's when all, you gotta leave. It's all in a, yeah, but it's like, it's all in the details, right? Like, how deep are you talking? How comfortable is your body language around each other? And you all sense it on such a nonverbal level. Like, it's all comprehensible mm -hmm. as you go as you go through those dates. Like, you can usually feel if it's kind of tense and you're like, ha, yeah, like, it's not tense like that. But the conversation flows. But something is just not like you're not fully like, you know, mm -hmm. not letting go. That's probably a sign that, you know. Maybe you need to have a conversation that's, you know, deeper, try to initiate a deeper conversation, or maybe it's just not clicking, or maybe have the conversation about what is happening between us. How do you feel at the stage we're in, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you want to keep going or like, you know, it's just, you gotta, you know, 
ideally when it's just like really yeah. fluid and you're really like vibing when it's very technical very to the point very like oh is this working or not or like do we match in this and that it's just like i don't know if you even need to have the conversation then maybe it's just not right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah it's kind of yeah if yeah. you have to ask yeah if you know you know yeah if you know you know and it's yeah i think the cultural aspect is like is big i mean in america it's it's hard to build a relationship here it seems like you know if what, what i'm what, seeing yeah. online is like yeah like what about it what what, what seems hard? i don't know what, it seems like, like people are like there is this disconnect between men and women where men don't want a relationship and women do and it's like all this like guys out there uh you know like those <laughs> influencers who are like um giving advice to women how to deal with men you know like oh if a man is doing this this is what you need to do or like if you feel like he's pulling away he is pulling away you know mm. like kind of like reeling girls in like oh by the way if a guy's not showing interest he's not interested you know mm. and it's this whole thing and, and it's like a woman always needs to feel like she needs to like chill you know and like not give in too fast or maybe not talk about commitment too fast and a guy always feels like he needs to chase pussy like that's mm. what happens you know he always feels like he needs to like guys I've noticed guys feel so inferior in a sense. They're like, you girls always get dick when you want to. We need to, like, we're like dogs out here. Like, so, you know? And I'm like, you're really complaining about just the biological, like, needs? Mm. Like, you guys control in, like, very cynical sense, you know? Like, guys are the ones who are, like, if we're speaking, like, regular gender terms too, right? It's very different. Chilling. It's when it, very different for, like, other types of relationships, right? But we're talking about, like, men, women. Um, guys control the commitment aspect of things. Mm. And girls control the access to mm. the, the sex. Well, I think I've heard it's, like, it's hard to get a girl. It's hard to keep a guy. Yeah. Like, that's what the yeah. – that's where the choice is. Who gets the choice in what, I guess. Um but that's the very American way that I've never encountered in my life. Because Guys in Russia aren't like, man, I want some no, pussy. No, no, like... it's like the way I was taught to build relationships, I think that is the reason why I never really encountered that, you know? For me, it's like I built, like the way I would, I like the way I build relationships, you know? Like the way I want to keep doing it is, and I don't say I'm good at it at all. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I have... Not good at it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not good at it. But um they'd be like, I'm the dick queen. I I'm the dick I queen. Want. No, I just, <laughs> No, I just really believe that, you know, it's like when it it's just you gotta be transparent, you gotta be honest, and you really you it's not like you have to be careful or like play some kind of like don't play games. You already will have a game as it is. Like the whole aspect of building a relationship is already like a game, mm. but it has to be a transparent game where all the rules are clear and you're you're not being too careful, not too cautious, but also not too desperate. And mm. it's all in balance. And I know it's easy to say, but with sincere intentions, it's possible. Mm. You have you're being transparent about the kind of person you are, the way you build relationships, and you show it through your actions, through your words through your opinions on other things, it doesn't only come out in conversations about relationships. It mm. comes out through other things. comes out through how your past relationships went, you know, how your 
outlooks on life are you know just so many things and people feel it like you mm. you and the other person you will know where you stand you know and that will just tell you whether the person filters out or not well i mean it's not exactly that point but like i think yeah the guy's getting pissed about not getting laid all the time yeah it's definitely a thing here oh yeah well because i think at least in my experience it's like while guys want a relationship at least some guys want a relationship there's also the aspect like like tinder is kind of advertised not explicitly but like the like when people talk about tinder it's like go on here to just get laid you know at least for the guys like guys are like tinder let's we're trying to get laid so just uh, a side note here tinder just rebranded and their new campaign is called it starts with a click or a swipe it starts with a swipe mm. and um mischief is a big advertising agency they did the campaign for them it's beautiful and it basically rebranded the whole tinder game as a relationship starts with a swipe so they're changing the way mm. and it's like literally they notice statistically they noticed there is a longer conversation time so like people text for longer since mm. they rebranded like they've noticed statistical changes in the way people interact mm. uh they've noticed like I think it was um, less swipes. So like once the, some conversations start getting longer, the swipes reduce. Like shit like that. Like they notice some crazy. Because that doesn't like business wise, that seems bad for Tinder. No, no. It's good because like the users, inc like the users stay the same. Like people keep it's using like, Tinder. It's like they don't, it, right. They make money off you swiping. They don't they make, make money off you getting in a relationship. They make money they off. They make of, money off users. They make money. Yeah. They make money off the advertising or are you paying so you get more access to yeah. other people. Yeah. And they, they, they but still it's get better an influx you, of users, but they're noticed just that the correlation, like, I'm not sure about that, but they definitely noticed uh, the fact that the conversations times are getting longer. Mm. So the way people stay in the chat talking become became longer because i find like especially on tinder i think is the worst of the dating apps when it comes to this but like there are a lot of people and i'm sure the guys do it too but like they put no personality into their profile that's where true. it's just like pictures and that's it and they don't say anything or they say something like there are it's on all dating apps it's like you will see the same answer to the same question mm -hmm. from multiple girls and you're like okay like what like are you looking this up how is you know mm -hmm. what is going on here mm -hmm. and i find it makes it hard to like when you're trying to strike up a conversation like you don't have a good jumping off point of like oh let me ask you about this or let me ask you about that but then there's also sort of like you have to keep their attention when it's like yeah. There are yeah. so many options. It's fucked up. And it's displayed too. Yeah. Where it's like you got like thirty dudes in line, like yeah. pick one. It's very much like, all right, you have to perform. Dating apps are flawed this way. So yeah. flawed. Like it's I I haven't been on a dating app in six, seven years, I think. Like honestly. You gotta be a dude. Yeah. But um <laughs> honestly, yeah, it's like I think it's it's also like for me what bothers me the most is not even I, I see your perspective like a guy's perspective I see it now mm. and I think I've heard that once before like you just gotta you gotta work to keep the girl mm. in the chat because she's like you know yeah. like it's an actual like, it's like a schema there is like a whole business behind it right yeah. the 
tricks that you need to do, like conversation starters that you need to have, yeah. right? It's like and you th- have to have a pickup line, or yeah, you have, yeah, or like yeah. if you leave, if you don't like, if you stop, you know, you texting them like in the mm-hmm. evening, you better do something the next day to bring them back because mm-hmm. they'll just leave. Like you yeah. can have a conversation one night and then it's just over. Which I mean, like people do that just see- meeting in person as yeah. well. But like certain like losing the interest because you're not just consistently I know, and that's terrible. But it's also what bothers me the most is that at some point, if you're a regular like dating app user, it gets you. It's almost like dehumanizing because you're just like very jaded. You see faces, and you just you your conversation start. It's like you can do it to five people in the span of five minutes. Like Mm -hmm. you can be like, "Hey, what's up? Uh, What are you uh, like?" Hey, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Hey, nice to meet you, blah, blah. And you text five girls or like five guys, mm. the same thing, right? And then you just like have multiple conversations. It's like dehumanizing as fuck. Yeah. Like you lose the human touch, which is why you were on a dating app mm. in the first place. Well, it's like you don't see like the investment time-wise. Like just yeah, swiping but you don't through connect. Tinder. That's the thing. You just don't. But connect. it's like if I'm swiping through Tinder, it's like am I going to waste the time to read a bio when I, you know, this is probably going nowhere. It's like mm-hmm. just hot, 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 not, not, not. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, that's definitely not helping me out. Mm-hmm. But it's also just like oh, I don't have any incentive to really think about yeah. somebody. Like Hinge, you get like you can give them like you can text them something, right? So you mm-hmm. can kind of present your personality more and their personality is more on display mm-hmm. depending. I mean, there's plenty of people who like they show no personality at all. Mm-hmm. But like that way you can kind of like you are incentivized to also like try and figure out who they are based on their profile and then you can send them something that's like pertains to them Mm -hmm. you know um but it is definitely like you get especially seeing people who don't put anything they're just like i like sushi ask me out on a date blah 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 like you're just kind of like i'm just like you're nothing you're like a nothing person and it's just like Maybe she has but a personality. But then you have to try to show off your personality in one profile. Like that's the whole concept of it is just I mean, insane. Yes, but like if you're showing nothing, it's like, you know, yeah, like put just, like give me something to work with here. Like everybody yeah. likes sushi. Like that's nothing. That's yeah. not you know like, like I drink water. Like okay, like mm-hmm. what conversation am I gonna have with you? Like oh you drink, I drink water too. Like that's crazy. You know. I don't like, know. I always like I remember when I had Tinder like. 18 19 i literally had one picture that was blurry you could barely see mm-hmm. me and it said hello i'm kate that's mm-hmm. it like because i don't like putting my i don't like coming up with witty things mm-hmm. to reflect my personality like i hate the whole concept mm-hmm. you know like doing my linkedin profile was like oh. living hell for oh. me because i'm like i'm such a complex individual how do i put that into a profile like i hate that you know yeah. But I had to do it anyways. But on Tinder, I don't have to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't have to have Tinder. It's not a requirement for me to get a partner, you know? it's It <laughs> might increase my chances, and it did, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's, like, also I think most – I'm not sure with women, but dudes find it very hard to meet women in, in places. Yeah. Like, besides a bar – You got to expose yourself. I mean, like, friends of friends, you know? Well, it's like if you don't have friends. Like, I know a lot of dudes who don't. Like, they either – they only have guy friends and they don't have many of those. And it's like – and it's like, oh, my guy friends – oh, my guy friends aren't dating anybody? Like, where do I go from there? Parties. Yeah, yeah, dating If you don't get invited to parties or people don't like – it's just like where are places – like, go to the grocery store. Like, people say go to the grocery store, go to the library, stuff like that. Statistically, it's school, work – 
That's it. Statistically, these are the top two places where you meet your future partner. But like, I School would not want to date work. somebody at work. Like, no, but you meet at work. Doesn't mean you'll work together forever. But like, statistically, these are when mm. these are the places people find their mm-hmm. uh, significant other. Let's say mm-hmm. school and work throughout like the big the big social uh, environments in life but that like, you go through. If you only oh, one second, my mom's calling. <laughs> Rapid doodle do. Yep, I gotta uh, go too. Um, yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> the Tinders and the people who don't have anywhere to meet. Them. Yeah, it's like yeah, if you don't have any like tons of dudes don't work with yeah. girls either. So it's like you don't work with girls, you're not in school, you're boned. Tinder is fine. It's just it's something. It's I mean, definitely yeah. something. I mean, and a lot of people don't want to go to the bar because they don't want bar. The people. one relation, the one successful relationship I had, was from Tinder. So there's hope. Really? Yeah. I know people have done it. I've never done it. Yeah. I've like everybody I've dated, I've gone like met them in person somehow. Yeah. Either always through school pretty much. Mm-hmm. Hey, there is hope out there, guys. There's hope. There's hope. <laughs> All right. I mean, do you do you have any any last words? I'm tired, bro. <laughs> yeah. This like, is one of the longest long. <laughs> I think we've gone like four plus hours. Yeah. Um I'm like I feel like I've worked out all day. <laughs> Damn. This is harder than work. See, real job. A real job. I'm a professional. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much, Eric. It was absolute a pleasure. pleasure. You're welcome to come on anytime. It was fun. Um thank you all for listening. Thank uh, you all listeners. Yes. Kiss kiss love love.